You've tuned in to another episode of the Adeptus Terra podcast, hosted by Sam, Matt, and Neil. Put your feet up and enjoy. Well, welcome to episode 100, keeping it 100. I'm Matt. I'm Sam. I'm Neil. And there should be some fanfare right now. There won't be. No. No fanfare. We have hit episode 100, guys. How, how How late is our episode 100? Four months, I think. Four months. I think, no, uh, yeah. We had two months where, no, three, I think, because we had a 0.5 and we had a month where we missed an episode. Yep. Which I think was the first month in the entirety of the mm-hmm. podcast that we ever missed a month. And then but, it's you know, all snowboard since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all just been a mess since then. We've we've fallen apart. But I'm very impressed that we can put out a hundred mediocre episodes and people are still here. It's well, very exciting. Ish. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're gonna spend a bit of time in this episode, uh, having a bit of a round table with us, the hosts, reflecting back, giving some thoughts on our journey, what's changed, um, and where we're gonna take the podcast forward. Um, it's called Keeping It 100 for a particular uh, reason, and you will find that out right at the end of the episode. Keep people hooked. Oh, got to <laughs> have that hook, right? Yeah, yeah, you got to have that thing. Stick around to find out. Next week on. No. Um, so, yeah, so we've got that. But before then, we have our regular spotlight, oath of moment, um, and our news from terror to get through. So, well... Not to get through, let's enjoy the time, but uh, to get through. (laughs) I think the only extra bit of admin to throw in right at the beginning of the podcast is the Hobby Hangout, as ever. Mm -hmm. The next Hobby Hangout will be the 30th of April. Um, As ever, this is between 8 and 10 p.m. Uh, No, well, 8 p.m. onwards. Eight till ten, guaranteed of a host. <laughs> eight, eight, eight till we <laughs> and run then out we of stuff flake to do. out some point after that. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, eight p.m. UK time on thirtieth of April. Um, one of us will be hosting. Believe it will be me. Yep. Um, we all try and get there if we can, and just hang out with you guys, do some hobby if if that's what you want to do, and they're good fun. So yeah, if it's your first time or fiftieth time, come come and join us and hang out on that Sunday evening. Um, shall we get into news from Terra? Yes. Good, good, good. Who wants to jump in first for Sprue Corner? Me. God, no. I did nothing. Excellent. Moving on. Uh, so <laughs> I had a rather rather productive building month. Um, mm. Or should I say building week? Um, because it all happened in the last week. Uh, I um, built 10 Mark VI Marines with yep. missile launchers. Um, mm. So I used the new... Um, box Ooh. upgrades where yes. the missile launchers weirdly come with missile launchers and um, uh, heavy bolters yes. so if only they came with like missile launchers and I don't know Volkite or something like that something useful that I would actually use rather well, than they're going to split it up on purpose yeah, aren't they of course. and anti-infantry to be fair stuff. Yeah, I guess those so. 10 heavy boulders eBay some Imperial Fist player will want those mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's just time and effort right <laughs> <laughs> or I just Cut them off them. the sprue and put them in my, my sprue box <laughs> until until someone has asked me for something. Yeah, and then I'll go. Oh, I've got those um, because that's the type or, of thing or I do. You could have a Imperial Fist heavy weapons squad. Well, that's a- it kind of would fit into the Alpha Legion part, but they're not 
they don't have a heavy, a special yeah, heavy, heavy a weapons special team. Unit. So I don't get the benefits of. So the way that the Alpha Legion one works is, you get the unit, but you lose the keyword. So um, if yeah. I so like if the the heavy weapons team in in, in Imperial Fists gain I don't know plus one BS all the time or whatever because they're Imperial Fists. As soon as I as soon as almost the game starts or something, it's really peculiar where oh, it says okay. it. I lose that and they become Alpha Legion. Oh, okay. um, so it stops me gaining all of the benefits. Yeah, yeah. Maxing, you get yeah. all the buffs of the unit and their war gear. Yeah. Uh, you just don't get their Legion rules, which. Makes, makes complete so sense, sense, right? Yeah. It makes complete sense. They're not the same legion, and yeah. and 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 the the benefit of the weaponry makes sense because they've stole it rather than they've suddenly learned a new doctrine. Um, yeah. Although they got really good at shooting so stuff or whatever. Would the Iron Warriors be the same? Then their heavy weapons. Yeah, team? so you'd get the Iron Havocs, which have their buffs. Yeah. But uh, you'll lose the Iron Warrior buffs, which actually probably make them better, much better. Yeah. Fair so, so, so yeah, some units are much, much better as their legion, mm -hmm. and there are some units that Alpha Legion will just take all the benefits because they're built yeah. into the unit. So, like uh, Night Raptors for the Night Lords, all of their stat line and special rules he gets. Mm -hmm. The only thing he would lose is the outnumbered rule, yeah, where you get him plus one to hit, which is a lovely buff, but you're still getting two for charging and all the other bonuses that yeah. raptors give you yeah as long as as long as it doesn't say they have the keyword yeah so which which i've looked through quite a few units and and, and not many of them do no no not 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 really so anyway so i i um built the the 10 mark six with uh, rocket launchers or missile launchers sorry um i built uh, i i bought and built dynat so mm -hmm. dynat I, I had a proxy for a long time but i don't know Forge World got the better of me and I bought the model. It's a lovely model. It looks really nice. Um, really nice to build. Um, the base is a scenic base. You know, he's on that weird yes, kind of big yeah, rubble yeah. piece. So it comes out. So I need to figure out how I'm going to do that because it doesn't... It, yeah, I think that's going to have to be it because there's there's no... Like, it, it, it doesn't like just slot in. It's like yeah. it full on goes over the top of mm -hmm. the, the, the bevel... Bed, Beveled, it's not like, yeah, beveled it? edge. Yeah. Beveled edge. So um, I need to figure that out. I, it, it will be magnets. I've got enough. I've got enough magnets. So I just need to drill out a big enough hole to make it sit flush. Which I'm not afraid of doing that. That's fine. Um, I also built uh, the new Exodus model. Ah, yes. Again, as a new thing from Forge World, no release agent on it. No greasy patches. No bent gun. Nothing. It was wow. literally one, two three four five six pieces i nice. think to build it like so it went together really really well um and uh again i had my own like as a proxy yeah. but it's a phenomenal model um so he'll he'll go with um probably my recons or whatever and or on his own to be honest he'd be better on his own um but yeah so i built him as well uh i also built uh, two apothecaries mm -hmm. Um, so I needed apothecaries for my new list. Um, we'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, so I, I bought and built those. I was using my Blood Angel ones just as a proxy to kind of run them in some games. But I thought while I'm doing a Forge World order, I might as well just spend all my money um, <laughs> and buy those as well. Uh, and then I built a five-man headhunter squad with combi melters. Um, so slightly challenging because the combi melters from Forge World, because GW don't sell combi melters anywhere else, um, 
don't have the hand on yeah, the holding the gun. They're the old mm-hmm. way of doing yeah. things. Yeah. So I had to use some arms and some hands and kind of a mismatch. So they're a little bit ugly. Um, but you won't notice once they're once all, they're painted. Once they're painted, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, it's such a small piece that <laughs> part of me was like, I could just not glue on hands, <laughs> and then just no one, no one will actually notice. And I don't enter painting competitions, so. I mean, I won't tell you that I've uh, never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I built all of that. It was, um, it was quite nice to build. I, I didn't do any painting. Let's just get out of the way now. Um, I had quite a lot of games, so we'll go on to that a bit later. Mm. Um, so actually, it was quite nice to sit there and, and, and build. And although this comes out after the Hobby Hangout, the Hobby Hangout is this weekend. So my intention is to, um, before the Hangout, go down and try and do the three layers the, base. like the, the bases yeah. so the, all my base coats and then so i can just paint some detail while on the hangout um worse comes to worse i'll just airbrush on the hangout but i don't really like doing that because of the noise in the background yeah and, yeah and trying to be conscious of of everyone else and mute yeah. myself and stuff so especially when you're like the host right exactly exactly so <laughs> like, hi guys i'm just gonna mute myself <laughs> yeah see you in like two hours right yeah um but no so hopefully i can get because the way that my silver works there's no point in doing like five guys yeah. you might as well just do all of it it's no it's no quicker to do less yes yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why i was like right build everything and do everything all at once yeah it just kind of gets out of the yeah. way and then i felt like i built something else but i can't remember for the life of me so um that was it Fair um enough. and uh it was quite fun it was nice to actually build forge yeah. world was um actually kind of nice weirdly interesting interesting so i've had a building month as well um i now me and sam just before recording were chatting about what happened this month and what was last month um i'm not sure if i'd finished my two rhinos i know i'd done one yes you had i had because we posted a photo of them ah yes 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 so uh this month i built 20 mark six marines um for my two ultramarine tactical squads um I also repaired 10 Mark VI Laz Cannon Marines that I bought from uh, eBay. Um, yeah, I picked up the the 10 Mark VI uh, Laz Cannon guys from eBay for quite a good price, but they were boxed quite badly. So nothing had snapped, but they'd all just kind of fallen apart. How do you feel about eBay? Because we used to buy yeah. a massive chunk from eBay. Yeah. To be honest, I very rarely bought new. I bought a lot from eBay. Yeah, yeah. And now it just feels like whenever I go to eBay, people just want new prices for built models. Yeah, the the second um and second, second isn't the right one. Yeah, second hand. Yeah, thank you. Um stuff seems to be a much higher premium of cost. Um particularly like you say much closer to new. Mm. Um, it was even like that, right? When like Betrayal at Cowthorn stuff happened, people were putting up the squads for, you know, decent money. They were splitting up the boxes, but not insane. Well, not brand new money, if that makes sense, because they'd got the deal on the box. They'd worked out a certain price and were sending them, you know, like 10 dudes for 18 quid, 20 quid. Yeah. Whereas now people seem to go, well, you buy a 20 Mark six for this much. So I'm going to sell my sprues for that much because you're getting exactly what's in the box new. And fair enough, you know, like if you can get it, why not? Yeah. I just think that it's a bit like, oh, well, I might as well buy new then. And have spare 10. So like, I've got a spare five, Mm. which 
are just on sprue because well I've I've, I don't need them yet and, yeah. and I might need them in the future like I, I did toy with maybe I should just build them and build five um, uh, heavy bolters I was going to say heavy bolters and, and then just have five heavy bolters painted up and, yeah. and, and do that and then I was like actually who knows in the future I might want to do five more headhunters and yeah. the way that I've done my headhunters is using the standard marines so I could do that and and in theory they should really be five in order yeah, to yeah. bulk up my my new combi metal squad because they are um, they they are they they are uh, a squad of ten, just five of combis and five of yeah. that. So I really should do that, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so they came and they uh, had clearly not been built very well. Um, they like most of them were like broken off their bases. The las cannons had come off the shoulders, or the supporting arm had come away at the shoulder. So he must have just used very little glue or bad glue or I don't know. Was all the bits there? Yeah. Everything mm. was there and it was all really easy to clean up and put together. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that bad. I cut off one of the regular heads because I'm planning to use them as two five-man Laz Cannon teams. Yeah. So I cut, because uh, one's got the sergeant like plumage thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but then all the others were just the standard beakies. So I cut off one and added the... It's like a semi-unhelmeted head in the Mark VI. So yeah, it's got like it's a rebreather. Like the... He's got like an extra antenna thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, actually, this this looks different enough to be the sergeant because um, I didn't have any spare plumage. And to be fair, with that, if you do decide to run them correctly in a 10-man squad... It still works. Then you, it still works, right? You haven't yeah, kind of yeah. gone down that massive plumage thing and there's two plumage guys in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are for a... Um, most probable new project that again we will get to a little bit later on yep. um but that's what the 10 mark 6 laz guys were for so quick clean up quick re-sticked bases put the laz cans back on and done so that was nice i did actually just while you're talking about that yeah, yeah. i did actually head swap dynat because dynat is yes. bold yeah, yeah, yeah and so i was like no way you give him a helmet yeah he's got a helmet. yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one why would your hq not have a helmet that could i don't know save his life and two all of my guys have helmets so yeah. it would be super weird if he was the only one that didn't so yeah did that no that's good that's good i also built three plastic sicarans wow so i did a troll trader trade-off of a load of like odds and ends there was a land raider redeemer in there there was um a couple of chimeras that i just didn't need anymore four or five drop pods mm -hmm. A unit like 10 space walls 10 regular marines a metal vulcan histan salamander like there was so many right. random things that i've picked up over the years from i think big bulk buys from ebay from the past or different people had traded with me and at the time i had a plan or like lots of little like kill team type units that i think i must have built for kill team or yep um i went for a phase of wanting like every army at like 500 points so i had all these little characters and things i'd built and then never got the actual force yeah so i just went right get rid of all this and that funded these three plastic sicarans cool which is for my new ultramarine armored spearhead list that i've been building um they're all at various levels of completion so i've got one that's complete but i'm converting into a sicaran punisher so i'm waiting for some 3d printed mini guns from simon when will they sell upgrade turrets? It's coming, uh, but I think they're just trying to knock out a lot of the resin Forgeworld tanks so they don't have to make them anymore. 
So like the Vindicators, the Whirlwind Scorpius. It, it would be it would be perfect for Forge World to make the turrets. They've already got the turrets. Yeah, yeah. So why don't they just print Depends on turrets? how the mould is shaped. Yeah, like if it's so. shaped with part of the body, they need yeah, to make yeah. a new mould. Like, I did I did see someone post um, that a load of the super heavy like glaives and stuff have all come off of sale from Forge World. They are currently, yeah. And I mean, they did, they've previewed the plastic Cerberus, is it? The um, giant laser destroyer tank. Um. Um, that's one of the big Forge World tanks. Um, that uses the same body as the Typhon. Yes. So it's a bit like a Vindicator is its little brother. You know, you've got the Demolished Cannon or the Laser Destroyer. Yep. The Typhon and the, I believe it's the Cerberus. How do you spell Cerberus? Oh, yeah, uh, got it. There you go. Like that. Like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they previewed it. It might even be available. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so very possibly because the Glaive and the Fellblade run off the same chassis. So you could do it a la Bane Blade and just put the two turrets in the same box. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Mm, yeah. I, I I think it'd be weird to do those before some of the other things, like Assault Marines. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I you know, think Assault Marines is going to be the new squats, where I, they, no, every time someone mentions them, it gets moved back a month. I think we will see Mark Six Assault Marines. That's I, what I think. I think we'll see Mark Six Assault Marines. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Why would we not? Because you've already got the new Mark Six marines done yeah, yeah. all you need to do is create mark six jump packs or what they'll do and, and, and this might be wrong like as in they shouldn't do this but what they might do is make jump packs and assault weapon like hands yeah because they've done, they've that, done that though they've they done. did the spoiler arms didn't they yeah yeah, yeah. but make them in like boxes of 20 or boxes of 10 well that's i think you will see an assault marine box which will be 20 marines but rather than all the bolters it'll be chainsaw bolt pistol arms yeah but they want to make some money on the uh spoiler arms that they've clearly made already yeah and then hey in six months to a year here's the assault marine box and we're just going to use these sprues because we've sold you all these spoiler arms for the last year and mm -hmm. now we're not going to sell that anymore but here's the new box yeah, yeah. and everyone forgets about the little blister pack that they bought four of to, to get like 20 men done it's mental. It's it's clever. Uh, I, it makes sense. I do I do question some of the the way that they split stuff up. So I was looking at I need a uh, I need a multi motor for um my uh, headhunter squad. Yes. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just I'll just buy one of the boxes. But I was like, it's got multi metals, heavy flamers, and plasma. I was like, that's a lot of extra stuff to buy for that's, one. That's where you go. Do you know what? It might cost me six quid, but I could buy one from eBay. Well, six quid versus but it's six quid versus twenty eight. Yeah, 28 for a lot 28. Well. And you could sell some of those weapons. What were they? Multi-melters? It was 10 multi-melters, 10 heavy flamers, and 10 plasmas. Oh, uh, yeah, the heavy flamers and the plasmas. But the, the thing is, it's not, it's not like they're of a scale, because I was thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about using a, um, do a solar auxilia, solar auxilia ZM force. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, I need, I'm going to need flamers for that, because flamers in ZM, I really like that idea. And, 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 and when... I take it out of ZM, I can use the um, Malkador and Furnace. As yeah. Like that. It'd be like almost like a flame section flame thing. Flame section thing. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I was like, but they're not the right scale. Yeah. So it's not going to make any difference. They can't weird. do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, sorry, carry on. That's right. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I just saying that I built one to the Punisher 
cannons. They're re- he's ready. The th- second one is 99% complete. I've literally mm-hmm. got the top hatch to glue on. Okay. But I had a third one to build the night before I was playing a game. Mm-hmm. So I went, well, if there's a hole in the top of the tank, who cares? I need to build this one. <laughs> so at like half nine at night on Wednesday, I started building my third Sakaran for no. the game Thursday morning. <laughs> oh, okay. Nothing like a deadline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one is... Um, the hull is completely built. Yep. Um, the sponsons are done. The turret is not. I didn't get... I was just starting to fall asleep yeah, building yeah. this thing. And I think I ran out of superclue as well, actually. So that was kind of my... Otherwise, I would have just pushed through and probably built it wrong and been upset. But... Um, and then all I was doing is uh, while both were alive I was just swapping the turret so I could get accurate measurements <laughs> so I could measure from the gun <laughs> rather than just the top of the tank um, so it worked you know it was a bit janky I also I mean this is gaming stuff but I also used a second rhino as a predator because I didn't have an extra predator <laughs> I had to move my list around because I'm missing a third land raider right okay and so I had 200 points and I was like uh, I'll put an extra predator in oh but I don't own that model Oh, I'll use this Rhino and just put a Predator turret on top of it. And it looks kind of like a Predator. <laughs> um, quick question, or well, quick statement. Um, Contemptors are yes. £37.50. Mm. The new Contemptors with the new front plate yeah. for the, Legion. the Legions, £62. Yeah. What the hell? Sorry, what? 62 so, 30, so Contemptors Dreadnoughts, £37.50. Yeah. Plastic one, yeah. Plastic, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The new releases... Is it done by Legion? So you go Space Wolf. So, so White Scar, yeah. £62 for the White Scar. Just for the front plate. What does it come with? So what they've done is they've, you know, Forge Rod used to be able to get Legion specific yeah, dreadnoughts. Yeah, yeah. And most of the detail was on that front yeah. plate. Yeah. Yeah, they basically reproduced pounds. all of the front plates in plastic. Right. And so that's what they're selling. So but, you get a standard with an extra sprue of, I think it'll be shoulder... Uh-huh. plates and nope. breastplate nope is it just the breastplate it's just the breastplate oh, okay yeah it's literally and a head okay yeah. unless it's the whole upper torso I don't think it was because they show unless they I thought they were just replacing the front part of the plastic because the way the torso builds is there's obviously the back and the front like yeah. a marine yeah, frankly yeah, yeah. and so I thought it was just replacing the front piece that's mental 30 quid yeah for one piece much more detail, but... Did I not say this was a luxury hobby once? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, many, yeah, no, many, many, many no, times. No, 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 no. no I, I get it. I get it, right? <laughs> but yeah. I'm pretty sure the resin contemptors were that price. The whole Were they thing. 60 quid? The whole uh, thing. Remember, you were buying them with no arms. Yeah. So they were like 48, but then you had to buy two arms, which would take you easily to 62, if not a bit more. I think it was around yeah. 60 to 70 for a resin dread. I guess so. But it just feels like and they've you're gone... getting all the bonus weapons. Like you've got all the different... Yeah, you know. it, but it just feels like... I'm not gone... defending it. No, no, no. <laughs> but basically what they've got is this front plate is worth 30 quid. Or kind of, yeah. 37 to 62. So what? What's that? 3, 5, 15? 25. Oh, yeah. 25 quid. That front plate is worth 25. That's fucking nuts. You're... Unfortunately, somebody will buy it. Yeah, no, people are dumb as fuck. I mean, you know, the thing is, right, if you've got one contemptor in your list and you want it to look as cool as you can and you're still in 
the thing with heresy, you can go two ways. You can go, everyone looks the same and mm-hmm. the paint job is different. Yeah. Or I'm going to get every unique bit of Legion I can. You know, it's a bit like um, molded shoulder pads. My Nightlords yeah. all have Mark IV molded shoulder pads. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. And I think back <laughs> and go, why? Like, I invested so much money in just one shoulder pad. Yeah. I, mean, I could have just put transfers on. Yeah. And my Ultramarines. Of, there's not many inventory in it, but the the new ones I built for that list, so the thirty marines, none of them will have or have, I should say, molded shoulder mm-hmm. pads because I'm not I'm not able to invest that much more money. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I think it's it's choice, right? If you've got the income and you want your legion to look very different to everyone else's, you're going to pay sixty two pounds. But that's the thing. I don't want my to look right. yeah. I want everyone to look the same. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I will do transfers. Like I haven't done, and I've done a few on a tank, but they came out awfully because I just did it wrong. Um, so I need to spend some more time on transfers, and then I will do every shoulder pad yeah. because it, they will look better with shoulder yeah, yeah, pads, yeah. Um, with the transfers and shoulder pads. But particularly it's just, for your kind of quite dark, somber th- yeah. kind of theme, yeah, the yeah. the legion symbol will be this little pop. Yep. Anyway, sorry, back to what we're talking about. No, that's good. That's good. But yeah, so I think probably what I'll do is if I can pick up some super glue, if I can get on the hangout, which I'm planning to, um, I'll finish my cigars. Yeah. And then just kind of chill. I'm at a point where now all this stuff is built and kind of money's dried up again for a little bit. Yeah. I now need to paint, which is a nice place to be, but I'm a little bit dreading getting started. Once I get going, I'll be all right. But I'm like, oh, I've got a base coat, everything. Oh, I've got this. So I need to get over that hump. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah plenty of building. Um, um, moving into painting, you said you didn't paint anything? Nope. Um, Gaming and cool. building month. Yeah. So I painted um, a uh, just a, a nice black base coat on a train carriage for mm-hmm. my father-in-law. Um, he gave it to me ages ago. Um, but they were working him and his railway club. Yeah. Um, they go to event like they're asked to go to events and put on exhibitions and stuff. Like they're yep. quite high up in the. They've been in the magazines and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and they were working on a. I think it was World War One period piece for mm-hmm. the latest one. So this train wasn't needed. And then like this week, I wish you'd told me earlier. He came to me and was like. You know that train I gave you? Like, have you have you been able to you know spray it up and everything? Because he knows I've got an airbrush. And, yeah. Um, and I was like, no, like you said, you didn't need it yet. And to be honest, like I sh- I should have done it, but I haven't done it. You know, whatever. Yeah. I went, oh, cool. Be cool if I could have that like next week. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and like, are you not going to say no to your father-in-law? <laughs> so it's like, okay. So I just started uh, laying down the uh, black. So it's going to be black, and then he just wants it grey. Right. So it's gonna just get a grey and then a, a zenithal, and then it's gonna it's going to someone else in the club who's gonna do the right weathering and transfers mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just almost base coating, yeah, really, mm-hmm. and just getting the standard colouring. But it's got lots of like moving bits that have mm-hmm. to be like masking taped up, and it's like not as easy as just get models spray done. Um, so yeah, so I I got the first layer of black down, and that seems to have gone on well. Um, so yeah I'm kind of I guess I probably won't mention it again on here but it's the only thing I have done painting wise yeah. so I thought I'd throw it out there okay. I often think maybe trains are the next evolution oh, step God, in, my, no. in my process no 
Oh, God, no. I often no, look at the shed at the back You of think the Warhammer's think. expensive. My think, God. I yes. could build a train set. The, the, hobby, you could. the hobby shop I go into in, in Kent when I stay at Amy's mm. has a lot of train stuff. It is not cheap. It's mad money. It is. Yeah, but. Even well, I, the, I think the issue I think that you I would, get you is... would love the trains because you yeah. don't have they ninety nine percent of the time come ready yeah, unless yeah. you want to adapt them to a period or a place, which is what Jenny's dad does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like, oh well, these transfers were only used in the south of England, and I'm doing a train in Wales, so I need to change this and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, you'd love the tracks and the electrics and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. The thing I think you'd struggle with is the um, like the terrain stuff, right? Because it's not like oh, big black like it's all paper, plastic card, glued right. together, mm-hmm. tiny because the scale mm. is so small. Like the men are like yeah. the tiniest little things, and if you wanted a, a display piece rather than just a functional looping train. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of work I have a feeling it'll be like most things though I'll do it for a while get bored and then be like yeah. oh no I can catch this on fire <laughs> you definitely could <laughs> yeah uh, he's got like li- literally little street lamps that are like this right I'm gonna hand some models round mm-hmm. okay yep let's do this so you Show actually painted some stuff we need so, to get some photos of this so I can put them up on yes. the Instagram please oh right why so, is he so small because he's the top hatch dude. He was the one that I started painting up in so the three pots. Are all four challenge. of these different? These are all different. Oh. Are they different though? Well, <laughs> I, want, I want to see all four at the same time. Okay. So, are you going to ask my verdict? Because if you're going to do that, I need to see all four at the same time. Potentially. So, hang on, I'm going to get up and move around to Matt. I talked about doing some perfect marines at some point, and. I did some tester models of various purple schemes and I really struggle to pick which one I like the best. I knew Sam was going to pick one of the them. The pink one. I knew he was <laughs> going to pick that one because it's more in line. So I, I like... Again, I think that's more in line with 40k Emperor's Children, but, you know... Yeah, and um, what might be a good idea is to just paint a one, two, three, and four. Or when we do the photos, we'll add on one, two, three. I can add it on. Actually, yeah. I can add it on. Yeah. Um, and then because because I, I like Shorty Boy and shorty. also the bright purple, mainly because it's very like my grey nights. Yeah, this is yeah. the one that I would go for. Okay. So the the the, oh, the hardest top one, hatch dude. the hardest one to do. Excellent, yeah. Shorty Boy. Uh, so I was quite surprised when you originally brought up the idea of these different purples and you sh- I think you put two up was yep. it yeah, in yeah. the um in the photo um I started doing a bit of research and looking into Emperor's children yes. and they're much darker in heresy than I thought yeah well have you looked at visions of heresy Oh, we'll go get... Oh, the art book. We'll go get visions yeah, yeah, yeah that'll yeah, be yeah. a good thing yeah, I mean I've looked at all the colour plates in the black books yeah, 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 yeah. I've got the same colour plates because yeah. of having the, the original three first three books and Empress Children are in there. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I don't like those compared to my one. <laughs> yeah. It's I think the iconic the, the, the more pink one that you've got and people can go and look at these photos. Once um, we post them, we, yeah. yeah. Well they'll go out on release. Um Well probably a few days after. Well yeah, but yeah. Um 
is that says that emperor's children to me yeah right you see it you go yep that's emperor's children um but i just prefer the purple so this one the one that matt's just talked about the more pinky the ready yeah, purple, yeah, yeah. more vibrant was a zenithal white highlight with eidolon purple yeah okay yeah. spray uh these two so i've got two that i did very similar yeah they look very similar i prefer the assault marine to the tactical marine what why um the the i think it's the shading i think you've done a lighter zenithal so he's got kind of the lighter purple on top Mm -hmm. but he's very dark on the legs fair enough whereas i feel like he's more all round the same color that is matte varnished oh okay and that's the only difference. So that's the only difference between oh, that one and this one. Okay. There's been a little bit of um, the purple wash, Drucci Violet. Yeah, yeah. Drucci Violet. Um, on one of them. <laughs> I can't remember which now. I'd say the Tactical Marine looking at it. Uh, yeah, on the shoulder pads and on the back of the legs somewhere. I've done a little bit. Um and then the final one, the top hatch marine, was the two base colours. Yeah. So uh, Vallejo, whatever, Hexen, Hex Lichen or whatever it is, the dark purple down yeah. there. And then the alien purple on top. And then Eidolon purple sprayed over the top of that. Oh, okay. Yep. So as I said, the most complicated one. Uh, one extra do. step. <laughs> have you a, a new new idea? Have you thought about using um, contrast paints? Doing a zenithal, doing all of that, and then doing like go white, and then use a contrast paint. Or inks. Inks is the other way to do it. So, Eidolon purple is the the clear air. Oh, uh, so kind of like a contrast paint. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, for me, that's the Heresy Era, Emperor's Children, Purple Marine. Mm. But the reddier, pinkier, screams Emperor's Children. Like, if if you said to someone who isn't diving into the books, mm. that's the Emperor's Children. But actually, after a little bit of looking in the colour plate, and it'll be interesting to see visions, um, that's a 30k Emperor's Children. Especially once you start adding the golds. Yeah. That'll jump up. I have a way of doing... I have a, a new way of doing the golds. Yeah. I want to investigate. That'll be cool. Which is a... I think that might be the next step, to be fair. Maybe take him and the pinky guy and do a couple more stages. Mm-hmm. Like, try your golds. Um, and, and then those two can be sprayed up the same way. Yeah. And see. Cool. And see how easy it is to replicate as well. Because you've yeah. got to think, if you're going to do an army with that, yeah, then how easy is it to just go bang, 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 bang? Thank heavens for spare marines. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All yeah. I can say to that one. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have done. Mm, that's Thanks cool, man. Guys. It's it's nice to see. Nice to see. I I think they'll look really, really good. Like, I mean, I really like your salamanders. So these guys have got that um, kind of shiny look at me mm-hmm. pompous 
thing that the salamanders don't. Yeah. So I think that gives you a different challenge, but also will really bring that color scheme out. Yeah. I think the salamanders is like, get your green right. So they don't look like 40k dark angels yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. um, various other things. But uh, that's the thing that draws you to them. Mm. It's not the black shoulder pad. Whereas on this, it's the gold trim of the shoulder pad. It's the eagle. It's the sword. It's the. It's yeah, going to be exactly. all that stuff, um, which I think really will transform the models. Indeed. And then I've got to work out if when we do finally go through it, what do I do with Palatine Blades? Do I use one of the Turbo Dog colours? Okay. That kind of thing. It's like, right, okay. Now I've got to work out what works with this. Mm. Yeah. But that's a bridge I will cross when you come to it. <laughs> um, get colour palette sorted first. I think it's cool. I think it's good to do a little bit of painting, keep you going. I think it's always nice to do something new. Sometimes mm. you need that little kind of, oh, I'm doing something I'm interested in, something that's new, that's going to excite me. Yeah. And then that drives hobby, right? Yeah. Like, I think in your notes, I think I read somewhere, and we're going to bleed into games now, is um, gaming uh, really drives your hobby. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with new projects is a big thing. Like, making lists is a, a thing I love, and it really yeah. makes me go, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Um, talking about gaming, let's move on to that. I know Neil, you haven't played. I have. What are games? Exactly. What are games? <laughs> um, Matt, do you want to go for your games first? If we do both our games, and then we'll talk about list changes afterwards. Uh, yeah. So I've only got one game to talk about. Um, last month was Wayland. Yep. Um, did you say both games? We'll both talk about our games. Ah, oh, there you go. Sorry, then, I heard we'll both. Do, then we we'll do so list. I've only had one. Then we we'll do list. list <laughs> yeah, after. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the list is just, you know, if we've not waffled on, on, on long enough. Um, so I played Tom and his Iron Warriors. Um, it was very fun, but man, Iron Warriors kick hard. <laughs> they are built to destroy the hard things to kill or harder things to kill because they get plus one strength to all weapons when they're shooting dreadnoughts, vehicles, and automata. So naturally, you took your... Ultramarine tank company. Yeah, yeah. There we go. of course. Yeah. So every unit had plus one strength against me. So even his bog-standard bolt, bolters were strength five. So I, I don't... Sorry. I don't. Sorry. What? I don't yeah. think you should be too hard against uh, on yourself against the, uh, against Thomas Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because it, it is... You took the thing. It's like yeah, 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 it's yeah, like exactly, took yeah. demons versus the sisters of Battle Force. It's like, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was like that. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a very tough game. Um, I I killed some stuff. It wasn't like it was, oh, I can't do anything. So it wasn't disheartening. It was just very, very tough. What made it worse, and I think this really brought the early game down for me. Well, let's just, sorry, let's just go back a second. What What is in your list, your, your tank uh, list? My ultramarine list. Oh, um, so it has a um, tank commander, which I have to take for the right of war. Uh, it's a predator with conversion, heavy conversion beamer, mm-hmm. and two Laz Cannon Swansons. He is deadly this edition. Yeah, like crazy good. Um, the way the heavy conversion beamer works is the further away, the higher the strength and AP yep. gets, or better, I should Which say. Which is cool because it means you just park your warlord in a corner and don't move him anywhere close to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a couple of turns where I was shooting things over forty-one inches away. <laughs> so I was hitting them with a strength twelve AP one large blast. Nice. You just go, oh, Marines, dead. Terminators, dead. 
Yeah. Like just doubling out multi wounds. Um, mm. Yeah, it was really, really useful. Um, and then you got a couple of las cannons as well. If you're within that 48, you get just two extra yeah. high, yeah, high yeah, strength yeah. shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he did really well in the game, actually. Uh, then my troops are um, two Predator tanks, individual, mm-hmm. um, with Volkite Culverin Sponsons and the Predator Cannon turret. Then I have a squadron of two Predators, exactly the same, but t- together, because yep. I don't have the troop slots to split them up. Uh, then I have... Um, I had Breaches in a Rhino for this game, which I actually worked out afterwards. You can't do. No. So, because they can only take a Land Raider as a dedicated transport. Now, in my right of war, units that can take rhinos can take land raiders. Mm-hmm. So my brain just went, well, surely you can flip that, right? Like, and I just didn't look at it. I was rushing to get the list ready. So, yeah, if it had won me the game, I'd be like, oh, no, bad me. But, like, pff, it wasn't a problem for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I realized that. So my, my, my proper list has a third land raider for them, but I don't currently own it. Right. So I put them in a, in a rhino and, yeah. The way the game went, they could have been a tactical squad, frankly, so it made no difference. Uh, then I had two tactical squad, 10-man in Land Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, then my elites is two Sikarans, separate, because right. um, you can have them as elites as part of the Right of War. Just the standard Sikaran, you can't put variants in elites. Um, uh, a Xiphon Interceptor, and my plane. And then my heavy supports is a Sikaran Arcus, a Sikaran Punisher, and then two Vindicators with Demolisher Cannons. Cool. So that was the list. I think the, the changes I made was, like I say, the breaches went in a Rhino, which I shouldn't have actually been able to do. And I took an extra Predator tank um, because I had the points spare because I didn't have the third Land Raider, which I proxied as a, another Rhino because, again, I don't own that Predator. <laughs> Um, but Tom wanted to play 3K, which is why those changes were made, mm-hmm. because I don't have the 3K force ready, or the one I'm working towards anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's my list. Um, I The deployment really screwed me. So uh, set up the board, very standard, kind of a bit of terrain in each kind of corner, big line of sight blocking, building in the middle, very basic, just one box, pull out, put out. Um, and then we got short board edge deployments mm-hmm. and it was the deployment that's a triangle yep so I, I sent Sam the photo I will show Neil the photo uh, again I'll send this to so, you I think and your mission was the 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 one which is objectives that only get scored at the end of the game yeah war of lies so yeah. you were playing effectively kill points because you, sorry just kill everything type game until the last turn where it's get on an objective like a musical chairs the you're playing against a tank killer legion and you had a short table edge triangular deployment zone which made that look like the game of uh, where you have to get cars out of parking lots it yes just yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so i i genuinely think anyone would have struggled in yeah. that kind of if they brought a, a tank company at yeah, all, yeah, yeah. they would have struggled in that in that yeah. situation. The the problem I had early game was a lot of my tanks couldn't see, yeah, right. because repositioning I kind of spread out as best I could from the triangle, yeah, but you can only move so far to shoot your guns, and 
Um, so it's either the don't shoot anything and get into position or move a little bit, shoot something, move a little bit, shoot something. Yeah, and I didn't want to just stick because of his, he had lots of long range, good shooting. So I was like, if I just drive out, you know, 14 inches that way, 16 inches that way, I'll just get blown up. Do you know if this was his refined 3K or whether it was, yes. one he took, it was his refined one? Right? Okay. Well, pretty much. There's one or two bits he hasn't got yet. Yeah, yeah. So he, um, I can't remember what he did to fill the, fill up. But yes, it's working towards his list. So so Tom came to the same event that I went to. Um, mm-hmm. So And I think in that event, there were some noticeable challenges with his list so like the aquita bombards for example like always die and they've only got one gun on them so you get weapon destroyed and then the gun is it's just the gun's gone yeah. um so i think yeah he, they were still in because i think the units he's got to replace them aren't right, here okay. yet or he's not gotten yeah. done or so okay so he's refined the list on the ass kicking that he got yeah from so he had event. the <laughs> uh he had the iron warrior terminators yeah yeah um that have the missiles on them yep. yeah, yeah. which are strength nine missiles shooting vehicles mm-hmm. yeah Two shots each, mm-hmm. and then he had like a squad of like eight of them. Yeah, so like this is a mobile las cannon force basically. And they've got relentless as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, can yeah, just move yeah. and shoot, and they're like forty-eight inch range, so they didn't need two that much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, just a highlight of one of the problems that I came across them, <laughs> them, and the ultramarine missile yeah. terminators are their legacy. Oh, the ultramarine okay. ones. So they're the two units that every Alpha Legion yeah. player takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so when, when we went to that event, all th- three of the other Alpha Legion players, mm-hmm. two of them had the ultramarines, yeah. one of them had the Iron Warriors, Iron Warriors ones. Like, enough, it's... Yeah. They, they are, are very good. Points points for poundage, like killing-wise, yeah. yeah. they yeah. are... Yeah. I don't know okay. if you'd get the plus one strength, because I think that's from... The, not the right not of the war plus one strength, or... but still, oh, mobile still missile mobile. launchers. Yeah, yeah. And, and no other Terminators can do that. No, so no. yeah, they they are scary. Mm. Um, so I don't feel like I had enough teeth early on. Like I killed a couple of the Iron Circle. Yep. Like my Vindicators dropped their templates, and I I was really sold on the Laser Destroyer variants, thinking the templates because now they're not large blast, they're small blast. Yep. and their AP4 um, with that with breaching or rending whatever one it is mm-hmm. so you're like oh the AP can be just you just get an armor save whatever um, but they are phenomenal because <laughs> they're strength 12 now rather yep. than 10 um, they're AP1 rather than 2 um, and they um, they have brutal 3 so you do th- potentially three wounds per wound, yeah, which is disgusting. <laughs> um, and they butchered his iron circle down to I think one and a half. Oh, okay, um, with one shot. Ooh. I was like, sweet, you know, two templates, but one shot from yeah, the squadron. Yeah. And then they instantly were deleted <laughs> for that problem. And and then I was like, oh, I've got a Sikaran, but they're strength seven guns. And I've got my Punisher was on that side and, you know, strength six, lots yeah. and lots of shots, but their toughness seven and trying to break through their toughness seven, three plus save with lots of AP4 yeah. auto cannon kind of weapons was really tough. Um, and the building just blocked, like my land raiders couldn't see, the Arcus was on the other other side. 
Tom did really well at counter deploying because I went first. Right. So um, he made sure his uh, squishy inventory were basically on his deployment edge. Right. Like, okay. like over, you know, 50 inches away. Like even with me driving up eight inches with the Sikara in it and having 36 inch range on the Punisher cannon, mm -hmm. I couldn't shoot his inventory. And he doesn't need to get to objectives because then he, just, need, at the end he of the just needs he just needs to kill you and you get killed that war of lies is kill points oh and then the objectives at the end of the game oh yeah so he doesn't need to be anywhere near yeah, the front yeah, yeah. like yeah. what's the point it, the the game felt very much like here's 1500 points of my good units against your 3k tanks yeah, yeah and yeah. that was the whole game like his inventory just walked up onto objectives at the end of the game mm. yeah like, i don't think they shot once no um which was, you know, tough. It was a very tough game. It was fun and, you know, it wasn't like uh, I didn't kill stuff. Like I say, the Vindicator was a real thing. The um, Warlord tank was just, like, taking wounds off things, killing Marines. How many Marines kill points did you get? Uh, five, maybe? Four, five? Okay. I was tabled turn six. I mean, the game ends on turn six. It's not a roll. It's just six turns. Right, okay. With the mission. Um, so yeah <laughs> by turn three I didn't have much left and then it was just kind of surviving and hiding trying to yeah, hold yeah. objectives and play the mission but um, I tell you what the Storm Cannon Leviathan is disgusting for an Iron Warrior yep. because it's like 12 shots mm -hmm. normally it's strength 7 but against vehicles strength 8 it has Sunder because they're Iron Warriors so he can reroll armor pens yep and he goes, oh, so he, he killed a Land Raider, like five whole point, armor 14, because it also has rending. Yep. With his strength eight, Leviathan just went, oh, there's a Land Raider, bang. Oh, there's no Land Raider. You, you played a like, faction. What? You played a faction <laughs> that is made to kill tanks yeah, yeah, with yeah. a tank company. And it, yeah, <laughs> like, which was fun. <laughs> I did, you know, like, it was one of the things that was like, I had no idea Iron Warriors had that. No. And it was really interesting. It, it has made me go, why do I keep choosing these themes of armies that I am potentially less like mismatched with? But uh, okay, so you say that. I do feel we talked about your list afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do feel you need to play like at least ten games oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah, you start yeah. changing this list again. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel if you played against, I don't know, Liam's guard, you'd be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd be really interested to play a more kind of standard legion like your alphas. Because yeah. you're going to be able to infiltrate close to me, so like your melters, and I'm going to have some problems. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also not like every unit is going delete, delete, delete. No, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. I, th um, I think. And that brings right. me to my one issue with this game. And I found it interesting that it's in your notes for your game. I have a bit of an issue with return fire reaction. Okay. So, particularly heavy support teams or units that are that kind of kitted out, like yeah. his Iron Warrior Terminators. So his turn, he shoots a tank, deletes it. Yep. I then return fire with mm -hmm. a tank, mm -hmm. kill half the squad, but they can return fire before they disappear. Oh, I've now lost another tank in their, in their turn. You know, in my turn, sorry. Yeah. So I'm losing two tanks, uh, you know, potentially 400-ish points to kill his one unit of 200-odd points. And, and uh, Tom was agreeing. He was saying there's no point ever shooting at 10-man LAS cannon. Mm -hmm. support team because they're going to return fire and they're going to kill pretty much whatever's shooting them so you have an impenetrable 
can't be killed or can be killed, but at the s- sacrifice of something. You either you- need to you need to shoot it at something you know is going to kill that squad. Yes. So I'd have no problem firing my Volkite heavy weapons team yeah. at a Laz Cannon heavy weapons team because... Yeah. Mutual destruction. Mutual destruction. It's, and it's, he can miss some shots. So. And he can miss some shots. It's 50 shots. Yeah. With yeah. Re, like with deflagrates yeah, and taking yeah. extra wounds. Yeah. Like it's it's a risk, don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah. but it, it's... it's You he, can't just shoot Laz Cannons yeah. anymore. <laughs> It starts to become that game of chess where you go, right, okay, I need something to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, in some respects, you may need a bit of infantry in there to go in, get close, to then start going, right, I'm going to start trying to take off some units so you can then get... You need a bait. Yeah, it it is bait, but it's also shooting them with things that they don't want to... Um, return fire with yeah for example if if i had my tactical squads up there they're rapid firing bolters into the terminators yeah. he's not going to return fire that no because he knows my tank's going to target his iron havocs or the terminators yeah, yeah and that's what he wants to return fire so it's almost like you either need to know you can delete them yeah or try and pick one or two off a turn with something that you know they're not going to care enough to return fire yeah so yeah Here's my thing about it, though. Does he have an extra reaction in the shooting phase? Yes, as well? he does have an extra reaction. Yeah, yeah. In the shooting phase. Okay, so, so, he gets so to yeah. twice. So I, I basically was losing four tanks guaranteed a turn, minimum, because I was they were blowing up his terminators and his iron havocs mm. were wiping a, a tank every turn, and then I tried to shoot them with a tank that could have wiped them all out, and he'd return fire and blow up those two tanks. Now, I did whittle down the squads from my firing, but I wasn't deleting the whole squad. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it was just, like I say, it's kind of just a mismatch and it was tough. But vehicles, and I get why they've done it, and it must be really hard balance, so this isn't me moaning. Vehicles can only react with strength six or lower weapons. Yeah. But your 10-man las cannons can shoot me however they like. I find that a little bit silly. I think it should be they can only react with direct fire weapons. So, like, as in they can't... Doesn't fix las cannons, though. No, 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 no. So, what I mean is they... So, any ve- any vehicle can return fire with anything that oh, isn't, it's not a, a blast. That isn't a blast temper. I see. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, I see it too... You could do it two different ways. I personally think the way you balance things like heavy support teams, which are seen everywhere with the master signals and we've talked about it mm-hmm. again and again it's such a strong build because of these reactions now why don't you make reactions strength six or lower weapons across the board so then your heavy supports can't react which makes a lot of sense they're heavy weapons you can't move and shoot them so why can you react with no penalty maybe and or- i just think because then you can still you can still react with volkites you can still react with heavy bolters you just don't get Auto cannons, missiles, las cannons, or make it a snapshot, or you make the reaction a snapshot. But then, I think that across the board becomes so weak. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, but I suppose. A, like, what's the other reaction in the shooting phase? It's either shoot um, or or duck, or duck, duck evade. Right? Yeah, you yeah, get yeah, five up, save. So make it a snapshot, and then you you can still fire everything. It's a risk, and then you get then you get bonuses like if you buy this thing. That means you snap, you 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 shoot snap on, a, on a five a, six, or yeah, something. plus yeah. one BS or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's a few things you could do to make it not insanely powerful. Because I agree, I think it is really powerful to do, and it makes you pick 
what you want to shoot. Sorry, Neil, you wanted to say something? I, there's part of me that's like, they've done it for a reason. Yeah. It's to steal stuff, but I don't think they were that smart. I think they've just made a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake. I think it's a choice. They've, they've last edition, last edition, I think assault was kind of king. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got into assault, well, I played assault heavy armies. You did. So if yes. I got into assault, I would normally kill that unit. Yeah. And it's, and like, everything in this edition so far whatever was strong in the last edition is weak in this edition mm-hmm. or weaker i would say i don't think they've completely flip-flopped i think they've given teeth to things that people didn't take yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. how you sell stuff right like yeah. people didn't have that many heavy support teams no no and no. now they are everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and when, when we go through lists if we if we choose to do that I, I may have gone way the other way with one of my new legion lists where it's almost, well, you, okay, you want meta, here's flipping meta, which I may yeah. change because I don't, I don't know. You, um, with that, just, you know, take some of the the hard-hitting stuff, but have some of your fun stuff yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think there's always a line, right? I, I just think this basic rule is a little bit more powerful than maybe they thought it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it I, is just a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I think it, I think it, I don't think it's too much. I think it creates choice and I think it, it it makes you have to think at a deeper level about the game because it you have to start thinking about the, okay, well, I'll shoot that with my, I don't know, Kratos because it's got a flare shield on the front first. Yeah. They'll probably react fire back. Therefore, I'll be able to shoot with these other things next. Yeah. And, and rather than rather than shooting loads of things, you then start target priority. Yes. Because you could have, once they shot and killed one tank, every other tank just laid into them oh, I was. and, and, and re- removed that squad. Yeah, I, I was, but... Obviously, with these two reactions... But you can only react once with one yeah, squad. Yeah, with one oh, squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I was doing that. But the, the other issue was, I was stuck behind a big line, line of sight, sight blocking. Yeah, it's... And it, there's a mitigating. lot of the tanks, this is another reflection on the list, a lot of the tanks are 36 inch range. Yeah, yeah. They were over 36, but within 48. Yeah, of course. So I yeah. couldn't hurt them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I I think the reactions make it, I don't think it's broken. I don't no, think, no, no. I don't think it's broken. No. I just think it makes it a little bit, you have to think about it more. Um, yeah. And in my game, so if we if we go through that game actually, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. at the event I played um, uh, Imperial Fists and is in the Imperial Fist, he brought um, the Deep Strike hammer whatever it's called um so the deep strike um for uh right of war where the imperial fist player the imperial fist player yeah everything deep strikes down turn yes, on yeah, or whatever yeah, it is yeah. and um he has a um a missile launcher mm-hmm. weapons team and so i rightly so have an entire 3k or 2500 point force deep strike about two inches away from my entire army yeah. um it was probably one of the funnest games i've ever yeah, had yeah, yeah. Um, helps the opponent um, was really really fun to play with yep. anyway um, so I started running away from them <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. and I ran between the gap between two bits of terrain and I could see his heavy weapons team and I was like oh yeah okay I'll just shoot them and then got the squad got wiped because I shot uh, missile missiles heavy weapons team and he was just like well okay well I'll just direct fire strength 8 there we go remove those guys yeah, and, yeah. and that happened because I was dumb. 
yeah, not yeah, because yeah. of how strong it is or anything like that. Yeah, it yeah. was because I oh, shouldn't have shot them. Yeah. Um, and the same thing happened in my game against Liam. So I played Liam's. He's got a Napoleonics themed mm-hmm. solar auxilia. Um, he's done a video about it on his YouTube channel if you want to go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played them and he's got laser destroyers in there. And I was like, okay, well, they need to die first. Uh, turn one, I go first. My jet bikes go super close and then shoot their plasma five cannons. plasma cannons into them. Um, which I think three scattered into other squads. <laughs> and then yeah. they go, oh, yeah, I'll just return fire. There. Like he returned fire yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just wiped the squad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, delete. Yeah, man, that was so dumb. Why'd I do that? Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. then it, in later in the game, I was like, well, I've got, I've got a 20 man tax squad. I should really rapid fire them and, and, and kill them. And I was like, but he will return fire. And, I, and, I, and it started making me think about how and mm-hmm. what needs to attack them. Um, so I think it does add a new layer yeah yeah yeah. i i think they could do some things to make it weaker than it is like the only strength seven and below or remove it on tanks to give them return fire on everything that yeah, isn't a blast, not a blast yeah like but then you can still blast return fire with infantry yeah so that's the thing it's like, like i think my one scenario isn't necessarily this is broken this sucks i hate it i think it's I love all the reactions actually and I think that whole chess yeah. is a perfect reason why they are so cool it was the well I can only react with a strength 6 gun yeah. so I can't shoot you with my good weapons but you can just go return fire 10 missiles dead yeah yeah and it the, was the, like, I think the vehicle uh, the vehicle portion of it isn't right like I don't think the reaction's wrong I think the vehicle portion of it I, isn't right when, when you can still one last cannon blow up a tank I don't understand why you're hampered so heavily in reactions. Because I can't overwatch. I can't return fire with anything strength six and lower. Yeah, yeah. It's the, vehicle, go, the vehicle part is not right. If you fix that bit, it would feel a bit more even ground. And then yeah. you do have to start going, okay, this Sakaran on one hole point, yeah, it's going to die, but it's probably going to die anyway. So I'll shoot with that first and try and bait them to kill it. And then my f- perfectly healthy Sakaran yeah, yeah. can then shoot into that squad without a return mm-hmm. fire. You know, it's that. Yeah. So um, tanks don't feel as uh, indestructible anymore like they did in last They're unbelievably issue. easy to kill. And then they're still you've paper. Got, then you've got dreadnoughts walking around on like 10 wounds doing what they're yeah, like. Yeah, like yeah. Dreadnoughts are the new tanks, right? Yeah. Um, but kind of, well, yeah. I think t- tanks um, haven't massively changed over additions. No. But everything that's inventory based, you know, or, mm-hmm. or Walker based, I guess, is the the right phrase. Inventory and te- dreads all got better. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, and also we're gonna just hamper the, yeah. you know, because you go actually even a Kratos right with what four las cannons and its turret. Yeah. If you build it that way. Yeah. You know, currently can't Overwatch at all. But. It's got an auto cannon. That's, it can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because that's strength seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no. Damn. Not unless you give it Volkites or heavy bolters can it um, return fire. Yet, the 10 the man missiles, las cannons, auto cannons, whatever, can just do it whenever the hell they like. And cool. you're like, this doesn't make sense. No. Right, so, let's move yeah. on because we, we're reiterating points now. So, um, any more on your game? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think um, planes are pointless. Like they just planes aren't pointless. The reason planes aren't pointless is because the person that played Tom 
Yes, um, I know the circle. It's very hard to do though. You have to snipe the HQ, and then yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like it's not so exactly. He a- was an Alpha Legion player, and it was it was it was top tier Alpha Legion tactics. Um, he used his sniper squads, yep. removed Tom's guy with a cortex controller yeah. so the stompy robots go mental and do what they like and then use the plane to basically fly two planes to fly backwards and forwards over the top because they had to run towards the nearest thing they couldn't hurt him <laughs> but they had to run towards <laughs> it so these yeah. these like She's, 400 point amazing unit. <laughs> but possibly needs fa gearing because he couldn't assault those flies no so that shouldn't they should be negated, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah, sense. But like, run towards the unit other than units with the flyer keyword or that are zooming flies because he can't do it. Like, yeah, yeah, top tier tactics, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. playing to the game. Great. He wasn't was cheating. And, but... and when I played him, the 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 missiles they they were doing loads of damage. I think they took out my Kratos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the punch is good. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, it's it's the augury scanner situation again you know i was like yeah. well i can bring my plane on that's got two hull points or three hull points at armor 11 and just get augury scannered by these missiles or these auto cannons or this or yeah. that um or i can put it behind this building so i don't get intercepted which is what i did so then at least i could shoot it but then they flew over a building blew up one of the bombards mm. so i was like yeah cool yeah 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 well, now I'm just going to shoot that. And these Terminators have Skyfire rockets, so normal BS, yep, cool, your plane's gone. I'm like, well, then, okay. Like, yeah, and that's best case scenario. But like, not, hang on, no, no, that's very situational. Like, not everything, I have no Skyfire in my... you got a 10-man missile squad. They, they have Skyfire? Yes, they have Flax. Do you not have to pay extra Nope, for you get all three now. Yeah, all three that's now. Um, so... I, Okay, but again, we're not. So, we can't say a whole unit is is rubbish just because of one unit combating it. Yes, but there are like Derradeos get Skyfire, missile launchers get Skyfire. Yeah, but a rapid fire bolter squad can kill that flyer if it has an augury scanner. Right on when it comes in. Yeah. Okay, so that's fine. That's but then the, problem. the rest of the game, if you don't come in yeah, within yeah, twenty four yeah, yeah. inches, if you're smart with your deployments, yeah, you and got stuff, you got to come in. And you can, of line you, you, of can, you can evade. No, no you, can't you can't evade a reaction, can nope. you? Nope. Yeah, that's the problem, is they got rid yeah, of the... Yeah, yeah. the, the uh, to make yeah. it harder to hit. Like, don't, don't hear what I'm saying as negatives. These are just issues I came across that I was a bit like, hmm, this seems a bit like, you know, and I think from online, it seems people were saying similar things. All grease scanners are super cheap. You put them on every unit. Yeah. And then everything can... It's why your BA... Deep strike you list is quite difficult to play at the moment. Mm. It comes down and the whole army uh, shoots you. Yeah, yeah, like it's just it's a fact rather than a oh man shouts at clouds. Um, I like I say I had a really fun game and it was fun to think. Like when I played Simon, I turned up with units and just went oh let's roll some dice, and got murdered very easily. Yeah, I got murdered just as easily, if not actually worse, against Tom. But I was making choices and deciding what to do, and I felt like I was really engaged in the game, which meant I had a fun time. Cool. Um, so that was really cool. So I'm glad that I'm almost taking a little bit more time to think about what I'm doing, what I'm including, how I'm using certain units. But ultimately, it came down to, like you say, this thing is made to kill that thing, and I had that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, what can you do? Um, but yeah. 
take us through the rest of your event. You've got so more games. I had uh, it's a four game event, four game event um, run by uh, 40k, 30k Frontier um, by Pete. Uh, it was a very good event and a very interesting way of doing it, doing two games on each day rather than three and one or three and two or whatever. Um, the mission packs were great. The way that they did them, they um, they had animations for the start of it, like showing you deployments and, and, and stuff like that. It's really good. Um, and then um, they effectively didn't give a mission pack with all of the missions in they gave the mission pack with like the blurbs in about like what, what we're doing and why and then as the missions start they'd hand out what the missions were like as little add-ins so like it was redacted in the pack until you needed it which i thought was really good and the reason they do it is so that people can't write lists for that mission yeah. Yeah. those yeah, which, missions which is yeah. why we didn't release our missions before our event for the mm. same reason so it, it it was a really good idea i think and 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 um they did have some things which i think were a little bit they didn't necessarily need um so they had the um they had a like a an on world um like veteran that mm. you had a 250 point squad that could go with them and they they um, got some like special missions to do, like kill things and stuff like that, which I think was really cool. But basically, it came down to two things: either people played it or people didn't play it. Right. So it it, it kind of was a bit yeah. either it needs to be integral to the story that everyone plays it, or it, it felt like we were playing three thousand two hundred fifty point games rather than and a random guard man. and a random guard man. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it was a little bit. I think it could have been done a bit differently or not at all. Um, I don't feel like it would have lost anything by them not being there. Yeah. Um, every time they did stuff though, like if you um, if you won, you rolled a dice and you got like an advantage in your oh, army. Okay. Um, if you lost, you rolled a dice and you got like a bit of a buff to help you kind of play the next one. Um, so it was quite cool. It was a very, it was probably one of the more complicated events that I went to yeah. in terms of new rules and, 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 and stuff. So, um, but the tables were fantastic. Um, really good narrative it's the last one they're doing of that one and, and they're going to bring out a new narrative next time a new world i think it's so it's completely brand new yes yeah yeah um so i had a good time um cool. so i played four games um one my first game was against an ultramarine player um it was a very it was a very thought out list which was this will do this this will do this this yep. will combat that like it was a very like i was liking it to i take 10 man squads because I can take 10-man yeah. squads. <laughs> this guy was like, I'll take an eight-man squad because that is that is um, ratios and yeah, 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 yeah. the the best chance of killing stuff and you don't need the extra on top. Like, I know I'll get yeah. X number of hits on this kind of thing. And so we were we're very different players. Mm -hmm. He was very good. I, I, I got my ass handed to me. Um, <laughs> it was a, There was a little bit of like aha moments. Yeah. So like he would get out, a guy out, of, he was an ultra player, so he got his guy out uh, of a tank the tank would then shoot me so then the guys that would shoot me would get the bonus because he's next to a tank yeah because no no so ultramarine's legion rule is they get plus one bs to their shooting attacks if they are within six inches of a friendly unit that's already targeted that enemy unit yeah so he so, would yeah the rhino out, the, the rhino, rhino would shoot with a heavy yeah. bolt as a web or the or the, 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 the combo the pintle bolter yeah yeah and Doing then the nothing, squad but that actually is good gets the plus one BS. So it was like, so what? it was great against Tom. You know, yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I'll shoot the Sakara and okay. Did no wounds, but now I'm getting plus one BS on my, um, blast markers and my vindicators. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I 
would scatter less yeah. so I could hit yeah. more. Yeah. And that worked really well. It, it's a really good idea. But it was like, it was very like, do you want to overwatch that? Yeah. I'm like, um, should I overwatch should that? Should I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just clearly someone who, who knows his stuff and probably has played a lot. And so he's like, do you want to do this? And you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. I'm just um, here looking good. <laughs> anyway, next game. Uh, so my next game was against the Imperial Fist player. So he deep struck all of his units into his deployment. It was a really fun game. I won. Um, I, it was more about, for me, I played the mission and that was the only reason I won. I think I had like three guys left at the end of it, mm-hmm. but I played the mission. Nice. And so they did really well. Yeah. Um, I played an Alpha Legion player and I lost. Um, I basically lost because I got Alpha, out Alpha Legion um, because he was like, again, the way that I write my lists is very different to how like someone who really thinks about it writes their list. (laughs) So he had like, he had two flyers so that he could bring both in and you'd only be able to do it on what? Like it was that kind of, you you have to get your reserves in at the same time. They, they, he miraculously always does apparently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's all really well thought out and he runs his Exodus with a, um, 20 man blob squad because they all then benefit from his smoke bombs like that he gets so they're all like inches away like it's a very it was a very well thought out list and um i just got whittled down to the point where uh, i was texting kelly at the time and i don't have a hard hard time losing but i really have a hard time losing and i have to really think about when i'm losing about how not to be a div to the person i'm playing yeah because i turn five sam we call that yeah, yeah, but it just when you're losing like turn two, it becomes turn two, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was texting Kelly, and I was like, I was like, man, this, like the just little things he I'm was doing. I'm getting murdered. Yeah, just little things he was doing was winding me up. And Kelly was like, Sam, it's a game. If you're not going to enjoy yourself, then just shake his hand and walk away. Yeah. And I was like, no, because I would hate that if someone did that to me. So I need to just try and get what I can out of this and learn. And there were, it was he educated me a lot about Alpha Legion and about my right of war and about how to run my right of war right. So the fact that none of my vehicles can come on because it it can only be infantry on the the board to start with means that like my Kratos, so near enough, like I think six, 700 points, instantly not on the board. Yeah. So massively hampers you mm-hmm. when when that happens so it's changed my right of war and it's changed my list and it's impacted it nicely i got out alpha legion yeah. by someone who is better at playing alpha legion than me but it was good because i learned something from it which i think good. means ultimately i won really um <laughs> and then my last game was against a blood angel player who we who again i've really struggled getting a, a blood angel list to work in my mind and yeah. using the right of war and it was really good to play a blood angel player who basically said yeah the rights of war suck yeah so don't take them i don't take them and he's had like 20 man assault squads some jet bikes a leviathan two predators like it was a really cool list like i think he won purely because of the objectives yeah um i killed loads of stuff like mm-hmm. I, I i murdered loads of stuff um actually did i win did i win uh, you were three and one weren't you or? yeah i think it was i think no no did. did i win i don't know i you were two and two so if Maybe you I lost didn't win if, well you, uh, i'm well, pretty sure you I said think, you were two and two i think that's the sign of a good game because yeah I don't know who won, but I really enjoyed it. Doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, yeah. and his models were fantastically painted. We had, it was a really good end to the game, end of the, the weekend, because it 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 was a real pick-me-up and it was a really nice way of kind of ending it. And and yeah, it was good. Um, I then had a game against Liam. 
and is the polionic um theme guard uh solar auxilia sorry should i say um and i won yeah i won i won um I think it taught me a lot about what I was taking. I took some of the units from when I came back from the event, me and Matt chatted, we refined my list a bit. I took some of the, those units and I think it worked a lot better with my right of war. Mm -hmm. There are still some things I did really stupidly, like my, my breaches. I run them in 20 man Volkite squad. There's no reason for them to be charging like the biggest unit. They're not a biggest unit killer. They're a, I'm standing on an objective, come close to me type unit. And yeah. I learned that in that game, which is really cool. Um, his rules are amazing. Like because of the, I think it's the the doctrine he takes. Um, if you charge something, everything overwatches. So if you charge into a squad, all of the squads around them in that cohort or that, that group can overwatch you it's town it's very town you'd love it for the greater good i know it is right? yeah it is like that yeah um and it's amazing like it was uh, to the point where i was like man if i charge this at this point like 15 man breacher squad i'm probably gonna lose like because he takes the elite gunners because he's like what's the point in taking the normal las guns um so he takes the um the carbines which are like a high strength actually can murder marines really well yeah um he also brings three tanks which have which he always places in reserve, which are pointless because they came on like literally the last turn they could come on, um, shot one squad and then a contemptor ran at them. Like he, I, he's now changed that portion of his list. Right. Um, the, the point we made earlier about the Overwatch, um, so he runs um, laser destroyers yes. and they are like nasty, nasty shooters. Um, and it genuinely made me go with my contemptor well, should I actually even shoot them? Should I just run into them instead and limit the ones doing it? Like they need to die. So I needed to deal with them. And he placed them away from like my troop heavy sections. So um, yeah, it was a good game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I should have played Simon, but that's been moved just because Kelly wasn't very well. Mm -hmm. So we, I, I sort of just was like, let's just cancel it. Cool. So that was moved. Um, and then, yeah, I think the outcome for the last month for me was that games have kind of really motivated me to build and paint a bit more. Um, I think because I've rewritten my list, uh, obviously I think I now own everything to, to finish that list off. Um, I just need to paint it all up and then I'll be back to fully painted 3K army again. Um, and then hopefully after that, I'll actually start on the Contemptors. I was going to say, and buy the Derrideos and... <laughs> well, I've sold, I've sold off all my guard. Uh, to yeah. Um, oh, you got rid of all of them? Well, all of the tanks apart from the Macador Inferno oh, and, kept that. and the Baneblade. Oh, okay. Because um, the idea, my, my plan is, and I haven't really written a list for this yet, yeah. is to take, to do a thousand point solar, solar list, or maybe 1250. Uh, basically, I want to get to a thousand point solar list um, for ZM and then build it up to 1500 points yeah, yeah, yeah. for a game. I have small games rather than big yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. Um, so that's the plan. And then... I've got a load of I've got loads of the Krieg like plastic Krieg so I need to get those built and painted and 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 as well so I've got lots of projects on the go which cool. is kind of a good thing I think so yes anyway let's um I think we're an hour and a half in so let's just not talk about this here um maybe it's something we'll talk about in a future future episode of revision um what we'll do is take a quick break because I need a wee uh and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the uh oath of moment
This product is rated H for hobby. Smashing through your computer screens and mobile devices comes a monthly hobby feast like you've never, ever, ever probably seen. Hosted on Google Hangouts, 8 till 11 p.m. Sunday nights, UK time. Three hours of hobby feasts and hard-fought victories. Are you strong enough to survive? Are you brave enough to achieve? Are you wise enough to attend? I guess we'll have to wait and see at the next Hobby Hangout. Check out our social media pages for specific hangout details. Sam and Matt sold separately. We do not take responsibility for any lack of completion of hobby or level attendance. Welcome back. This is the Oath of Moment. Uh, before we get into this month, Neil's going to do a, a, a slight debrief from his Oath of Moment last month. He's just pulled out a couple of uh, comments that you guys made and that are worth highlighting. Um, hopefully it doesn't evolve into a full another oath of moment but um yeah we'll, we'll hear that before we get into what i have planned for us to discuss oh i'm worried now <laughs> um right okay so uh last month's oath of moment in opened up an interesting can of worms uh, i wouldn't say just a standard can but just an interesting one um so last month was where do we stand on 3d printing mm-hmm. um and we opened up the floor to you guys to uh, send in your views uh, and make a conversation out of it. Interesting points. Um, conversions and uniqueness came yes. up. Um, I, Games Workshop, Forge World, they only make one design of something. So 3D printing allows for a peripheral. So 3D printing allows for a plethora of different design ideas around a similar shape. So, for instance, breach shields. Yeah. You've got a standard shape, but 3D printing allows for different designs to appear on it. Yeah. So it makes it more unique. Um, Another idea floated by Ryan was to have something cool for your army. Yeah, something unique that you're not going to see... As often. often. Yeah. I mean, it's not a case of you're never going to see it. Somebody yes. else may have it, but it's less likely to happen. Yeah. Um, there was a potential negative uh, suggested that GW may think about reducing their range of supported characters just to protect their IP. That's interesting. So um, how does that... I don't know if that's that negative, though. It means they're not creating as much variety, potentially. Yeah, but the 3D world is providing the variety, so yeah, but does then it matter? They might just crunch down to, well, it's just a bog standard. This, 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 this. this yeah, this. true. Yeah, the the single pose character. Yeah, I, I guess it's more it's more that if GW can get away with only doing standardized models, yeah. and then because they know the community are customizing them themselves, then could it then have a down 
play for everybody else that doesn't have 3D printers. So like, it's really cool. If you look at Heresy, if you look, it's really cool. They've been bringing out all the upgrade hel- yeah, helmets yeah. and shoulder pads and stuff for them. Which I'm quite surprised of. Which, yeah, I'm very surprised of too. Um, that could all not exist. It never used to exist, but it could all yeah. not exist because they go, well, people are 3D printing them. So what's the point of us doing it? Yeah. But maybe they're thinking, oh, we can get in on this market. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so moving on to a couple of uh, thoughts from people. So I've got from Tanel. Uh, so the, pre- the 3D printing thing, uh, he was quite strict in the past about carbon copies, but then he's gone completely the other way and he's got seven jet bikes. Oh, okay. Um, he agrees that the bits thing is completely okay. I'm not, I don't quite understand where the whole... Um, I've 3D printed my own jet bikes things come from, but... He did 3D print his own jet bikes. Somebody 3D printed his oh, jet okay. bikes for him. Whatever. I'm not here to judge at the end of the day. It's, it's a personal Oh, no, we choice. are. We are. To know you're, <laughs> you are, you're an awful person. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. To know so you're yeah, great. I love no, you. There's no question about having bits for conversions. It's, it's not going to issue that. Um, but also printing things that are out of production. Oh, yeah, now that one I really agree with. Harvest Lighter. Yeah, things that they uh, are no longer available yeah. and, and have made it very clear that they are no longer going to be available. Yes. And like out of stock come, it doesn't mean that they're not available anymore. Yeah. Just they're not currently available. Yeah. So there is that line. But yeah, I, I, they, I agree with that. Sentiment. Yeah, when they say we are never going to make this again. Mm. Okay, cool. Free reign. I think kind when of. we discuss this, you know, one of the things that I think I've softened towards the people who do do that where like i'm going to print seven jet bikes or whatever is financially this stuff is very very expensive yes and it's like i kind of get it it's just how much willing are you how much are you willing to go oh i know it's kind of naughty but oh well it's it's going down that rabbit hole of a conversation i don't really want to have yeah at the moment Yeah, yeah um so yeah, the other the other comment I've picked out is from Giles, who is I'm globally okay with using 3D models as long as they're not printed horribly yep. and they are painted. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So fair play. <laughs> this he, is what he I says. Stand. The, the I man care. that has the biggest pile of shame that I've ever seen in my life. What even bigger than my pile of shame? Uh, old Neil. Really? Like yeah. He, you know what? You know I've got that whole year's work. I'm pretty sure Giles could fill a house. Oh, okay. And I think he would laugh at me saying that, but no, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> laugh to hide the pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Is that it? Is that, that all is you've got to think, forward? I think ultimately it comes down to personal preference. Like most things, it comes down to personal preference and... It comes down to your own standards of what you're okay with and not okay with. Yeah. I think like it's a very messy area and a yes. very gray. It's, it's a very gray, gray, very area. gray sprue area. Very gray <laughs> sprue area. Yeah. So non sprue. Each to their own. Horses for courses. Don't yuck someone's yum. That kind of thing. One thing I will say on this that's clear resin, UV clear resin. Yes. For gluing things together is phenomenal. Have you ah. used it? I haven't, but I've seen some of the stuff that the guy at work has glued together and it is just like, wow. I do feel like there's some definite times where gap filling would be better with just like UV, UV resin, like yeah. resin rather than trying to figure out getting some green stuff mm, balled yep. in and then wet your, your, yeah, your, yeah. your nib and push it in. And yep. Yeah, I think that'd be a very clever way of doing it. Mm. Take, say, take longer? I don't know. No, you just get a little 
Um, yeah, you got the torch. If you torch, that will set it in place. Like instantly? It, it, within a few sort of seconds. Almost like superglue activate. But anyway, yeah, yeah, but I'm digressing. Like, from, my point is you got to do that little bit, that little bit, that little bit, that little bit, rather than going one long green, green stuff shoving the hole. But then you've got the cleaning of the green stuff, which might make it then yeah. not quicker. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're digressing That's from Interesting topic. conversation for another time. Exactly. Um, so. so, yeah. I'm throwing a question out there that um, just popped into my mind, and I thought, let's have a conversation about it. So I don't necessarily have a opinion. I don't think it's a yes or no kind of thing. It's just a general conversation. Um, so are skirmish-level games and missions not only more focused and supported on, but also a better way of gaming. So, oh, sorry, say that again. Are skirmish, skirmish level games yeah. and missions not only more focused on by Games Workshop and supported, but also a better way of gaming? Do, do you uh, define skirmish? Um, Necromunda. Yeah, like... Yeah, you can go... So I've kind of tried to clump in lower-pointed games. So, you know, yeah, 1,000 yeah. points, 500, 750, the low combat level, whatever that exists. So yeah. Combat Patrol in 40K, which is just a game point level. Um, and, you know, Kill Team and Necromunda yeah. and um, Boarding Actions is yeah. the latest one that's just come out. And... Um, Part of the tenth edition chat was that combat patrol is becoming its own game type, where it's basically Small like games. boarding actions, but you can have vehicles. Yeah, because yeah. boarding actions is inventory only, like yep. ZM. Um, I ZM is another example mm -hmm. of what I'm kind of getting at. So we're talking lower pointed games that have their own Small kind of model count games. Focus. I, I I don't think it's it's more supported. Or Do not. I don't think it's more supported. I don't think it's more focused on by GW. Do you not? No. With Combat Patrol. Yep. With boarding actions. Yep. Because they haven't redone Spearhead, they, um, Armored Spearhead. They haven't redone Planet Strike. They haven't redone. No, no, no. But oh, it's, it's, it's of Death, which are all supposed to be big games. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's Apocalypse not, is another great. But example. I don't think it's it's more supported than say, I don't know their main rule set. Because that's what they're supporting against, right? If you think of it like a product, the product is... Yeah, well, it's like an add-on, isn't it? It's an alternative. So things like... So I think this is the, this is the trouble, right? If, if it was... If it's, it is games like Necromunda, um, Kill Team... Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Yeah. Uh, are they more supported? I'd say absolutely not. They're not more supported. I think Kill Team potentially at the moment because they're bringing out new releases for it. But... And and I don't even think small games are really a big push in... I can't really talk about 40K because I don't play it. But in 30K, small games are absolutely not a big push. They want you to have big games. Yeah. Because they add in the restrictions like the 25%. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's more supported. Is it okay. a better way of playing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it is. I, I yeah. always am trying to get to play smaller games because I think you can have better... Like I'm so the, we've had the releases over the last weekend for the new um, campaign book. Yep. Yes. Which is going to have ZM rules in it. Yes, exactly. I'm going to buy the campaign book because yeah. I want to play more ZM. I want to play mm -hmm. some smaller games. I've got okay. a ZM table. Like I, I want to play more. Yeah. So I'm happy they are bringing out stuff for it. Mm. Is it more supported? I don't necessarily think so. 
I, still I think like it's still more push. regular supported, more supported. I think you are right. You know, but the fact that you've got, here's a new thing, here's a new campaign, here's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, ninth to 10th is one rule book yeah, with a couple of erratas every here, six months. Here's a new codex, here's a new codex, here's a new codex. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. new products coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. I think supported is something we could easily argue yeah. maybe yeah, isn't yeah, the right yeah, word. Yeah. I guess there's been lots of focus from Games Workshop, it feels, in more recent history. And this is obviously personal bias because I've only been around in the universe for X amount of years. Yeah. So mm. maybe it's always been this way. There was a time it felt where a lot of the smaller, you know, again, Kill Team, Necromunda, Blood Bowl, uh, what is it, Black Fortress, you know, <laughs> like all these things didn't exist and were yep. just in yeah, the past. Yeah. And now, hey, here they are, here they are, here they are. I, I think it's a way of selling more models because yeah. like you, you have your, yeah. your 40K, your 30K collection and hey, you already play these games. Why not play like this really small version mm. of it in Kill Team? New rule set, still use the same models, or buy new models. Yes, which Choose. we're all fools and do so. Exactly. Every time. Well, they've look at out, the shiny, shiny. They've, they've just brought out Beastman in, in, into Kill Team. Yeah. So, yeah. You've not seen that? Yeah, uh, Chaos Beastman. Be they look amazing. They're, they look they're amazing. Cyborg Minotaurs, basically. I'm not a fan. You, I am. I haven't really looked at anything recently other than the uh i look super old um chapter <laughs> master um oh, prime mark even um, oh, right. the lion mr lion he's just got a receding hairline i'm sure you guys can make it we don't know what he's been doing all these sleeping years. clearly well, yeah, no no necessarily gulliman was in stasis if lion wasn't in stasis he could have aged it's been ten thousand right. years no no, no. Sorry. Uh, back to this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so, okay. So I guess moving on from the maybe questionable of more focus supported on, they do support it yep. and they do bring out things for it. Yep. So one, is it a better way of playing? Mm. Um, and two, are we wasting time just trying to have these giant armies that never finish when we could just focus on something a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker. I don't know. I, I've been pushed this way a little bit recently because I'm thinking trying to get a game in is tough. Yep. When you're not mm -hmm. playing regularly, you go in, well, me and Tom, we started gaming around half 10 and we finished around half two. So four hours to play six turns. That's not bad. That's pretty good for in you. In a big game. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I haven't played for a while, so I was rusty on a few things, but generally it stays in here once it's yeah. done and tom's been playing yeah so those things work and to be honest a load of vehicles i've not got a ton of things that i can do or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like i can yeah. avoid a lot of things like I, don't, I don't have to look up this weapon skill that weapon skill is just like cool i'm i'm this once you memorize the weapons you don't have to look at the weapons yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah four hours is still four hours yes whereas meeting up for two hours like on a weekday night to play a thousand points i could probably do i i don't think we're qualified enough to answer that question 100%. fully that's why i said it's a it's a uh, conversation i feel like i am i've played <laughs> well like you played a lot like this year eight, six this games year. six games this last month so i i i would love to play smaller point games mm. i think the reason we don't 
is because there's such a gap between when we play that we're like, no, we want to get the bang for the buck. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, playing yeah. this Saturday. I've carved yeah. this time out. I've spoken yeah, to the partner. I've spoken to whoever and I've got this time. Let's play a 3K game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if we were... So like my game against Simon, originally it was going to be a ZM game. Yeah. And he's got an event coming up in July. Uh, James's event, which yes. we will plug um, at the end of the episode. Stay cool. tuned for that. Um, and um, he was like, well, I want to try that list out and i was like okay yeah, yeah it is a like it was going to be a thursday night and i was like okay cool it's like two and a half k or something like that and i was like mm. I, I it's quite a lot of points for a thursday a night for yeah. like six till mm-hmm. ten or whatever like to kind of get in that mode and after working like i would really love to normalize playing thousand point skirmish games on like a four by four mm. like actually do it rather than so this yeah. this is where and i think you're completely right I think this is where I think we're also focusing very much on heresy yeah. because that's what we've been playing. When I seem to talk to the guys on the hangouts and things like that, their events aren't like 2K majority of the time, aren't like 2K, 40K games anymore. They're like 1500 lower. Mm-hmm. Like some are like 750, 500 point. Like I say, that kind of combat patrol yeah. is the term that Games Workshop have given for that points limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it seems like loads more of that is happening mm. than it ever used to it used to be 5th fifth, fifth edition is my heyday of 40k right yeah. and then from there due to life family and just interest maybe I played less and less mm-hmm. when I was playing every week all the time 2k you didn't play anything other than 2k no. maybe 1500 if you were trying something new and you didn't have a 2k force yet mm-hmm. like we were constantly playing 2000 points oh, yeah. and when I, I do feel like the 2k of yesteryear model count was similar to the 3k of heresy yeah like, depending on I don't what you're feel bringing like the armies yeah. are massively bigger no now. um maybe that's just bias but yeah i i think you're right i think especially where they moved away from 2k and went towards like 200 points rather than, or 200 power level yeah i don't know i don't know what yeah i honestly don't know what the translation I, of points and power levels are. I, i'm like generally 10 when 10 for out i'm gonna give it a go and give it a give it a punt i'm gonna use my gene sealer cult and my tyranids because they're gonna be supported because that's the the, the poster boys yeah. for this edition and then that's we'll see so how it goes my tyranids is the one force i have that i can just put on the table yeah, i think although i think i've got a space war force that would work yeah. depending on um What's it called? Uh, force orgs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, like this whole combat patrol thing I'm interested in because it's like, I think from my understanding and very limited reading is it's like 500-ish points. You can have a vehicle or a dread, mm-hmm. but only like one. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of, you know, limited, but not as limited as boarding actions, which yeah. is pretty much 40K ZM really. Right. In my opinion. Uh, I... I really actually do want to play smaller point games just yeah. to play more. And if, if it means that we can play like once a week and it's only like for two hours. Yeah, that's so. my thing. I'd rather get more games in yeah, yeah. and have more to talk about on the podcast yeah. than like, hey, didn't get time this month, didn't get time this month. Yeah. You know? And on the odd occasion where, hey, I can set six hours aside, it'd be kind of cool to play three games. You could play a mini campaign in a day. Yeah. Yep. You know, those little things. Like we started that ZM Blood Angel um, Night Lord. We did one mission. It was really, really fun. Yeah. You've got a Terminator legging it with a power cell or whatever it is. And we were like, yeah, we'll do that. And then we just haven't. Well, a new edition came out. but sure. It's a different, yeah, it's a it's different issue. But, you know, it'd yeah. be great to pick that back up again. When you that know? campaign book comes out. 
that's what we should do. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it, and then I'm gonna play that campaign because that's obviously the campaign is is gonna have ZM in the campaign. I Otherwise, guess why so. would they uh, well, put the rules in for it? Because people will buy the book for the ZM rules. I mean, yeah. I am. Yeah. Anyway, but that's what I mean. So, is it was it is it better? Um, is it good? It's like I say, it's a bit of a just a conversation. I don't necessarily know if we're trying to reach a goal. I think it's been more looked at by Games Workshop than it previously was. Mm. And maybe they're doing that because they understand the economy mm-hmm. and actually it's quite hard to just go, I'm going to start a new army, 2,000 points. So I'm going to start a new army and I'm going to play 500 points. And then, oh, I love it. Well, I'm going to buy something new. I'm going to yeah. eventually yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. to 2K because yeah. we are awful addicts and it just keeps happening. Yeah. But... I find it really interesting that they've gone, oh, here's like almost the gateway drug. Yeah. Here's a way of playing quickly that maybe is a little bit le- less um, f- chock full of rules. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like boarding actions is a perfect example. It has a different force org. You can't bring like vehicles, dreads, things like that. You um, lose 90% of all the stratagems because they're not work they're not worth having and they restrict them yeah yeah so you go well actually here's a much simpler quicker easier game to teach kids so yeah. mm. you know, and that was what kind of triggered the thoughts of oh okay. i wonder if they're focusing this way and actually are we being a bit silly and not going actually these are things we should probably maybe be doing because then we can get some more games in have a bit more fun hanging out with friends rather yeah. than going oh, i can't fit a game in oh well i just won't see my friends yeah but like, we have our tuesday evenings right and i think that ticks for loads of boxes we just play board games and hang out um which is amazing i would not want to turn that into gaming like now we have guys that don't game neil doesn't come because he doesn't like us <laughs> and he apparently he's works. asleep at that point <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to go to a place to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to a place. It's yeah. right up there. Yeah, yours is right up there. I have it's, a, I have a thirty-minute. It's, it's twenty-three paces away. Journey. <laughs> Not yeah. that counted. But I think from for us that maybe is a bit of a crutch of our way. I've seen my friends, so I don't need to organise a game, yeah, you yeah. know, because you get that bit of friendship. But I do love the hobby, and I'd like to get more involved. Maybe the new edition of like tenth coming is reinvigorated me and gone well look i'm not going to dive in and go here's my 2000 point force it's like well actually i think i think i'm gonna like we always said when coming back to 10th when 10th comes out i'll I'll pick up the rules yeah i'll I'll, I'll pick up pick up the codex with the tyranids if it's out and i'll I'll give it a punt if i don't like it i don't like it it'll just go back on the shelf again until next time next year Well, year after hopefully anyway small games I yeah. I might try and make an effort over the next couple of months to play more small games okay. and actually try try to get less 3k in and, yeah. and more I think my, I, the other side of this coin is that 3k could feel really special because oh I get to bring my Primark or I get to bring yeah, yeah. the Kratos or I get to mm. bring the thing because the last three games you haven't because you've played lower points and I think that would be kind of a nice thing that you don't get that dopamine what, what, hit what kind of points would you want to play in like a zm or even on a small four for like a thousand points um 1500 I, I think you could go up to 2k depending on what your choices are mm. so well this leads into something that I'll, I'll end this oath of moment with um i've been coming up with a different game mode for heresy yeah um that i've kind of penned war of the primarchs and it is 
only Primarchs. Like, they are part of the compulsory um, Force Org. Right. So it's... And the idea is it's, at the moment, in my head, and I've got a lot more work to do on it, um, so this is more of a tease than a, a reveal, but um, it's like a 2K 4x4 led by a Primarch, because your Primarch's nearly 500 points of that, mm. with some restrictions in kin with like the old centurion rules okay so not the same but like you can't necessarily bring five dreadnoughts to this why is everyone dogging on dreadnoughts no no but like or like a bunch of tanks or yeah like the idea is here is the idea was and it all stemmed from my night lords of i don't really have a 3k force i'm happy with i don't really have a force that i'm massively focused on right now Mm. actually i love kurz and I want to bring him. So, and I want to represent the Night Lords how I want to represent them. Well, when you reduce the points and you give it this, you know, maybe these restrictions, then some of the choices that you maybe wouldn't bring because, hey, a 10-man Laz Cannon team is better become more of an option because you're going, well, I've got a Primarch. Well, I kind of want him rocking around with his, what are your guys with the jump packs? Not Paladins, they're the Terminators. The other guys. It's the worst person to ask, really. But Entourage. Guys with the spears. Dawnbreakers. Dawnbreakers. Uh, see, I remember before you. I was going Shining Spears. I was like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's Elder. Elder. And then I was like, yeah. oh, Elder would be yeah, a good army. Having like a Sanguinius <laughs> with five Dawnbreakers charging into Kurs with some Raptors and just that thematic, this is the Legion, this is the quintessential yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. element and just, yeah, no, fun games. I think 2K with a Primark is really 1,500 well, get it, points. Get Rin up. Give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, with its specific missions and everything, like I'm going to do a proper job on it. But that was triggered through this idea of smaller games being, you know, and it kind of gives you a different game type of this is how I can bring my Primark and then I don't feel like I have to bring my Primark in regular games, which means whether you're going small or large, you don't necessarily see Primarks all the time. Yep. And that, that that's kind of where it's spun from. Um, so yeah, you'll hear more of that in the future, hopefully. Hopefully uh, I, I get somewhere with it and can create a, a fun game mode. But yeah, I think smaller games are fun, something that I'd kind of like to do. It takes a lot of stress off purchasing more models, getting so many models painted. Like it just makes it more mm. realistic, certainly for me personally. So I think smaller games are maybe a way to go to combat some of these stresses that I'm feeling. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a here, there and everywhere oath of moment, mm. but I think hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Again, in our latest podcast discussion channel on our Discord, we often you know say, hey guys, what do you think about the oath? Let us know your opinions of smaller games, uh, whether you think they're good, whether you think Games Workshop are focused on them more now and why you think that is um yeah it'd be cool to hear your thoughts um we also tend to post in the safe room saying hey what's your thoughts on the oath of moment so whether you're on the discord or the facebook you can interact with it if you would like to cool well we'll take our break and come back with our spotlight
The tendrils of the warp are far-reaching and communicating using the great social media anonymicon. Do I? What's that? Do I have to say that? Yeah, it's a keeper anonymicon. Anonymicon. Anyway, it's apparently never been easier. Reach out and connect. Find them on the Adeptus Terror podcast page on Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash the Adeptus Terror Podcast and the Adeptus Terror Podcast Community Safe Room Facebook group www.facebook.com forward slash TATP Safe Room. You can also connect to them on Instagram to see some of what they get up to in between episodes at the Adeptus Terror Podcast. Give these losers a break and please give them a like and a follow. Thanks, guys. It is. It is. It, it is. is. It is. It is. Whatever we were saying, it is. Uh, welcome back. This is the spotlight, and for the hundredth episode, we are doing the Codex Astartes, which broke legions into chapters of a hundred marines, roughly companies. Thousand marines. Yeah, companies are a hundred. Oh, right. So that's where the, the link comes from. I did correct myself after I said chapters. I said companies. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to do our, our usual breakdown, a uh, bit of the history and, and what c- is contained within the Codex Astartes before we go into our final segment. Um, so here are some quotes from um, the Codex itself. Gather your wits. As the traveller gauges the depth of the river crossing with the fallen branch, before wading into waters wary. Ooh. Oh, that sounds um, very Gulliman-esque, doesn't it? It does. The second one. <laughs> the tactical squad shall draw the enemy's fire, thus allowing the devastator squad to attack them from a position of strength. See, that makes more that sense. That makes more yeah, sense, right? But these are just two of the many wisdoms that can be found in the Codex Astartes, and this is what, at the heart, makes a Space Marine chapter and how they wage war. That's what the Codex is for. Mm-hmm. Um, in this spotlight, we'll dive into some of the history and the details of this tome of the Imperium, which dictates to many and is followed by most of the Space Marines across the entire galaxy. The Codex Astartes is the doctrine of the Space Marine chapters governing all aspects of chapter organisation and battlefield tactics. The wisdom of thousands of Imperial warriors have contributed to the Codex, finally penned together by um, our Ultramarine Primarch Guliman, or Girly Man, as I like to call him. I've referred to him as G-Man. G-Man is another way to do it, yeah. Um, And this details everything from unit markings to launching a full-scale planetary assault, and they're all contained within these pages. Many, many, many pages. Um, Some chapters, such as the Ultramarines and their successors, regard the Codex as a holy text and follow it without question. Many other chapters also follow the Codex, though not always as strictly as the Ultramarines, and these two type of chapters are collectively known as Codex chapters. Among the Ultramarines, each battle brother must memorise whole sections of the Codex so that within a company there exists an entire record of the text present on the battlefield. And as we will come to learn, there are some chapters that may not adhere to the Codex quite so closely 
Um, but before we get into them, Sam is going to take us on a brief history lesson. Cool. So, following on from the Horus Heresy in its current form, because we already know the last book's coming, so we might all change everything. <laughs> um, the Imperium was in chaos. The majority of the military leaders were dead. Their leader, the Emperor, was on a throne. Uh, uh, was on the throne, and the Chaos Warbands sprinted from terror in all directions. The High Lords of Terror and the Primarchs remember they're not the same thing, uh, were the new single group of leaders to govern the empire, or what was left of it. Due to the nature of the heresy, understandably, the High Lords of Terror and the remaining Primarchs were slightly paranoid that history would repeat itself. Gulliman was the Primarch of the largest loyal force of Marines, so he took the title of Lord Commander of the Imperium. Yeah, that's because he turned up late after the fighting. No, no, we'll get there, we'll get there, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he recognised that the might, of legions, uh, the might of legions was the biggest threat, as one legion could do huge damage if one um, was led by a, heretic, a heretical leader. Um, G-Man divided the legions into smaller chapters and went uh, about creating the Codex. The Codex Astartes had everything the Astartes would need to know to function. Um, we'll go through some of the contents, so I don't want to ruin it here. Um, however, the key fundamentals are no more legions. Um, they would be divided into chapters uh, called the Second Foundings. Um, chapters would be about a thousand strong. Uh, chapters sh uh, should develop their own customs and traditions. Um, leading on from their own ones, but they should be encouraged to develop their own things. Dawn originally rejected the Codex, calling uh, G-Man a coward for his lack of participation in the defence of the Imperial <laughs> Palace. Uh, Gunnerman accused Dawn of being a traitor for refusing the Codex. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That's, that that's, grew, that's hard words. Is that why he grew a moustache? <laughs> a, a rift was created between legions. Dawn uh, and Russ um, versus Khan, Korax and G-Man. Uh, I would personally favoured Dawn and Russ uh, oh, yeah. of those ones um, a new civil war looked to start uh, an Imperial Fist cruiser was actually fired upon by an Imperial Navy uh, in connection to this rift Dawn gave in to the uh, gave into the Codex after about seven days meditating in the Pain Glove now side quest <laughs> the Pain Glove the what pain is a glove. Pain Glove so um, the Pain Glove uh, is a, an electrofiber mesh suspended in a vertical shaft hmm <laughs> Uh, it covered the entire body with the exception of the head. The glove stimulates the nerve to inflict agonizing pain throughout the entire body, but without harm. The device ensures the individual is kept conscious um, throughout by suppressing reflexes that cause you to faint. So that's a thing in the Empire. Of course it is. So it, it is still a thing at and the moment, Dawn right? went, yeah, let me just get in this thing. For seven How's days. How's that going to help? Well, because Dawn used it as a way of meditating. What, psycho? <laughs> yes. So Put me sure. in unbelievable pain. I'm sure we've covered this before. I'm sure we have, but it's just so mental. Now, pain gloves are used for about a minute by <laughs> legionnaires. Dawn did seven days. I think it's 45 seconds, actually, rather than a minute. And and the risk at the, uh, now is that um, so there's one, there is one um, Imperial Fist who did it, who the pain, now it's been stimulated, the nerves never stop. They are just that he is always in that pain, <laughs> even though he was only in there for like 45 seconds. Crazy. Yeah, it's not a great thing, but it is a thing in the Empire. He clearly changed his mind, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so the, the profound thing that Dawn came up with after seven days in agony was the Legion cannot serve the Emperor that was, but must serve the Emperor that is. Okay. Um, so he then took up the Codex uh, with some caveats. So reforms. 
uh, after its implementation uh, and G-Man resurrection, uh, like a good agile delivery... Jump forward 10,000 odd years. Yeah, yeah. flaws had been found. Um, so the new iterations will be... Um, new iterations would be created. These changes were Primaris Space Marines, formations like the Intercessors, Aggressors, Inceptors and Reavers... Squads are now defined as battle line squads, close support squads, and fire support squads. These new squads exist alongside the uh, existing veteran squads, scout squads, and vanguard squads. This this uh, this does mean the number of squads in a perfect scenario is 44 battle line, 18 close support, 18 fire support, 10 squads of vets, 10 squads of scouts, and 10 squads of vanguard. Gulliman intends to replace the Codex Astartes. Oh, oh sorry. Gulliman did replace the Codex Astartes with the Codex Imperialis. You know, evolution. Need something new. Mm-hmm. Um, deviations. I'm going to go through them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're happy to do that. Right, yeah, deviations. Yeah. So the Imperial Fists, um, Dawn created the Last War Protocol, which requires all Imperial Fists and successor chapters to bind together under one commander on the use of a keyword, like yes. a code word. So, so like, hey, we all need the Legion to, back. If it all goes to hell, the one of the Imperial Fist League commanders probably goes sausages and all of them <laughs> flood back and then create one impenetrable wall. Which makes sense, I guess. Um, Space Wolves. Uh, the Space Wolves did not accept the doctrine uh, at, at all. Uh, they followed the teachings of their Primarch. They created the 12 great companies rather than the 10 of the Codex. Um, their organization and promotion uh, doesn't, go, uh, doesn't go against the yeah. fundamentals of the Codex, but it's a bit different. Um, although the Wolves did try to make a successor chapter, but due to the genetic and mental instability, uh, it was a disaster. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, the Wolf Brothers. What yeah, happened? there's a, there's a bit more than just that, but yes, what without giving away to, some what spoilers. What number 13? The 13th about great company. Hmm. We're not about 13. They're, they're, they're no longer with us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they... they I feel like the space was like, we're not doing this. We're going to do our own thing, but it's going to be very close to this. Uh, do you know what it is? <laughs> is it's, we'll, from my understanding of the Space Wolves, it's like, we're not separating. We're not like, Fenris is our home. We will all be on Fenris. Yeah. But we go, we understand that we all need to go to different places, which is what legions were doing. Yeah. yeah. That's why you get blood angels that are in a different part of the universe too, where Sanguinius and Cygnus prime is, they are split up a bit. So he went, well, we'll just do that more because there's more need. So we'll create these companies with their own wolf Lord. And they basically work as the primarch of their company. Yeah, yeah. But we are the space wolves and we basically can call back the 12 great at any time a bit like dawns really yeah, yeah, yeah and we are the legion of the space wolves yeah like they've kept that cohesiveness whereas the fifth you've got black templars you've got all yeah. the different identities and creeds and goals I, I guess it does make sense for like the whole emperor's executioners type, yeah. type mantle like they may need they, they may need they may need to all be recorded to fight mm. for the imperium or whatever yeah um and then finally not that this was a particularly deviation, but this was a criticism. So Nasir Amit, who was the um, third chapter, no, third, head of the third, le- third legion. What, what do we have in 30K? Legions, no. Praetors. Bre- he was a he was well, in You have third battle company. companies still yeah. within legions. I think it was third company. Third or sixth. One of the denominations <laughs> of three. It's going to be like five, you know, they're now. Or ninth. Was it ninth? No, Blood Angel the ninth. Anyway. 
Um, Nasir Amit followed the codex, but scorned uh, scorned it because who is Gulliman who was absent on the war to restrict other legions? Yeah, so, I think... So I think the, you weren't there. You can't tell us what to do, bro. Yeah, I think the Blood Angels were very much like if half of us weren't going mad right now and if our Primarch wasn't laying dead, we would be with Dawn and Russ. Yeah. Because Sanguinius would have been there as well, in their opinion. Mm. We don't know and we would never know because Sanguinius is gone. But um, At the moment. Because of all the mess of the Legion, they basically just had to bow to whatever was happening, Yeah, which would probably mean that you didn't enjoy being told what to do when you don't agree with it, but you've got no way of fighting it. Because at least I mean, Russ and Dawn then, can go, well, I'll fight you then. <laughs> he, he did go and take control of the flesh terrors as well. So yes. I kind of see it. He was busy. He was, he was, he was <laughs> yeah. busy dealing with that. Um, um, but yeah. that's the that's the kind of early kind of founding and then the, some deviations. Next up, uh, Neil's going to go through organizational doctrine. Cool. Yes. So uh, going from memory. Okay. Back in 1996... 1995 to 1996. I was five. The first <laughs> codexes came out. And the Space Marines one was 1995. Well, actually, it was called the Ultramarine Codex, but we won't go there with that one. Um, and then Codex Angels of Death came out in 1996, which I got because I was a Blood Angel player back then. Mm. I had it for the Dark Angels back then. Yes. And it had the whole structure of... Um, how a chapter is laid out. Mm. Interestingly enough, there are more than a thousand Marines in a chapter. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's not just these. They they cover the battle companies, but then you've got everyone else. You've got the tech Marines. You've got the librarian. Yeah. Is is yeah? You've got the fleet staff as well. You've got the honor guards. It's just <laughs> there are tons, but. It's stated that each chapter has 10 companies. And then each of these companies has a selection of mighty heroes that lead the charge. Obviously, with the return of the blue hero that I will be getting at some point with this magazine subscription... Oh, oh Mr. Yeah. Gunnerman. ...the last yeah. two oh, is it? issues are Gorillyman. Really? Oh, yes. In two halves? In two halves, yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Give you half a model just to make sure you do yeah. the final... <laughs> like, what? Issue, yeah, issue 79 and 80 are... Strange. Rebute. Um So, yeah, with the, with his changes, he introduced uh, an additional two heroes that could then split a company 50-50 and then lead that company and report upwards. <laughs> Sorry, on that magazine thing... It's interesting it ends right as the new edition drops. I don't think they planned that. Do you not? I don't know. Hmm. I bet there's a new one in the new edition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been, I think it's been quite successful. It's well, one of those things which every time it comes out, I'm like, oh, man, that'd be quite good. I should do that. And then I'm like, meh. Just end up with a bunch of models that you're never going to build. Yeah, I guess so. Because obviously they did it with um, Space Marines and Death Guard initially yeah uh, they've done it with space rings and necrons it'll be tyranids probably tyranids and space marines and the tower will never get any love who are the tower yeah um right so obviously outside as i mentioned outside the company organization you've got tech marines of the armory who obviously look after the war machines of the chapter you've got the librum 
who walk around and tell people to shh all the <laughs> yeah. time. Um, and there are those that are served on the chapter's fleet. So, starting with the first company, or the veteran company. Um, the first company is reserved for the best of the best of the chapter. They are the elite. They're the ones that everyone wants to be. Uh, they all get all the special toys. So be it Terminator armor or Primaris Terminator armor as it's coming out eventually. They get the special weapons, the equipment. You've got Terminators, Stern Guard Vets, Vanguard Vets, Blade Guard Vets. Yeah. And then, yes, there will be Primaris Terminators in there as well. Yeah. Um, but they are usually... <laughs> sorry. They are usually assigned to assist other companies rather than deploying en masse. Mm. And that's another difference in the Space Wolves because Logan Grimnar's great company, he's the Great Wolf. Yeah. His are all a bunch of Terminators and he just goes, yep, we're all going here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bonkers. Next up are the Battle Companies. There are four of these. They are two, three, four and five, funnily enough. Um and they usually form the main bulk of forces deployed for an engagement. Uh, they're designed to be highly flexible and are the main fighting forces of the chapter itself. So, the structure is you have a captain in charge of a, of a battle company. You then have two lieutenants who control the demi-companies. You then have a support staff made up of chaplain, apothecary, company champion, company ancient, company vets, to sort of build up that um, command squad. These battle companies can also be accompanied by tech marines and librarians. Uh, The captains of these four companies each carry a title as well. So the second company captain is master of the watch. The fourth is master of the fleet. For example, they did models, didn't they? Of they did each do. of the um, captains of they were they were good models. Yeah. There's one that's really good to be like a um, master of signals. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, like Pravian. There's loads of really interesting ones that you could convert into 30k. But they don't make them anymore. No, no, oh, too far. Um, each battle company has on paper ten squads. You've got six battle line, which used to be the tactical squads, two close support, which were the fast attack, and two fire support, which used to be the heavy support. Um, The codex amendments now make provisions for there to be 20 squads. Okay. This is, uh, again... Because they've added all the Primaris Marines. This is is Grilliman's... um, I'm not building legions again, I promise. Yes, but I'm making them bigger. Um, <laughs> so, basically, this this usually happens when they go, ah, we'll have a squad from the reserve company because we need extra of this. Yeah. Or whatever. And also, squads can be split into two, forming your combat squads. 40. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, a squad can be broken down to cover various roles should the commanding officer request it. For example, um, you could have a fire support squad. You take three out and they become an eliminator team. Mm. The remaining seven can then 
get hell blasters or pilot Invicta war suits. I mean, imagine having seven war suits on the table. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, or they can fill, fulfill other roles, piloting vehicles, what have you. Um, the captain can request support from a reserve company should he deem his company doesn't have the um, required strength to complete the engagement or mission. And then finally, from this section of battle line, uh, each company is split into the aforementioned demi squads, each led by a lieutenant. Uh, when lieutenant, 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 yeah, lieutenant. That's what I said. You not <laughs> saying the same thing? We're British, anyway. So, so each uh, each company is split into aforementioned demi squads, each led by a commanding officer. Uh, when the companies go to war, they have their own arsenal. Uh, I wonder if the doors are red. Mine um, <laughs> little cannons on the side. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so they've got their own war gear, specialist equipment, which includes Phobos armor, Gravis armor, Invicta war suits, land speeders, rhinos, impulsors, Razorback, dreadnoughts and bikes. If a company has enough Phobos armor, then the entire company can fight in stealth. Woo! Um, and a company company captain can request additional war machines from the armory, be they tanks or aircraft. Mm. That was the thing for a while. I used to never get that, like dreadnoughts and um, tanks and stuff like aren't part of the companies. They have their own like wing thing, and they just go, "Yeah, we need six predators." Okay, cool. You from the company get in the predator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I just not thought of like for a long time until really looking into this part mm. of the law. Next up, we've got the four reserve companies. So six, seven, eight, and nine. Um, these are the training companies. So they basically, you, you go from being a scout into one of these companies, you learn a specific role and move on. So they can be added to a battle lines company um, if required for engagements. Each reserve company has a designated squad type rather than being mixed. So six and seven are battle line squads only. Eight is close support and nine is fire support. Okay. Um each reserve company has a similar command structure to the battle ones. Um, and in times of great need, the company will fight as a whole. So you could have a whole company of fire support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Just, a, just a whole 100 Marines with big guns. Indeed. So once a Marine has graduated from the 10th company, as I just mentioned, they progress through the ninth, the eighth, to learn about heavy fire power and how to use it tactically, to then go on to learning the importance of a rapid assault and constant movement, which is the opposite way around to the Space Wolves. Yeah, yeah, you only become a, a, a long fang, a heavy support, and after you've served all your way through, it's almost similar rank to like a veteran. Mm. Um, the first thing they do is give you a jump pack. <laughs> Like, you there, go jump over there. Yeah, yeah, if you, they, if you survive this, then you can... Yeah, well, because they, they, their first ones are the Blood Claws, which mm -hmm. are all kind of crazy, youthful, mad ones. And then after they've kind of survived their first battle, 
you know, and there's more guys coming up, they then go, cool, you now become our assault squads, which I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically swift claws. Yeah. Swift claws, which are blood angels. In rules, our blood angels just move quicker with jump packs. Yeah. Um, I think, is that the same for the bikes as well? Might be the same for the bikes as well, which is again mental. Like, mm-hmm. he's an inexperienced kid, get on a jet bike, <laughs> you know, get yeah. on a uh, bike. I guess the thing is that they're not, though, are they? Because they've been yeah, fresh yeah, out yeah, of yeah. the. Because they have the. Um, what's it called? Chambers, where they basically download all the information they need yeah, to yeah, be yeah, a person. Yeah. yeah. I think fighting in these, maybe these four companies take it from like theory to actuality yes. and actually yeah, yeah, shows yeah. the deviation yeah. in this is how you do it mm. versus this is how you will do it. Yeah. And then I remember when I first learned this bit of law and I thought, I used to think like your tactical squads were like the basics, mm-hmm. but actually they're the most well-rounded of the yeah. regular in bracket Marines because they've already shot heavy weapons. They've already learned how to do rapid assaults. And now they're doing almost a mixture of both in mm. this middle role. And it takes a certain amount of discipline. Yeah. It really changed my whole aspect of what a tactical squad was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ignored it all and did Space Wolves. Yeah. But- <laughs> um, so yeah, once they've progressed from the Scout Company, they'll go through those two companies to learn how to use all that weaponry. They'll then move on to the reserve battle companies to demonstrate to the brother, their brothers and commanders that they have actually the ability to apply what they've learned <laughs> correctly. You may have been through school, but can you actually do it? So yeah, at that point, once, they, once they've been able to prove their worth and master all aspects of war, they then will progress through to one of the main battle companies. too far right the final company the 10th company or scout company this is the first stop for any new neophyte of the chapter Uh, this is once they have completed their aspirant trials again all the different chapters have different methods um, of choosing their aspirants and there are no fixed number of neophytes that a chapter may have the recruitment rate is not fixed, and different chapters have those different methods. Neophytes of the 10th company have all but one of their implants mm. um, that a space marine requires. It's the black carapace, which allows them to connect to the power armor. Without this, they cannot be a space marine. Uh, they re... They re- they receive this once they have been deemed worthy. They've proven their worth. During their time with the 10th company, they will learn the way of the bolter and blade. Uh, they'll also learn how to pilot bikes and land speeders. They will also learn about tactical withdrawals, target priority, stealth skills, sabotage, uh, and reconnaissance. Sabotage. 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 Sabotage! Um, Using all of these teachings, uh, they are classed as the intelligence branch of the chapter. They'll undertake hazardous missions such as picking off sentries, eliminating patrols, uh, disrupting supply lines, etc. These missions will test the neophyte's strengths to see if they are truly worthy and skillful enough to become a space marine. Uh, Squads from the 10th are usually assigned to companies rather than going out 
en masse again. yes they are right we need a scout squad to go and do some reconnaissance and pick off some sentries first there are however other formations as Sam mentioned within the scout company since the rise of Primaris Marines yep they can field a force of a hundred vanguard marines that may take to the battlefield as infiltrators incursors suppressors eliminators and reavers as well as operating the Invicta battle suits or the Invicta war suits however unlike the scouts the vanguard marines are a standing force uh, within the company and are the elite special forces of the chapter i.e the SAS or the SBS yeah it's interesting how with Primaris they've kind of got the codex and gone well we'll just repeat it here and there's a tiny little difference mm. you know like vets are still vets the blade guards are part of that now you know like you can see just almost lined up next to each other it's only here where the use is different because these guys are the 10th company yeah the 10th company seems to be the only one where there's this drastic difference of we have our neophytes who are taken out one squad at a time to accompany companies and a hundred vanguard marines in primaris summer but they're somehow both the 10th company which is strange yeah hmm Cool. Well, I'm going to kind of carry this forward with the heraldry part of the codex. Um, so each chapter has its own unique color scheme and chapter badge. However, codex chapters all follow a common heraldry system. And that's what we're going to talk about now. Uh, each company has a unique color uh, that its members wear, commonly on the shoulder plate rims. Uh, but some chapters use chest eagles, bolter cases, knee pads, helmets, or other parts of a space marine power armor to denote this. Um, I can't remember what chapter it is, but they use the left knee. Mm -hmm. You always see the kind of different color or the stripes or whatever on the left knee. Um, so the first company are white or silver. Uh, members also paint their helmet the company color that they came from. Yep. Um, the second company is yellow or gold. Third company is red. Fourth company, green. Fifth company, black. Sixth company, orange. The seventh company, purple. The eighth company, grey. The ninth company, blue. And the tenth company, normally white. However, the company colour is not displayed on their armour because of their need to blend in with their surroundings on reconnaissance. So they have a colour, but it's not really represented on their armour anyway. The left shoulder plate of a Space Marine always shows the Marine's chapter badge. The left... Yep. Mm -hmm. So I, I've messed that up on pretty much every army I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, right? Because it's right in Mark Six. Yes. Well, it's right in Heresy, I believe. So what do they do? Go well. Heresy's over. Left, left yeah, side. I boys. don't know. I don't know. But I think genuinely that is. The case. To be fair, it could be something super weird. Like they decide that it's heretical to. Yeah. To, but to all the other, side, all or... the others have it on the right. Yeah. Oh, so okay. maybe we'll just differentiate between the fallen legions yeah maybe space marines that are out there not knowing that they're all growing tentacles and spikes out of their armor but you know um dark angels what knee pads ah thank you 
It, right, I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I'm sure I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the right pad shows the squad badge, and this shows the type of squad the Marine belongs to and the number of his squad. So veterans use a stylized version of the Crux Terminatus, which, uh, if you're not sure what that is, the Crux Terminatus is like a um, embellishment, which is a skull at the heart and then four crosses, very similar to the independent skate company logo, if you know skating. If you know, you know. Yeah, very easy to look up. Just type it in Google. <laughs> but um, tactical squads use an arrow. Assault squads use four perpendicular arrows pointing outwards. Um, and Devastator squads use an inverted V. Space Marines in Terminator are aware the original Crux Terminatus on their left pad and their chapter badge on the right, mm -hmm. different to everyone else. In terms of officers and specialists, they too have ways to denote their rank and stature within their own chapters. Captains wear the heraldry of their company, sometimes embellished with their own personal heraldry, um, librarians wear blue armour, irrespective of what chapter they belong to, and wear their chapter badge as normal. It is worth noting, though, that this practice is now quite widely ignored, even among the more standard chapters. Yes. Yes. Which is interesting. So you don't need to paint your librarians bright blue anymore. Nope. Which I always felt weird when you did, like, if you did Ultramarines... <laughs> you just have to do a different blue, I guess. Like it doesn't stand in, out very much. Weirdly, in the but the, I was gonna say I watched the 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 tenth edition trailer this morning. Oh right. And the librarian is blue in that, but they're ultramarine. So actually, yeah, maybe maybe you're not meant to do in blue. But he yeah. had um, which was cool and gave me loads of ideas. Was he has ruins in his armor that glows when he ruins. uses powers? Yeah, yeah, ruins. <laughs> ruins. There's yeah. no eye in no. the middle. Yeah, ruins. No. <laughs> no, 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 not ruins. ruins. Yeah, okay, ruins. No, <laughs> say demon for me again. Damned. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. my D at the end. Demon. Um, anyway, <laughs> so he had him. He had ruins. Uh, no, we'll ruins. go with it. Just keep runs. Going. <laughs> runs. There's an e on the end. Ruins. Ruins. Like double O in the middle. Say <laughs> so sand. Ruins. There you go. Right, that's weird. Ruins, like rooms, but ruins. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That word. Um, he had that on his armor, which glowed, and it was like really cool because it outlined his armor plates yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think uh, you could do like a normal, normal colored um, marine and just have them like lightning that blue. Cool. Oh, that'd be so Yeah, good. the um, the Space Wolf um, rune priests have them on the model. Ah. Uh, they're actually like engraved in. Cool. So you can do it straight away <laughs> rather than having to like paint them on or <laughs> like that's a pain. Rune priests. Yeah. Rune priests. Oh, God. Anyway, I found that interesting because I didn't actually know that they'd just kind of ignore this. I've only seen it once and it was a Phobos librarian. Ah, interesting. Maybe that's why it's kind of been ignored since mm. the Primaris. They didn't didn't have as much blue paint, maybe. I don't know. No, it's maybe <laughs> it's <more> expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because actually, do you know what it would be? Cool made these boys in his bunker. Yeah. And he was alive in heresy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And librarians weren't blue in the heresy. No, they were not. There we go then. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm smart. That could easily be why. But can't say you'd, ruins. You'd think he'd know the current <laughs> um, 
practice though, so I don't, it can't be just that. Oh no, I could. Be. I wonder maybe if it, I, I wonder if it's um, maybe he didn't like blue. Well, I think it's a defensive thing where like why highlight your librarian? Well, I mean they do glow when they use their powers and they do yeah, 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 yeah. Sword don't have like a, yeah. staff. a giant but, thing but, on their helmet as well but before that starts happening <laughs> yeah, yeah you're okay. less likely to get sniped in the face very true with your non-helmet wearing head <laughs> yeah because you know helmets make you worse at being a librarian yes um chaplains wear black armor irrespective of what chapter they belong to and they wear their chapter badge as normal um terminators wear red armor tech marines I'm sorry yeah I, I read that and thought that's not true Tech Marines wear red armor That's and normal. wear their chapter ma- badge as normal. Um, and apothecaries, they wear white armor and again, chapter badge as normal. Apothecaries didn't wear white in uh, in Heresy. No, they do have. Um, they have been. They are known to have white plates. Yeah. Yeah. As an easy way to spot them across the battlefield, like shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. So I've got one Night Lord apothecary that I did in all white before I even knew that. Yeah, and then I just kind of left him because why bother repainting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, my second one that I did, he has white greaves on his legs, and um, uh, one white shoulder pad. That could be really cool. So I could do a normal Alpha Legion, and the guy, one of them, has like his tabard and stuff. That could be white and it'd yeah. be a normal color, and then maybe his shoulder pad. Oh, cool. Okay, I'll yeah, have yeah. a think about that. Um, sergeants wear the same heraldry as their squad, but carry the squad banner which displays the chapter badge and the squad's number, plus a red skull, which is the symbol of a sergeant. <laughs> we know who the leader is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so dumb. It's, it's kind of strange, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very much a, a throwback to Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, and it's also, I guess, the way you can shrug it off is these are eight-foot-two super soldier in crazy armor that weighs a ton and they just run about in it you're not that worried about pointing yourself out yeah in, you know even though actually when you sit down for more than five seconds and go yeah but orcs are like twice the size and tyranids will just yeah, burn yeah. through your armor with acid and you know like actually yeah maybe we should hide our sergeants but yeah it's uh don't think too much about this no, um timey me right so yeah Sergeants often paint their helmets red or in some cases wear a red skull on their helmet instead. And that's how they often display the red skull. Stripe. When veteran sergeants uh, often paint their helmets red and add an additional white stripe or laurel wreath. There we go. So there's only a vet sergeant. Regular sergeants, just a red helmet. Red helmet. Unless they're... So if you can't be bothered to paint red. that little stripe, yeah. or, not a vet sergeant. Or dark angels... <laughs> Or uh, crimson fists. Yeah. So do you do you follow this when you make your space marines? So I do space wolves. Is the historical yeah. thing of forty k? So completely not. They have their own in the codexes. Um, I think every codex space wolves have had. They have like a color plate of how the uh, the badge for the great company. Yeah. And they do like their um, blood claws have red and yellow. Um, detailed sh- shoulder pads yeah. on mm-hmm. their on their left instead of squad markings, and then it's yellow and black for grey hunters, and white and black for long fangs. So they have something slightly different. Yeah. So no, when I did Space Wolves, and I followed that very very um, close to the the other than getting my 
pads around the wrong way and sometimes having the company badge on the wrong shoulder pad That's fine. i just kept doing that one I, I've, I've never got that one right <laughs> but um yeah for squad markings and stuff i followed it very exactly yeah, yeah. but then otherwise you just end up with a gray model like you need those colors to pop yeah, yeah. which is why yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than i want to be law focused it was yeah. more of a this makes the model look good um so i followed what the book said because why would you not so i did i did um for the blood angels like did you do the company trim though not the company trim. Yeah, I did like pad. simple stuff like the assault guys that's all like had a company that's different. No, they all have the different colours. No, no, not Blood Angels. Oh right, Blood Angels. Yeah, again, this is where you get all the little differences, the right? So like all of my assault guys had yellow helmets. Yeah, like, yeah. the Devastated had black shoulder pads. Yeah, that kind your of stuff. vets are gold helmets, Blue. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black shoulder pads, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, for that. the Devastators, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in, in 30K, taking it back to 30K, the way that I've been painting my Alpha Legions, their sergeants have a gold beak yes. on the six, six um, Mark Six Marines and then a white stripe down the middle of the helmet. So I've been doing that mainly because I need some way to tell which ones of them are the sergeants because yeah, yeah, yeah. all my guys are very similar. Um, to my heavy weapons team, actually, I've, the sergeant deliberately has his missile launcher down. No, up. And he's got his, uh, he's got a chainsaw pointing. Oh, okay. To That's how you done it. Yeah. Because I was like, I need to know who it is. Same with the, um, what's it called? The augury scanner. The, the kit for head weapons team comes with like an augury scanner hand attachment with like a uh, screen yes. and he's like yeah, yeah i've got one that's got that so I've that's that. his my sergeant oh is he so that's because the augury scanner goes on a marine and you meant to model it on there so i was yeah, like yeah. well that well could you I also get the little skull antenna thing uh yeah okay so that goes on the backpack so i've used that as my scanner um because ah. it's got a little lens in the skull that's cool. so that my sergeant could look cool looking at a, like a little kind of ipad like thing. Mac thing. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah okay cool so i have tried to i think it is quite like I followed what was in the um, Libra Astartes or Libra Tretoris, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, also Visions of Heresy mm. as well. Neil, yeah. Did, did you follow it? So like your okay. Crimson Fists are quite close, right? Other than a few little um, bit of differences. So they are... Veterans have yeah, the white or silver hard hats, helmets. Um, everyone else is pretty much from one company. So they have the blue shoulder rather than going off and having red shoulder trim. I like or, the trim around it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I think a lot of people probably don't do, mm. which is interesting. I think it, it can give you an identity, Yep. certainly, like, oh, I've, yeah, I've got bright orange trim on my ultramarines mm. which makes them stand out or the green or whatever um i think i think uh raven guard do really well using the company otherwise yeah. it's just black right mm -hmm. so you can add the red or the green or whatever and as long as you do it across all the models you're that one company um whenever looking at this stuff it does make me want to go oh, i'd love to build a space marine company like yeah. to the numbers you know like yeah. six tax squads yeah. But it'd be one of those things which you build it, you go, yeah, that's really cool. No, not going to use it. For no, I've got a lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. the. This is the kind of thing that I could see being like life changes. I've got a bunch of income, which you know, as the kids get older, that becomes a bit easier. And I, there's no new armies I particularly want to do, mm -hmm. which I think I'm starting to reach that point 
fully now where I know what I want and I know what I don't, you know, even if it's cool, I don't need um, to go, do you know what? I've got this cabinet. I could have a choose a chapter that I never planned to play. I just really like the lore or the background or the characters and let's do a company of them in this cabinet. That would be really cool, but I don't ever think I'll ever do it. But that image is in my mind of that would be quite cool to achieve. Yeah. So um, who was it on uh, the ICs? It was the... doing like a whole chapter. Yeah. Um, um, was it Anon? Uh, um, Adnan? Adan? Adan. Adon. Adon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was him. Yes, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, mm. like thousand Marines. Yeah. That's cool, though. It's good, good to see aspirations, right? Especially if it was a slow grow. Yeah. Um, cool. Should we end it there? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed that spotlight. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our final segment, which is our round table with the hosts. The tendrils of the warp are far-reaching and communicating using the great social media anonymicon. Do I? What's that? Do I have to say that? Yeah, it's a keeper anonymicon. Anonymicon. Anyway, it's apparently never been easier. Reach out and connect. Find them on the Adeptus Terror podcast page on Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash the Adeptus Terror podcast and the Adeptus Terror Podcast Community Safe Room Facebook group, www.facebook.com forward slash T-A-T-P Safe Room. You can also connect to them on Instagram to see some of what they get up to in between episodes at the Adeptus Terror Podcast. Give these losers a break and please give them a like and a follow. Thanks, guys. And welcome back to the final segment of this episode, episode 100. Um, to start off, I, I think I haven't actually mentioned this so far. It's been a bit of a surprise. Um, we have a little 10-question multiple-choice quiz that I'm going to throw at Neil and Sam around the uh, the history and lore of this podcast. And if you guys want to play along, you can. You just need 1 to 10 written on your phone or a bit of paper Um and answer i'm going to go through each question give the options a b c or d and then at the end we'll go back through and give the answers and talk about some of those answers um after which we've then got some questions that i've thrown out to all three of us to answer about our journey as podcast hosts hosting the adeptus terror podcast and where do we go from here um it's fair to say that yeah we've been doing this for a while and um we've had changes as we've gone we've tweaked and changed into our interests and uh um time scale and and abilities um and we're going to kind of look to do that again going forward so this isn't the end of the podcast but we will be keeping it to episode 100 because something else will be happening afterwards and again the end of this segment will make all of that nonsense much more clear but on to our quiz. We completely missed an opportunity to say we're ending the show. I know. Right, we're done. I, di- I did nearly call episode 100 the end and the death, which is the final Siege of Terror books. Yes. But I didn't do that. What did you call it? Keeping it 100. Nah. Because we are doing that. No. End of the death. Yeah. Well, it, 
you'll see it may need to stay what it is okay and uh, I, I suppose i could change the answer anyway <laughs> question one right here we let's go. get going so this is the t-a-t-p fluffy quiz oh i did a-t-p-c yeah of course you did because you're an idiot <laughs> ruins podcast is always yeah that's a great example of that uh, okay so question one what was the first episode spotlight subject that the podcast covered here are your four options i know the answer a hive worlds b striking scorpions c the inquisition or d Bjorn the Fell Handed. Packed in tighter than the London Underground. I can do the answers at the end. Oh, I'll remove it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why? Do you know how I know that? Because every time I upload a new episode, it starts from one. So I, every time I have you to go read and look that. at the title. That's funny. <laughs> oh, it's like a great... Oh, it that's, that's funny. But when we do the answers, we will talk oh, a little sorry, bit sorry, about sorry, sorry, You're sorry. jumping ahead. You're jumping I ahead. don't know. You don't know? I wasn't yeah. here. I know. So A, Hive Worlds, B, Striking Scorpions, C, The Inquisition, or D, Beyond the Fell-Handed. Do you mean you didn't look at your friend's podcast? <laughs> Before? Hell no. None of them do. <laughs> uh, Simon listens. And we love him for it. Don't know anyone else. <laughs> Question two. Yep. In which year did the Adeptus Terror podcast launch? A, 2015. B, 2013. C, 2014. Or D, 2016. Hang on. I will say them again in just Hang on, a no, second. no, 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 counting, counting. You're counting less than 10. I can do numbers, <laughs> me. So what was uh, 15 and 16 again? Are you ready? So A, 2015. Yeah. B, 2013. C, 2014. Yeah. Or D, 2016. I th I think it's this. Okay, don't give it. No. <gasps> we'll I have the answers this. at the end. Oh, hang on. I guessed this, so. Did you? Yes. Did you? I, I think I know. Have I think. you guessed that? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Number three. In which episode did Neil debut on the podcast as a host? Do you know the worst part is? The worst part as is, a he host. He literally just said this and I've already forgotten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a host. I'm hoping your numbers okay. prompt something. <laughs> because Neil did appear before becoming an official host, mm -hmm. but when he debuted as a host. What? And we kept him on? It was like a trial, I think. Really? Was yeah. he really? Was he good? Uh, he made it through somehow. I think mm -hmm. our our, our uh, expectations were low. <laughs> <laughs> Quality you know, control. Neil used, you know, Neil used to hobby. That's why we asked <laughs> him on. I think yeah. he was the legitimate one. Was. Yeah. In which episode did Neil debut on the podcast? A. Twenty-seven. B. Thirty-three. C. Nineteen. Or D. 25 okay okay so a 27 b 33 c 19 d 25 I think this is slightly unfair because neil should know this <laughs> well i don't know i, I, mean, don't, I don't know if he's got it like written on his wall or whatever <laughs> like, you, 
Have you not got the, the golden disc? It's got a tattoo. You never the, gave me one. <laughs> Do you not get a golden disc? No. Everyone got a golden disc. <laughs> That was that was when we started. Oh, <laughs> we should do a golden. No, 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 no. Carry on. I want my golden disc. Question number four: Which book was the first to be reviewed on the podcast? Oh God. A. Horus Rising. B. Battle of the Fang. C. Space Wolf, which is the first one from the Ragnar, Ragnar Omnibus. Or D. Rin's World. Hmm. A. Horus Rising B. Battle of the Fang C. Space Wolf D. Rin's World I can tell you that two of those answers are the first and second book that we reviewed right. Did um, <laughs> did we are they all ones we've reviewed? Yes uh, oh Yes Really? <laughs> okay <laughs> I believe so How how long is the Battle of the Fang? Uh, like standard length Okay are you thinking what audible? What do you mean? How long? How many pages? What yeah, do you yeah. Want? Like, is it a thick boy? Uh, no, it's not as thick as Rinsworld, um, but it is. I know it's, it's not Rinsworld because Rinsworld is trash. It's a. Um, it's a. I said it. Space Marine battle book, so the kind of standard length. I said it. Take that back. <laughs> is that the one with what's his face, Moni Boy? It's one of my favourite books. No, no you're Rin- thinking of Hell's Rin- Reach. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Rin's Hell's World, Reach is trash. Rinsworld is um, the Crimson Fists and the Orcs. Yeah. Pedro Cantor and his mate who swings his arm about. Here's his arm that gets chopped he do, off and he, he, he beats a war boss with. He doesn't do that, but it's a great <laughs> idea. It's basically what happens. <laughs> anyway, next one. Um, yes. Uh, question number five. Which episode has been the most downloaded of all time? <sighs> a. I hope it's not number one. <laughs> I really hope it's not number one because <laughs> number one was trash. Are you ready? I've got the titles okay. and the numbers. So A is episode 41, Big Fish, Little Fish and The Death Watch. That was a long series. That was a long episode. B, episode 36, Chaotic Commissions, which oh. is Mark Frost's debut. Uh, C, Episode one, packed in by the line, tighter than the London Underground. I, I have a really bad feeling. <laughs> and D, episode 21, failing like champions, which we're still doing. So, <laughs> so if you listen to episode one and you are still here, either still here because you listened from episode one or that you went back and started with episode one and then decided, yeah, I'm going to give these boys a chance. Thank you. Why are you still giving us a chance? <laughs> Thank you. Right, we just okay. let you down. So every can you time. just say the numbers again? I will. So A is episode forty-one. Yeah, which is the Death Watch. B is episode thirty-six, Chaotic Commissions. C is episode one. I hope. I really hope it's not episode one. And D is episode twenty-one. Okay. The one sobering thing. Yep. Is that none of these are within 50 of our latest episodes. Really? Because <laughs> episode 41 is the latest one of the options, and we're at episode 100. Just a sobering thought. We definitely have got worse, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think we've peaked. Do you think it's because... Do you I, think- I think it's because we may have been overly critical of a certain edition and stopped playing 40k I, if I, i'm being honest yeah i think it's the 40k thing like we annoyed some people i think we annoyed a lot of people and fair enough i suppose and to be fair 
come. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're not podcast. here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's our podcast. You, we don't care. If you made it here, then you're the true fans. <laughs> yeah, we like you. You can <laughs> stay. No. So one last go. Episode forty-one is a. B is episode thirty-six. C is episode one. I really hope D it's not is one. episode twenty-one. That right. would make me laugh. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Question six. How many episodes did the famed mini-series oh. of shits take <laughs> during the podcast's history? Are you ready for the options? I hope it's not six. A, nine. Fudge. B, ten. It can't be that high. C, 13. It can't have been 13. D, eight. Okay. It can't be 13. That's a year and a half. Or a year and a bit. year and one month. year and yeah. one month. I would <laughs> never have spent a year and one month talking about okay. ships. So, it was my favourite segment, though. This was the hardest one to research because I had to open every single document <laughs> to make sure I got the first one and the last one and count the difference. It, it does make me think. When we do series two... Um, Spoilers. Oh, sorry. When we do whatever happens next, yes. <laughs> um, we should use tags... So we can tag what's inside we that, that. So you can easily. So we've got them set up for the on on Podbean poorly, but we can create more so that we can mm. then tag episodes with what we talked about. So if you ever need to go back and find them, that would be easier. Good. Yeah. Okay. That could be cool. Do you need to just remember remind me? Yeah. <laughs> to do it? So this is how many episodes did that mini series mini in brackets? A nine, B ten, C thirteen, or D eight? Did so we do uh, all the was, ships? It was all ships in 30k, 40k. Yeah, every oh race, God. almost. Again, thank you to those that stayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a great. It was. It was um, they were my favorite favorite episodes. I don't know. Again, spoilers. I vaguely remember in one of those episodes you talked about putting tow in tin foil. Mm. That did happen. Yeah, mm. cooking baked them. fish. Baked fish. Right. With question seven. Yep. What was the length of the longest episode? the podcast ever put out i think we know this well so sorry 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 sorry. let me so which episode was the longest sorry my question was poorly worded there i know that i know the longest. i have the the times i have the times for the answers so i will reveal it yeah please do (laughs) but we're looking for the episode number oh oh, okay right so you're not going to give us the times not right now oh no because that would tell you which that would tell longest. you the answer yeah. <laughs> exactly you can't have yeah. that because that's cheating yeah yeah. I think I know which one it was and to try and judge who got closest it doesn't work with people playing along at home yeah 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 so episode number which is the longest episode we've ever put out so A is episode 83 the longest show in a while dot 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 sorry B episode 98 so we've got we've got worse and longer apparently as we've gotten further new year same us mm, nah. episode 98 that's not the longest c episode 15 which is 40k pest control that that could be because that would have been about death watch episode 18 well that escalated quickly oh yeah Ooh. yeah that one so a episode 83 longest show in a while I'm going to go B, one. episode 98, Think. New Year, Same Us. C, episode 15, 40K Pest Control. And D, episode 18, well, that escalated quickly. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have been like a six-hour episode. Another thing I can tell you is all four of these are the four longest. Really? One of them is the longest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's longest show in a while. I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah, okay. 
Question eight. How many community competitions has the podcast run since its beginning? Oh. So, A is five. As in, we have run or that have been run on the podcast. Run. Yes. Has, has been, been run, run on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah, we don't need to be the, the head of okay. the competition. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. But they are official competitions we have pushed on the podcast. We did a lot early on. I so, think got lazy. I think it's uh, less than you think, but these are our numbers. Just off that comment. A, five. B, seven. C, four. D, nine. I can count one of these, so I think I think it's that one. So, A, five. B, seven. C, four. D, nine. I will admit, when we come to the answers, I didn't write down what they were, but I did go through every what, single show note and what was found C? what they were. What was C? Four. Yeah. Okay. So we've got A5, B7, C4, D9. I'm pretty sure I can list pretty much all of them, but yeah, I may have... I think I can. I went through the every single tell, show I can notes. tell you who won. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I was very concerned oh. that I'd get it wrong. Oh, actually then. What was right. uh, seven? <laughs> B. Okay. I just um, remembered another one. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I went through every show note because I didn't want this to be off my memory. I went and looked. Yeah, yeah. So... These are the numbers. Even if I can't recall the exact names of them, I'm pretty sure 99.9% that that is the correct number. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Ep- uh, episode nine? No. Question nine. <laughs> Question nine. What was the title of the podcast's first ever narrative event? A, The Scouring of Hivani. B, Hivani Primus, a Horus Heresy event. C, The Devastation of Hivani Secundus or D the burning of Hivani Prime I know that because that happened recently it's possibly the easiest one there but <laughs> I just wanted I wanted to put in that we did an event I'm it's like genuinely one, one of my favourite things you're going to get this one wrong you, play, you played in the event you yeah know. Well, he did you actually did. played in the event yes <laughs> that's true uh, that's funny I was proxy. but yeah so A the scouring of Hivani B Hivani Primus a Horus Heresy event C, the devastation of Hivani Secundus, and D, the burning of Hivani Prime. Last question. Question 10. What was the title of this very episode? A, we actually made it. B, better late than never. C, keeping it 100. Or D, the end and the death. (laughs) So A, we actually made it. B, better later than never. C, keeping it 100, or D, the end and the death. Really, you have no bearing on this because I do the title, and quite often I change it. Yeah, well, that's if they if they choose to cheat and look at their phone or whatever they're listening on. Yeah, it yeah. may not match what I said in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I said it at the beginning, Good. the very start of this episode. So if you're listening and you've forgotten, don't rewind back. Don't put yourself through it again. <laughs> A, we actually made it. B, better late than never. C, keeping it 100. And D, the end and the death. Cool. Shall we go through some uh, answers? Yeah. So question one, Sam said he knew it. So what was the first episode spotlight, Sam? Uh, it was um, uh, the uh, Hive World because it was called Packed in Tighter Than London Underground in reference to how packed in the people are in the Hive World. 
What did you think? I put B because striking scorpions. I thought that might have caught Sam out as well. Because I do like striking scorpions because striking scorpions was the subject we did on our pilot episode that never went live. Uh, that was the one that we gave to all our friends on disc. So technically, I'm not wrong. No, no, because it was not titled. It was not the. It wasn't episode one. This was what was the first episode. So Hive Worlds A. Well done, everyone. Boop. Oh, um, no, that's wrong. But not well done, Neil. Yes. You fail. No, that's wrong as well. Uh, fail. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm just trying to get the appropriate pen to tick. <laughs> tick. <laughs> so, question number two. In which year did the Adeptus Terror podcast launch? So, A was 2015, B was 2013, C was 2014, and D was 2016. It launched the year Caleb was born. No. Year before. What what one did you go for? I went with um, D, which I think was seven years. That's uh, sorry, two thousand sixteen. <clears throat> I think it was two thousand sixteen because Caleb is X number of years old, and I think it works okay. out to be that. Cool. I went with C, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. You are correct, Neil. Twenty fourteen, ah, October two of years 2014. before. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're. I was going through your notes. I'm like, I hadn't had Caleb yet. <laughs> we were like six, seven episodes in when she got pregnant. I thought it started because of Caleb. No. Okay, well, I got that wrong then. No. It was a long time ago. 2014. Wow, yeah. nearly 10 years. Crazy. Oh, it is 10 years. No, 10 years next year. Yeah, I'm yeah. I only we're just on made 100. it to 100. <laughs> <laughs> Should we stop at 10 years? I think stopping at 10 years is a good idea. We're, we're, we're kind of stopping, but not stopping. What are we going to do? Well, we could just hang out still every... We, I know, right? <laughs> Why don't we just not tell our partners that we have stopped the podcast? stop the podcast and then every week every month we will just get together and hang out and just talk for like five six hours a load of bollocks yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is like your Burt Kitchener thing of him being like oh I'm just going to take this time off and go and hang out with my yeah. friends and then Netflix are like hey let's let's record this <laughs> yeah yes we're basically doing that now yeah yeah um, anyway so yeah t- 2014 it's a long time crazy isn't it how old was I in 2014 how am I now? I think the only reason I know this is because I went back to find out when. Well, the nine was. years younger. I'm thirty. Am I thirty-one yet? Yeah. So I would have been twenty-two. You're old. You're old. I, you, you were twenty-two, which means I would have been like twenty. And the only thing that's really changed is got a beard. <laughs> Did I, hang on, was I married before we recorded? Maybe been. that was why we recorded. Started a podcast was because you were getting, getting married. married. Yeah, and you, the fear of. Not being able to see your friends anymore is no, great. I've done 2012. I got married, so no, it was two years after I was <laughs> married. I'm thinking, when did I get married? Yeah, because last year was 10 years. Ah, oh, it's just so easy to forget. Yeah, it's, time goes. This is why you put your wedding date on the inside of your on, on your wedding ring, <laughs> like a champ. No, I know it was 2012. It was the year I graduated. It was the London Olympics, and then I got married all within about a month of each other. <laughs> it was a very busy summer. Anyway, question three. In which episode did Neil debut on the podcast? C. C, which was 19. Mm-hmm. Did you say C? Yes. It is, episode 19. Is 19. So A was 27, B was 33, C was 19, and D was 25. I was shocked it was this low. I genuinely... I, shocked as in I didn't expect it to be like 50, but I thought it was more... It was between 25 and 40. Like I thought we'd been going for a while. 
but then I forget like 24 is two years, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we'd already been doing nearly, you know, a year and a half. You know, just over a year yeah. and a half. So at the time probably felt like we were very yeah. established, even though it's been nine years. I think at that point we basically just started running out of things to talk about together. We, so we like, well, do you know what it was? <laughs> do you know what it was? If you go another year and a half, 2012, so we're, no, 2014. So what we're 2015, on we're either in 2016 or end of 2015 whenever episode 19 airs oh, yeah that's when caleb's young oh. so i probably dropped a ton of like gaming hobbying and i think we were finding a lot of the subjects like specifically spotlights were getting really dry with just two people yeah, yeah. and we were like we need three so now, now we make it dry with three people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but we've worked out that adding more people doesn't solve the problem. Yes, which actually, which which is one of our advice when we talk to people about podcasts, right? Is is find your people, find your sweet spot. Like more people doesn't necessarily make it no, a no, better no, podcast. No. Like look at um, Jason and, and and Pete's podcast. Like there's only two of them, and that's pretty animated and pretty great. And yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, episode nineteen. Yep. So that was uh, option C. Yes. I'm sure I said that, but just to reiterate. Question three was option C. Cool. We're doing well at the moment. Doing all right. Level doing pegging. Right. It's good. You, oh, ho- yeah. you do host this show, both of you. So. Yeah, I know. But and I... We're, all, we're past, I think every number is you were present for. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we've lost that. Barring, barring one, obviously. Which, yeah. So which book was the first reviewed book on the podcast? A was Horace Rising. B was Battle of the Fang. C was Space Wolf. And D was Rinsworld. I think it was C because you took convincing to do a book. So I I, I, uh, I said that it was the book that you love the most. Okay. It was either that or Horace Rising. I put C as well because I think we didn't do Horace Rising. Do you know Rising. what? Actually, I didn't do Battle of the Thunder. I remember now. I didn't do Battle it was, of the Thunder. I did Horace Rising and then Matt got to pick his book, which was the Fang. It was the, 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 the wolf one. Cool. After all this, you're all wrong. It was D. Rinsworld. Bollocks. Was it? The first book review we did was after Neil had to joined fair, the podcast. That Was it Neil's pick? It, it was <laughs> a book that we all had, and me and Neil had loved already it. read it. And already read it. You had it, but hadn't read it. Oh, man. I mean, it makes sense, because it's a trash book. So. Oh, no, it's a good book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why really I don't trash. remember but anything yeah, about so it. So we, we did pick like one of the longest Space Marine battle books to, yes. to do as our first ever book. Why do we do this? Because we were young and naive and silly. Why do we do a podcast? Why don't we just get together and hang out rather than do this anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this was not the design effect. It's supposed to be happy memories. But yeah, so D, Rinsworld was the first book we ever reviewed, which again, a lot of these were surprises to me. Yeah. But I was convinced because um, I know I didn't do Battle of the Fang. No. I wasn't here for that one. No, well, maybe we didn't do it because after I said we did it, I'm like, I was thinking we did a space wolf book. I don't know if it was bad. Uh, I don't think it was Battle of the Fang. I don't own it. Again, I literally we did, went we did episode one to. We did the first one, but that wasn't the Battle of the Fang. No, it was it was, it was the first space wolf. Space, 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 yeah, because I have that one. I have the original ones with yeah, yeah, yeah. the awful drawings on the front. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Battle of the Fang is a chunky book. No, it's not. Oh, no. is it not the Omnibus? No. no, Battle of the Fang is a one-off story. Where do you follow the new? Uh, inductee joining the existing that's uh, what's the book called but yeah that's three part trilogy oh, okay that's um, oh, we only did the first one Stormcaller's the second one first one is uh, it's Ingvar is the character he comes back from the Death Watch <laughs> Ragnar's in it what is the name of that book 
Come on, you can do this, man. Asaheim. Asaheim. We Asaheim. have done Asaheim. We oh, have done Asaheim. We have done Asaheim. Anyway. Anyway, Rin's World was the first book, which I was surprised about. I was surprised that. I would never have picked that book. Yeah. But I get why, because you guys didn't want to do didn't want to do a book club at first so picking a book that you both had read and were enthusiastic about yeah definitely real you. it was definitely the way we chose to do it yeah yeah, yeah. and we book book club right at the start and we, I, we, I don't feel that we've nailed it just yet no but right at the start was the worst oh it was awful <laughs> that was yeah. so, it was so bad awful man. it was so so i'm bad. surprised actually none of the um excuse me particular book review focused episodes are in the longest yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> it just blows me away. Which, like, they were. They were always so yeah, yeah. long. Uh, editing them was worse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so much worse. I'm, I'm, we can't... If we do it again, we can't do it like that. Anyway, next. Which episode had been the most downloaded of all time? So we had B. A, 41, <laughs> B, episode 36, C, episode 1, and D, episode 21. I hope it's B. I really hope it's not one. I have, I have put I, C. I, I feel like it's one. one. I, I, <laughs> I feel like it's one, but I don't want it to be. These are all the top four. Yep. Which is what I did for the longest as well. Yep. But the most downloaded of all time at time of a week ago, when I last looked, episode 36, <sighs> Chaotic Commissions. Is that B? It's B. Yes. Yes. Chaotic Commissions. Boo. What happens if I lose? <laughs> Nothing. You man. have You're to stay okay. on the podcast for another 100 episodes. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Here you go. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it's yours. It'll that's, be yours. That's a challenge, Sam. It's a challenge. If, if you lose, if you, if, you, if you win, you get to choose to leave if you want to. <laughs> if, you, if you lose, you have to stay until we say you can go. <laughs> I like those stakes. I like it. Six. Question six. How many episodes did the famed miniseries of ships take during the podcast history? A9, B10, C13, or D8? I think it was eight because 10 sounds way too much and it probably was 10. <laughs> I've gone for nine. Oh, so we got an A and a D. It was a B, 10. Oh. 10 is what? Two months much. short of a whole year. <laughs> My God. It's it's crazy. That's Bonkers so miniseries. Bad. Absolute craziness. Was it B, sorry? Yes, B. Yeah. I'm really sorry but it was actually a really good series I kind I really of enjoyed it. it it was cool yeah it was a it silly thing mini. to do but yeah I we kept the, calling it a mini series yeah. and then after like episode 4 we were like this isn't a mini series anymore no <laughs> no because did we do it was Space Marines 1 and 2 mm. then it was Chaos yeah. Space Marines and 1 I, and 2 I do feel bad for you you said 9 right yeah. we had one episode gap so it would have been nine, but it was ten over ten episodes. <laughs> That's two you're gonna have to edit out now. <laughs> That's fine. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'll find an appropriate like broing. Um, our new this is a good one. If we do any more, can we make them sweary? It will make my can, life easier. Can, can we have? A We're little... gonna have a whole conversation once we finish this quiz. So. What was the length of the longest episode? Which oh no, sorry, that was the original question. Then I realised that was stupid. Which episode is the longest episode that the podcast has ever put out? So we have A episode eighty three, the longest show in a while. B episode ninety eight, New Year, same us. Episode fifth, sorry, C episode fifteen, forty k pest control, and D episode eighteen. Well, that escalated quickly. Which I've, was the start of our 30k escalation with the community group. 
Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought it was And then the, the second one was that escalated slowly because it took us 12 months before we then did the second one, which people had only done a thousand points. Yeah. It was like a whole year and it was like, what is this? Okay. I thought episode that that the because that's the first time neil's on the show yes. episode 18 it and is. then next episode we made him a full host yeah <laughs> oh we did it with with our local group as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. i think so i put d i put d because i thought everybody was in it so it would go really slowly i i put d as well but i have a funny feeling it's not i think it was the longest show in a while now that we've said no, it out no, loud. No, 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 no. okay well i'm gonna give you the numbers yeah so a, which was episode 83, longest show in a while. Sorry. <laughs> was genuinely in the title. Yes. Yeah. Five hours, 24 minutes. No, there's been a six hour one before. I think that was, I, I think, I think it, that was C. Do you think it was episode C? Episode B, which, uh, sorry, episode B. Answer B, episode 98, New Year, Same Us. Four hours, 28 minutes. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> Episode 15, which was option C, 40k pest control, four hours, 43 oh. minutes. So uh, this is D's longer. And episode D, episode, damn it. I've definitely Answer D, episode. episode 18, well, that escalated quickly, four hours and 50 oh, really? minutes. Really? So it, was, it a, was. Episode 83, the longest show in a while, which was five hours, 24 minutes. So I want to That's point our out, longest episode ever. I want to point out, right, what people don't necessarily understand is editing takes about an hour and a half per hour of the Which show. Which is where you're adding the uh, the six hours. Which six hours. <laughs> so that show being five and a half hours long would have taken like six, seven, nearly eight hours to edit of listening to your guys' voices <laughs> drone on. <laughs> like it's all right when you listen to it once, but when you partake in it and then listen to it again. Yeah, I, I, can, so I can imagine. So sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I like that. I'm just I like glad myself. I don't have to do it because no, no, there no, wouldn't no. be a podcast. That took, that, when we used to do it that way, when you used to edit one, I used to edit one. It, was it just took so long. Mm. So we, we were new at it and I was awful at it. And it just, like, I was taking three times as long. Like, if an episode was four hours, it was taking 12 hours to edit. So to be fair, useless. the hour and a half rule has definitely come down because I just edit it less. Yeah. And it feels more natural. Than I think we've got used to working off notes and we mess up less as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Neil's pretty. I'm good Neil's, at messing up. Neil's there. I think Spotlight is what slows it down still because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're reading off notes that we've made. Yeah, let's count the Spotlight. Let's get rid of that. It's not, it doesn't flow as well. I mean, you get rid of the Spotlight. What have we got? Just, just uh, two hours of us moaning. About <laughs> rubbish. So, episode, was it 83 I said? Yeah. That was the quiz question. I've just loaded up the notes to see what was in it. Yeah, 83. Longest show in a while. So it was a July episode. It was a book club. It was called You Betrayed the Law. Yeah. So it was, it was, um, it was, we um, had, we obviously had what we were up to. Um, our Warpstorm poll. That was a thing back then. Um, the Arbites. Yeah. Which we is through, quite long. I'm scrolling we down. Through, we went through every type of like ammunition type, we, yeah. every gun type, the I'm flyers. I'm literally scrolling down. I'm it was still, a long... It's 20 pages long, the notes. We don't do that anymore. No. Well, this one was like 15, 16, I think. So we still hit. Our final segment was... Um, Book club. No, it was... Um, games across three different genres. So we talked about Necromunda, Hired, Gun... 
Um, really? Inquisitor, oh. Inquisitor Martyr, Xbox One edition. Oh, blimey. So that was... And so we were here. Dawn of War 3. Yes. That was your, that was that your was, episode. That was my yeah, segment. Yeah. Wow. We yeah. were here when we did that then. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I think that spotlight was just massive. Yeah, that was a really good, a good, bit, a bit like the Death Watch one. But then we went into a long final segment afterwards. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been Death Watch esque length. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think this that one was a case of I just wanted us to get through the final section very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, I think the final one, Dawn of War three, we kind of shot through much. But like, it's crap. Don't play it. <laughs> that was my verdict. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's just not as good as Dawn but of yeah, War two. So. <laughs> And again, as Sam has have said, have you seen they've got a sale on all their games at the moment? So, do you own? Do I you, own, do you own all of the games? a lot now because of uh, good old games. So I got the codes from um, White Dwarf and got a load of games off of that. So I've yeah. got things like Gladius, uh, Chaos Gate, this, that, the other, nice. yeah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Not that I'm going to play them for a long time, but <laughs> if ever. I've had a go at Chaos Gate just to see what it's like, and it's, it is how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Slow. Um, <laughs> question question eight. eight. How many community competitions has the podcast run since its beginning? I went from C to A to B. Okay. I so think it's B. A was five. Yep. B was seven. C was four. And D was nine. I've gone for B as well. So two sevens. So I can't remember what the competitions were. I will say this, Neil has a little bit of an upper hand in this. Right. You went for the same answer anyway, because he asked me what competitions we did, and I listed them <laughs> for him this morning, because he was making his notes for the next bit where we just have a bit of a chat. So <laughs> he, did, he didn't put all of them down. No, yeah. I, I did. I started, and then you went, oh, that's a cool one. I went, cool. Yeah. So, I, so I know we did, um, we did the one with Pat Polius one. Yep. We did the one with James one. Yep. We did one with Mark, and yep. he painted up. He did two of Mark, didn't we? So it's that one, and then the James and Alan have obviously run one. Yep. And then um, we did one with we sent something to the US, and then there was something where we sent something to Tanel. No, maybe it was something else. I'm pretty sure there's one more. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. The answer is B7. Yeah. Yes, there were seven competitions run. Well done for listing those six. Because I very nearly forgot the book one until I the saw it in one. the notes. That was I, knew, it. I knew about the book one. That was the one we sent to the to US. The US. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was our first ever competition. Yeah. yeah. We sent a book to the US and went, we're not doing that again. We're not doing and that then, again. And then, <laughs> then I think our third competition was Frosty when he did the Sikaran. And then it went to the US. And then it went to the US. And, and I we was were like, like, okay, fair we enough. Like, it's going to cost you a bit to send it to the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, was, he was crazy at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, we have done seven competitions according to show notes mm-hmm. and my memory. And I'm sure someone like James is going to be, well, actually... Actually, did this. <laughs> There's this one that apparently one. you never wrote down, but yeah, or or, or we just never finished. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yes. also, that's also a possibility. Um, but yes, there were seven community competitions, so the answer was B seven for anyone that's keeping score at home. Yeah. Question nine: What was the title for the podcast first ever narrative event? This is probably the easiest one of all ten. D right. So we had A, the scouring of Hivani, (laughs) B, Hivani Primus, a Horus Heresy event, C, the devastation of Hivani Secundus, can't even say that one, 
and D, the burning of Hivani Prime. Prime. So we both went for the burning of Hivani Prime. It was the burning of Hivani Prime. Well done. Blooming well. Better, Possibly though. revisiting the world of Hivani Prime. The, the scouring of Hivani Prime. The devastation of Hivani Secundus. Uh, that'd be good. Could be. Could no, be. No. Maybe we'll go in the sector, but not the same planet. Who knows? More to come on that shortly. And then episode 10. What was the title of this very episode? So this See, is the title that I have said out loud when I introed the podcast, not the episode that Sam has put on the title. In some ways, it may be good if he changes it because then none of you that are listening that are taking part can cheat. Yeah. Because <laughs> the title will be on your screen. I've already ticked this. So, have you? At, so it'll be good to see if you guys remembered. A, we actually made it. B, better late than never. C, keeping it 100. Or D, the end and the death. And uh, C. C. C, keeping it 100. So that's not going to be called that. Yeah, it will be called something out of Sam's mind. So normally, it's the reason the... the I do put a title on every single one. Yeah. The reason they you change. ignore it every single time. Not every time, not every time. The reason <laughs> it changes is because normally I close the notes and then I don't know what Matt's called it. Yeah. Um, or the title doesn't make sense. Or that is often the case. I will I will hold my hand up there. Yep. <laughs> or or um we've said something really funny in the yeah. episode and it's gone to that instead. Yeah. Do you know what? When I was going through the notes, out one to twenty are some of the best titles we've ever had. <laughs> we were better, like, right honestly. Then. Like Pax um, Entire London Underground was good. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's a great episode. Yeah, uh, so just I ones got... that were like titled stupid things we said one, rather two, than three, like things we covered. Four, five. I got six. I got five. Yes, you can't leave. <laughs> you are locked in, sir. <laughs> Until we say you can cool. go. So Sam scored six and Neil scored five. I'm going to say they're respectable. Some of it is fully guesswork. And I don't think I would have done any better than that. And I made the quiz. So um, it'll be really cool if you have joined in and done that kind of fun community quiz. Uh, let us know what your scores were. Chuck them again on the safe room uh, and on the Discord probably in the latest podcast discussion is the best channel yep uh, to chuck it in and it'll be cool to see if any of you beat these two numpties I, li I like doing likely. quizzes because it means I, I don't have to reveal how little I know it's highly <laughs> likely cool right let's move into our discussion so the idea of this was us just to take a moment to reflect over the journey we've had personally and as a podcast um, and so I've got kind of four or five questions that I've thrown at the, these guys as well as myself. Um, and I'm just going to ask them now and we'll share our thoughts and feelings, dare I say. <laughs> and then we're going to round out with where do we go from here as the podcast. So the first question is, why did we start the Adeptus Terror podcast and shape it this way? Neil in brackets, why did you join us too when we asked? Um, for me, it was an opportunity to share the love of the hobby, particularly the law side of things, um, and hang out with Sam and eventually Neil at the same time. Um, Sam had recently got me into 40k podcasts like ICs, Overlords, um, and I'm not sure which one of us first came up with the idea of the podcast. So we used to, <coughs> we used to on a Thursday... It was Thursday, wasn't it? On a yes. Thursday, um, where Matt works, Youth Club, uh, it runs a BMX skate night. It used to run a BMX yeah, yeah, yeah. skate night on a th on, on a on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, I used to 
volunteer yes. and, and go down and, and join Matt on a Thursday. Um, and I think it kind of just started from there. And we would talk we, every Thursday would basically be an opportunity to talk about the hobby and yeah. to talk about either list ideas, new codexes. And don't forget, this is in a time where you'd get a codex every like six months. Like there was not a high churn of of if, um, I would say like maybe a, well probably was yeah. six months like there was not a high churn of, mm, of, yeah. of a quick changing game so it would be lots of discussion about lists and lots of discussion mm. about lore and and we would we would do this every Thursday and 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 then eventually I think I turned that onto like I said onto podcasts and I was like we could do this we could mm. we could we could basically just record this conversation um and um call it a podcast and I think maybe the next week couple of weeks later matt had put together the show notes like the first template yeah, show notes I, on the computer if i get an idea and i like yeah. it i like it i will run with it <laughs> and then and then because at that time i was also volunteering at the same place doing like a lot of um audio tech tech yes, stuff so yeah, yeah. We, we had the equipment to do it um and, and the time frankly. And the, the time yeah i was still living at home um yeah. i was would have been when was it so what year did you start? 2014 2014 so i would have been in you were 22 so I would have just left school. We we're working at RBS. We we're still at home with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we used to like on a Thursday night. Matt used to drop me home because I probably didn't have a car at that yeah, point. Yeah, like one o'clock in the morning. And yeah, we, in used the car. To, we used to sit in the car <laughs> and just talk about just rando stuff and 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 podcasting and stuff like that. And then so you Matt come up with the idea of, of, of the show notes, and we were like, well, let's just record an episode. Yeah. I made it very clear that if we're going to record an episode, I want to get the audio right. Yes. Like, that's one thing I hated about podcasts yeah. at the time, where the audio was normally quite pants, um, apart from a few. Uh, and then um, we, we recorded one. We handed it out to a few of our friends. And, and to be honest, I don't really think we got any feedback. Um, I think we got some basic feedback, you know, but they were just idiots like us. Yeah. Like yeah, none yeah, of yeah. them had any expertise yeah. in this no. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then and I don't then, think we were confident enough to send it people we didn't know no 100 no and then um, we just we just started we just did it yeah and then kind of trial by fire and 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 over that time i think we've learned lots and we've helped a few other podcasts start mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. um and a few of those now have ended and somehow we're still here and 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 yeah but it, it it generally started like it started because we were hanging out anyway we used to record on a Thursday after the <laughs> um, skate or BMX yeah, session yeah, yeah. ended. So it started at like 10 o'clock recording. Yeah, and so earliest. We yeah, Earliest. And if you think those early episodes were like three, three, four hours long. Yeah. yeah. So on average, that's we, been out. We weren't then. finishing until like two, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then go going home, to work. <laughs> get up, go to work the next day. And and so it was, it was a real time. It was, it was silly. It, it was, was silly. silly. But it was yeah. fun. Like I was young and dumb yeah, and yeah. living with I my think, parents. I think that and, lasted like eight, nine episodes. And then we were like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> I think it was probably... I think we'd adjusted to the Saturday build by the time you joined yeah. us. Yeah. So I think it was probably only the first, yeah, six to nine episodes, I reckon. And and, and it was fine at that time to do Saturdays because we didn't have anything else. Yeah. Like I just didn't see mm-hmm. Kelly or I didn't go... Well, we used to have the bunker and... as well. So mm-hmm. sometimes we'd do a 10 till 2 uh, gaming Saturday morning yeah. and then record 2 till... 10 sometimes we've got better at length of recording as well we don't natter as much in between no but i remember we used to do like we used to like have dinner together yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we just sit there and talk for hours about like we've talked about adapting to that occasionally haven't we yeah yeah, yeah. kind of not lose that like turning up doing the podcast isn't a job yeah it's hanging out so and and ultimately i think i've always said always said very early on it was 
I don't really care if no one listens. Like, thank you everyone at home for listening and yeah. it's mm. great that you do. Mm-hmm. Like, the main reason for doing this was to carve out a period of time every month that I could hang out with my friends and talk about the thing that I love doing and kind of getting on with it. Now, that has escalated to like <laughs> other stuff. Um, but <laughs> it has indeed. It's cool and, it, and it's always nice to meet people. Like, I went to that event and one of the guys who, the guy, oh, that was it, the guy who won that Golden Demon mm. listens mm-hmm. to the show. Oh, cool. Like, and, and he was like, oh, I know you. You're from... And I was wearing my T-shirt anyway. And I was like, yeah. Then he was like, oh, man, I've listened to some of your episodes. And like, I listened and stuff. And, and that was really nice. But yeah. ultimately, cool. That's awesome. I, it's not like... It's a nice feeling, but it's not why we did it. We didn't yeah, want... No. We didn't, didn't want do to be it to be... We're, yeah, we're these people from this podcast. No. Respect us. Like, it's never been that. Because we're not that one. <laughs> well, and, 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 you know, one of the things in my notes before we hear from Neil... Um, about why he joined and stuff was we aimed for this kind of average hobbyist, average guys just sharing our love for this stuff yeah, yeah. and never claiming to be experts in any field. We no. do an episode a month called The Spotlight looking at law, but we're not experts in law. No. We just spend some time reading some stuff and give you what we've found. Yeah. Um, sometimes deeper than others, depending I, on the subject. I, I think those sections perhaps are a little bit more successful because normally we pick something that's quite obscure or unless you're into that thing, you wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, yeah. That's um, when the spotlight's at its best. Yeah. Yes, I think. Not a 13 or 10 episode ship review. Of <laughs> well, look, if you're not into playing um, whatever the ship, Battlefleet Armada. Gothic. Oh, that's, oh that's, 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 that's the Star Wars, Wars one. Yeah. Um, soon, soon. <laughs> Legion of Three. Um, woo! Sorry, Neil, go on. Why did you join? Um... I kind of want to have like this really profound answer to this, <laughs> but I really haven't. There's to, no profound... Im- improve the quality of the show. There's no, there's no... Go away, antivirus protection. <laughs> Don't it's... tell it to go away. Just tell it to be quiet. <laughs> like a librarian. Um, Matt and Sam just asked me, and I said yes. Mm. That's, that's pretty much it, really. It's just that is all it boils down to. <laughs> is They asked me to join, and I said yes. Um, it does give me an excuse to come and see them once a month. Yeah, which particularly is now. Yeah, fast forwarding. Yeah, um, it is quite funny and maybe a little bit hypocritical of me. <laughs> I do a podcast. And I don't actually listen to podcasts at all. Do you know what, Ryan? I think <laughs> this might be a controversial thing. <laughs> I, I I think podcasts maybe up until this year podcasts took a real dip in quality they got hit very heavily over like, covid if you look ic's have gone came back then gone again yep um okay we, we've got um masters of the forge have put out been putting out solid 40k content mm-hmm. um for forever for if it seems there are a bunch out there right it's just not our necessarily uh viable field like there are some really good crunch the rules yeah yeah, yeah. you know tournament type. it's what you're into isn't it yeah it's what yeah. you're into and, and and i found a few heresy ones and i do find when i listen to podcasts i get super into like the lore and and, and playing more I, I do find that but mm-hmm. i think yeah the 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 stock has definitely dwindled in because everyone was doing a podcast yeah, yeah yeah there was a period where it did feel that way yeah mm. i mean in my previous job, when I was working nights, I did try listening to the Masters of the Forge, the ICs, but I had to stop because it wasn't. There, 
I needed something that would give me pace. Yeah, and to a podcast do the work. Is not that yeah. thing. Yeah, you need um, tempo and rhythm. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I listened to majoritively because I was working in traveling, a job right? that was tra- traveling to London. Yeah. Um, or before that, when I was at RBS, I was doing a job where I did lots of like um data manipulation and, mm. and and lots of kind of quiet thinking work but actually having that kind of voices in the background was was um was really good sam's finally admitted it he manipulates data <laughs> I, mean, I don't even do that now i tell people to manipulate data now <laughs> he's a data I'm, I'm well a done you. Yeah. well done you i've leveled up i, um, I now tell people yeah yeah i i think for me like uh, i've um developed i think over covid i developed much more of a visual um consumption like i I watch so much more like youtube than i ever did yeah and that takes up the time that i would have been listening to podcasts but i do want to get back into them because i think i'll be more productive in a day like youtube you have to kind of stop and watch yeah even if it's on in the background like i could never do when we were doing twitch all the time me and sam watched a lot of the same twitch streamers Uh, and we'd be chatting back and forth about their streams but I'd just get distracted. As soon as I can see something, I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. But even then, like, like watching going on Twitch, like my, my interest in Twitch has just died. Mm. Like I, I find that maybe it's because uh, I, I have gone the other way and I now watch lots of YouTube, like yeah. lots and lots of YouTube. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's because Twitch is slower. I don't get the instant yeah, gratification yeah. Of, I mean. of, I think... of, of a video where it's like it has a start, a middle and yeah, an end. Yeah. And, yeah. But I do miss it. I do. But then sometimes I go and find streamers and Twitch as a platform has got kind of crappy recently. Like mm. it's not really doing too well. Well, a lot of large streamers are leaving and going to other places because Twitch is, I guess financially they weren't doing great. So they've like taken more off streamers. Yeah. yeah. So streamers are making less money. So unless you're a huge streamer, it's very hard to crack a living yeah. out of it, which I don't necessarily see a bad thing about too many people want to sit at home and call it work. Mm, yeah. But, you know, Sam. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, sure. I'm, um, what? <laughs> I, 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 that wasn't me. I work so much harder <laughs> now than I did in my last uh, job. Yeah, no, I'm sure you do. No, no, my comment was about people sitting at home, but I meant as in like streamers, like people just going, oh, I'm going to play games and make money. Like yeah, I think yeah. we you have to be good week, at we? what you do. About how everyone wants to be a streamer now, everyone wants to yeah, be a content yeah, yeah, creator. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably not actually that viable. No, not at all. Uh, uh, I said it's just the new, I want to be a Premier League footballer for little kids. Like most kids in primary schools want to be YouTubers. They won't be though. No. Because, yeah, they might have a YouTube. They may post videos, but they're not going to do it as a career. Mm -hmm. Because... Well, that was why... And again, that sounds really... (laughs) This is going to sound really pompous, but whenever anyone would be like, oh, I want to do a a podcast, I'd always be like, what what are you going to do differently? Yeah. Like, this is the same reason we've talked about doing What's YouTube. What's your hook? We've yeah. talked about doing YouTube a few times. Yeah. But what would we do differently compared to someone else? I think yeah. if you're not going to try and do something differently, you need to be the best in that field. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, YouTube, like, okay, we could do battle reports, but unless we're going to produce the best battle reports YouTube have ever seen, I'm not interested. The thing is... Because then it's I'll, just more of the same. I'm not convinced that YouTube battle reports have either... I think this is a good oath of the moment. Okay. So I just think <laughs> save that because you're doing next month. I might. Okay, that'll be it then. Because it was me this month. So yeah, yeah, okay. I think that could be a right, good good down. conversation. Yeah, yeah, hang on. Is the show notes already up for next month? Yes, they are indeed. <laughs> I'm going to go do that now. <laughs>
So let's jump forward from that's kind of why we got started. I thought it'd be interesting to see for ourselves really how much our lives have changed while doing a podcast. Because I think reaching episode 100 is an achievement, Mm -hmm. especially between us being in a period of our lives where a lot changes. Yeah. You know, like like Sam Sam the most in some way. He was 22. You know, a a mere baby. So greedy in his Could grow a beard. Yeah, couldn't grow a beard. Now you've got one of the better beards of the three of us. Can't stop growing. It just won't stop. <laughs> I, do you know, generally, when I, you know, I, I did Movember um, and I shaved my beard off and grew yes, my yeah, moustache. Yeah, yeah. Like genuinely, as I was shaving it, or as the people were shaving it, I was like, why is it this doesn't grow back? Yeah. I'll, be, I'll look like that again. <laughs> I'll have to lose weight, get rid of that chin. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh. So yeah, so I thought it'd be cool to have a, a little personal look back on on what changed highlights, I guess, of our lives as the podcast happened amongst it. Since so, 2014. Yeah. So the information was in here, Sam, already for one of the answers. I didn't read ahead. I don't. Re- I barely read the show notes. <laughs> Well, yeah. I had to. I had to read ahead so I knew what I was putting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, in this section, Sam's notes are like four or five words but um <laughs> a, it just needs memory I'm a jokes talker. i know yeah I know, i'm a talker um so since the podcast started i've had two children mm-hmm. uh, as we worked out i was already married um this vastly affected not only the podcast but hobby time financial ability towards the hobby and i think if you went back and kind of did a breakdown of the first segment and my um offerings I remember, to what we've been up to i remember when we went to games workshop south end uh, you drove us there in your old ford focus that you crashed into <laughs> the central reservation that is true that and did um you bought four space wolf battle, battle forces. force boxes yeah yeah four just straight went, off the cool bat. well there's there's the 2k uh and it was uh, i think, army. You, I think you used your student loan as well to buy them. i did i did yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was while i was at uni yeah that's that. pre-podcast is that pre-podcast yeah. oh, okay See, we were hanging out still. Yeah, I'd graduated and stuff by then. Yeah, because I used to have Our our friendship and stuff goes way past Mm -hmm. 2014. But that's when we started this thing. Um, But yeah, so the two children obviously had an impact. My job has pretty much been the same. My role has adapted over the years. I still work for the small, same charity. Um, And it has benefited the podcast over the years. Like we used to record at the place use the equipment that was theirs until we slowly got our own slash borrow some other equipment from yep. somewhere else <laughs> we've some, somehow sponged our technology off of people for a while it's what, 10 um, years it's been great we should probably invest <laughs> we should probably invest <laughs> um but yeah so that hasn't massively changed for me over the time whereas you guys have changed career path slightly mm-hmm. for you and um four or five jobs probably for you yep um so that's been probably one of the more stable things. Um, and then moving wise, I, I only reason I really put this in here is because I think it's interesting in the relation to the hobby and the podcast. I moved house twice, tw- tw- twice um, from my first marital flat to a three bed house and then a four bed house, which I'm currently in um, each time kind of upgrading my hobby space mm-hmm. Um which is ironic because the most hobby and gaming time I've ever had in my house was in my marital flat mm, with which, no room and a fold-out table that was good. Uh, rather than yeah. my four-bed house where I have a hobby room and a gaming table in my conservatory permanently up. Yes. And yet 
never gets neither get used yeah. <laughs> very often and so i found that kind of really interesting but i think that has something to do with um obviously needing the bigger space for the children and just time and money mm-hmm. again children they're to blame children it's a blame <laughs> um but yeah, yeah that's that's been outside of the po- podcast that's been kind of the the big things uh that have changed for me and probably changed my aspect and opinion on doing the podcast um as well as the hobby in general like it's nowhere near as much of a priority as i considered it you know 2014 15 16 yeah yeah you know, as i've got older one the energy and passion levels are harder to find mm-hmm. but two because my kids are above everything and actually if i had to stop this tomorrow for them i'd forget about it yeah, yeah i could yeah, drop yeah. it and and i think that has massively affected how i look at gaming r- recording the podcast the things we talk about the stuff we manage to do mm-hmm. like I, i've stopped feeling guilty about what i have or haven't done most of the time there are occasions where I've been lazy, then I feel guilty. But in general, I've lost that. Like we used to have a thing of like, oh man, I've done nothing this month. I feel really rubbish. And we'd almost, almost have to pep talk ourselves up. I mean, we, we, we still do that. We do still, but <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it's yeah. a lot less yeah. common and yeah. I'm much happier with what I get done is what I get done. And that's been because of the changes outside. It's definitely, it's definitely an age thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely an age yeah. thing. That. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm guessing. A, well, I know a similar journey, but your own journey. Um, what What's changed for you since kind of getting involved uh, with the podcast? So, obviously, having a starring role in episode 18, <laughs> and then joining from 19 onwards. Um, I've gone from driving forklifts to driving bigger machines, <laughs> and now teaching people how to drive said bigger machines and yeah. forklifts. Um, uh, I've kind of gone back to my roots work-wise a little bit mm. um, with the uh, with the being a fully qualified forklift instructor. Um, I went from working in the supermarket to working at the port five years ago. Bought a flat. Uh, I've had four different cars in that time. <laughs> uh, one of which was half inch. That was an interesting experience. Uh, you chose to live in Southend. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't choose to have it stolen. Um, hobby times dwindled a little bit uh, in that five years. But with the new role that I'm in currently, hopefully I can balance it out a bit better. That would be great. That's cool. That's cool. Sam? Uh, ooh, what's happened since then? So I've moved house, what, one, two, yeah. three times. I've bought a house in that time, um, or bungalow, should I say, the best type of house. Um, I've got married to Kelly. Yeah. We were together still at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you were together from the start of the podcast, but yeah, getting Way married. before then. Like, what year did you get married? 2016. Is it 16? Yes. It must so have two been. years after oh, the podcast. Oh, hang on. No, 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 no. Because I think that was when... We um, got the house in 2016. We got married. This is why you have a ring. We, on. <laughs> we got married in 2017. Okay, cool. There we go. Um, see, I know. 
Um, what else has happened? We uh, yeah, we got married. We we've been on many many holidays. In Thailand, lots of places. Bought lots of models from various countries. Yes. Uh, have a little tradition where I go to a new country, I try and find a games workshop and buy a model from it and then incorporate it into an army. You tend to um, put the flag on that model. Like yeah, I always yeah. remember, was it a Hellhound or a Bane Wolf? Uh, guard. It's got a little Italian flag on the back. Yeah, a little Italian flag <laughs> painted on the back. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I've had four jobs since then. Um, now fully remote, work from home. So that's always good for the yeah. hobby, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but yeah. Not a lot, to be honest. Well, not what a lot about your um, RA? Oh, yeah, I got a disease. <laughs> yeah, I got a disease <laughs> in the last like, 10 thing. years. That's quite a big thing. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, that happened. Um, and then I'm kind of on the other side of it now. Like, not on the other side of it. I still have a disease. Yeah, you're obviously living with it, but yeah, you're, yeah, but you're it, managing it, it well. Managing it better uh, than, I, than I was. I think it, it impacted my hobby just because I couldn't do anything for so yeah. long because I just couldn't physically do anything. Um, but now I'm back to doing it and doing stupid stuff like painting ZM boards and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And out, through all of that, other than obviously like you just mentioned, having a period where you couldn't really hobby due to dealing with the disease, yeah. um, which is rheumatoid arthritis, if you don't know what RA is. Yes, rheumatoid arthritis. Put that out there. Um, do you see a massive change in all those things affecting hobby and your opinion of hobby and... Um, motivation to hobby i to be honest no my life i i've lived my life very similarly since since the start of like getting money yeah yeah. well i mean you and kelly were living together albeit like at her parents house for a while before you then moved here so you've had those kind of general progressions and your jobs have all been in the same field I think only now being uh, yeah. fully remote is the biggest difference. That really, that's really it. And and even before during COVID, I was working in a remote role. Which, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which, yep. So I, I've never really, and also when I was redundant, I did a lot of hobbying yeah. with, with, with Mike because it was during COVID. So we had the Wednesday sessions mm-hmm. then or during the day sessions. Is that then. when they started? COVID, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. And then um, we, now that I'm fully remote, the only real difference is, is that I hobby on my lunch breaks or I'm going to, be hobbing on my lunch break, which might include reading more as well, actually, because mm. at the moment I tend to just play computer games. Um, and I think using my time more wisely might be a good thing. But mm-hmm. personal life-wise, I still make stupid decisions, still buy models, still yeah. come up with ideas for armies. Um, we'll see. Yeah, cool. So moving on, we're just going to share our favourite, uh, or highlights, I should say, rather than favourite, um, of the podcast and the journey we've been on. So... Um, we we asked each other what was our fa- one of our favourite moments, one of our favourite subjects that we've covered, favourite competition, and guest appearances. Now we could have had a bunch of things here, but I didn't want to make it hours mm. long. So moment um, for me, it was the event has to be the event. It was always a bit of a dream of mine to run an event um, mm-hmm. and uh, to run a successful event. And I think everyone that came had fun, um, and that's something that. I would never have done without the podcast. So yeah. that moment is going to be one of the, even though it's more one of the more recent ones, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely one that's going to stay with me. You know, if we ever reach 200, dare I say, um, it potentially will still be one of my f- biggest highlights. Wait, we're going to do another 200 episodes, another 100 episodes of this. I, I said, who knows? Who knows? Of this of this season. I don't no, think, hell I don't, no. I don't think, I don't think we'll do another 100. I think we'll do another like 10. 
We've committed to another 18 at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon we'll probably do another... Eventually, guys, he's going to have to stop. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to start hanging it's out. It's going to be 60. Like, yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to episode 434. Yeah. Oh, my teeth fell out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my teeth won't fall out because I look after my teeth. Yeah. Your mine, teeth mine might mine fall out. <laughs> mine are screwed. Screwed. So, yeah. Mine, my favorite moment was the event. Cool. What about you guys? Sam? Okay, you go. No? Okay. Right. Uh, I think... Oh, yours are similar. Yeah, the time yeah. we went to salute as a, a three-man podcast. Yeah. And or trying to say, uh, hide Sam's vinyl rollout gaming <laughs> oh, yeah. in various locations within uh, whatever it is at the Excel. Stealing it when he's in, uh, going for a wee in the urinal. Yeah. And trying to hide I've still got a picture stage. of you in the middle of the pub using it like a... a uh, a piece of your anatomy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, got I've still got that photo. Do you have a drunk Sam? Yeah, drunk Sam was fun. There, there, is, there is a picture of you with it in the urinal so that we couldn't steal it anymore. Yeah. That was the um, same year of ICs. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. That's when we met Carl and then we went to the Overlord's Gaming Day on the Sunday because yes. Sam was going on away with Kelly for yep. her birthday because yep. Salute's always same, same weekend, weekend pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah, and that's when Adam Loopy grabbed my converted orc buggy and rubbed it all over his genitals and said yes. it was his now, and yep. then handed it back to me. Yep, yep. I still haven't sent him that. <laughs> and that's how you got crabs. No, no, perfectly healthy. Perfectly healthy. Yeah, yeah. perfectly healthy. If crabs. anything, it was like a blessing of gork. Yeah. Or mork. Or cork. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, mine's very similar to uh -huh. Salute. Uh, mine was getting drunk and then trying to throw Matt's secret weapon board that he just purchased onto the train tracks. I was so... <laughs> we were both drunk, and I was angry drunk, and you were silly drunk, yeah. and it wasn't going you very ran well. Up, I'm sure you ran up behind him and went whack. You just whacked out my hand. And yeah. handle the handle snapped, <laughs> and it flew across the platform yeah. in its pl cardboard box. Yes. And I was like, I've just paid a lot of money for this, and you've just smacked it out of my hands. You... <laughs> um, yeah and then we both got KFC who picked us up was it your, Was it Kelly yeah it would have been Kelly and then we got picked up and went to KFC at Tarpots ate KFC and then you dropped me home you went home and then we were both sick yeah yes, and then next points. morning we were both like KFC was a mistake oh yeah never again <laughs> you too yeah, yeah. oh just so bad <laughs> a good moment good moment Drunk Sam was fun. Oh. Dr. Andrew. Meeting Dr. Andrew. Meeting mm. Dr. Andrew, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about subjects? Um, subjects? Mine was definitely the uh, ships of the 40k universe. Yeah. I think, although it was a long series, I think that's the one time I've actually learned quite a lot yeah. about 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 a, a subject. Because literally, I knew nothing about them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think where they play such a big part in some of the really big like heresy books that I really like, it was nice to actually kind of start learning about the classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want one of those... Um, posters you know where they have all like the ships next to each other yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that would be a good poster to get that would be a cool poster yeah i'm sure someone's made it somewhere probably um yeah i think it's such an uh, a footnote of this podcast like <laughs> most people who have been around for a little while know of that fabled series whether, yeah. whether fondly or not is kind of irrelevant it's just something we're known for yeah so yeah i think that's a, an apt one to choose the mini series um, for me it was any guard regiment we, wow. we, we've covered, particularly the one that stands out for some reason, uh, is the Mordian Iron Guard. 
when we did that episode long okay. time ago now just every time we do guard regiments i find myself r- after the episode writing a list and thinking i could do this and just something about the lore of the guard regiments and the backgrounds like the particular regiments always get me Mm, always yeah. get me it's like reading a 40k book and then going i'm going to write an army based on these characters mm. it's a similar feeling i get when we cover guard in the um spotlights um so yeah Re- mordy and iron guard but i think in general guard regiments whenever we do those cool um so comora the dark city oh, i really enjoyed that one interesting learning about sort of how the the dark held are uh kind of operate in a sense of it's many 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 different infighting factions cabals trying to get one up and one over each other but also all the the sort of like the hidden stuff the 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 depravity that goes on and sort of like the denizens <laughs> that are located yeah, there and all the different like, levels oh, i didn't know this these were there they were there oh, okay so similar to sam like it was the learning of yeah. the city was the thing that grabbed you oh cool uh competitions was another highlight that i asked these guys to think about for me it was the community challenge run by james and alan uh for the main reason that well two main reasons one i didn't have to do anything for it (laughs) which was great um and they run it really really well um and were generous enough to do the prizes and everything it was a really really cool thing um, as well as all the, the the whole aspect of that challenge, for those that aren't aware of what it was, was we had uh, you know four or five months, I think it was over, where we had different subjects to focus on. So we had non-metallic metal, paint a model with only three colours. Um, then we had a couple of open months. Mm-hmm. Trying to think, learn a new technique was one yep. of them, uh, and there may there may have been others. And I just remember trying things I've never tried before. And I mean, out of that, my new Tyranid scheme was born. Yep. Um, and I, although I will, when I knock it out further, I will use more than three colors. Yes. Um, it was cool to come up with that and that be a happy accident, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, and non-metallic metal is something I never want to do again, but it was cool to have said I've tried it. And yeah, it was just, it was a good time. And I enjoyed focusing on a challenge that was a hobby-based one rather than a progress-based mm. one. So that one stands out to me. Uh, and thanks again, guys, for running it. If they're yep. listening, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? What competitions stood out to you? I liked the the one we ran back in 2020. Ah, um, the 2020 Vision. Yes, the 2020 Vision. Monthly clever missions. <laughs> um, it was almost it was co- a year, that was, I think. Yeah. Like was, nine months, ten much, months? It was pretty much the majority of the year. Um, and everyone that was involved in it submitting their miniatures they painted up oh yeah mm. oh that was yeah because james was one of three yeah. who didn't miss a month he ended up winning the whole thing because mm-hmm. it was done on points i think you yes. got a point for every month you put something in and it was take a photo of it at the start of oh, the month yeah. and then a photo at the end of the month of it completed yeah so you had to have done it over that calendar month yeah I, yeah it's starting to come back now mm-hmm. that you've you've pulled it out yeah that yeah, was a good one because we had lots one. lots of nice different miniatures it wasn't the same it wasn't all space marines it wasn't all this mm, there were nice, loads yeah and over a nice hundred entries like yeah. 120 something i think 
if my memory serves me. Yeah, that's a good one. That's probably the biggest one we've ever done. Yeah. Well, actually, it is the biggest one we've ever done. Not the longest, which gets on to Sam's uh, choice of competition. Yeah. So I'm just trying to find the um, the the longest hashtag. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry. So my competition uh, that I really liked was the Escalation League because it took flipping forever. Three, um, three years almost. Oh, no, it's still going on. It's still going on. It's still it is going for on. you. It's still for you. Yeah. Falcon's it's, still in his hot tub. No, he hasn't been in the hot tub for a while. No, no. He would be disintegrated if he was still in that hot tub. No, he, <laughs> he was in there for a very, very long time. <laughs> but it was the Escalation League. I really liked it. It was our first foray into heresy. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of really changed my... Well, changed the course of my hobbying. I did, yeah. Like, yep. if, I, if we hadn't got into heresy and... Yeah. Although you don't own any of those knights and Mechanicum anymore. Uh, I do. I oh, own, the Castigator. I own the Castigator. Like. He's in the shelf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just find that funny. Like, most of my units from the Night Lords I don't use anymore. Yep. Or I've cut up to be different units. Yep. Like, we'll, just, talk about, we'll talk about armies in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's the Escalation League. Yeah. Uh, guest appearances... Um, having uh, the next one's guest appearances who's, who's our favourite guest appearance we've had um, so having uh, Jason or Loopy on has always been a laugh um, yeah. normally overly sweary knowing that we were, we were a clean show so <laughs> yeah. trying to remove all of that um, or I think interview wise um, I think Iron Warrior cosplay was, was really good such a long interview I was going to say that would win longest interview and it was longest just a interview. laugh to record and to, to hear like the journey and there was lots of stuff which didn't make it in because it was too long. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I remember um, when I went to record it, it was me, me and him um, uh, online. And I remember Kelly, we were having dinner, we were about to have dinner. And Kelly was like, that's fine, I'll just drop it in. You can have it like when you're done. Because I was like, it's only going to be like 20 minutes. Uh, like two and a half, three hours later, I was like, my, my cold pizza on the floor on the, on the plate was sat there. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to eat it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's still going to get eaten. It's still going to get eaten. It's just cold, but yeah. yeah so cool. that would be mine. Neil, what about yours? Uh, I actually enjoyed the Escalation League, having everyone come on. Uh, we all got to meet our friends. Yeah. yeah we well, all got to- uh, Warhammer Associates. Associates, yes. <laughs> Friend is a strong word. <laughs> Friend is a strong word that I reserve for six people in my life. So Yes. Um, yeah, having... A different perspective on things from our friends yeah it was oh, cool to go through like people's armies mm. and what they were planning to do and it was cool to hear rather than just a back and forth it was wider than our yeah. normal circle and this is i think before we were really pushing like the safe room and mm-hmm. um discord wasn't a yeah. thing at that point for us uh, at least um, so yeah it was like our first widening of other people's voices in the hobby space um, yeah no, cool choice Yeah. Um, for me there's been some great ones I, I think there's a few that I could easily list as like highlights but I went for our very first one which was Reese from Frontline Gaming mm-hmm. so um, most people listening to this will probably know who that is but if not, Frontline Gaming was a store in the US and they set up the um, Las Vegas Open. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ha- they th- think in the past, whether they still do or not, I'm not sure, had a big hand in Adepticon, like a lot of the big US things that were happening. Mm-hmm. They also had a YouTube channel posting battle reports and things like that. Um, and yeah, it was a crazy, he reached out, I think, to talk about Adepticon. Um, and came on the show and he was our first ever guest and it was just a bit 
crazy to I had to interview him and come up how to interview someone I never really interviewed someone let alone someone I didn't know yeah. from another country who's an expert in their field and I'm just some idiot sitting upstairs in a youth centre with my friend at two in the morning so the time difference worked yeah. it was such a crazy time <laughs> and yeah it's a, a fond memory of like oh wow like we did that you know it was a thing we did yeah yeah yeah, yeah and it was a very long time ago but yeah it's, it has stuck with me um, oh, that's yeah. cool Cool. Well, I thought I'd round out our um, kind of round table talking about these things of uh, talking about the difference in our hobby life since the beginning of the podcast. So we've kind of talked a little bit about the podcast journey. We've talked a little bit about our personal lives and now kind of our, our hobby lives. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, this is the one that's probably changed the most. I went from having a large Space Wolf army of 6,000, 8,000, 10,000 points at one stage to having five or six different 40K forces at 2K, 3K, selling them on, buying some of them back, yeah. <laughs> like my Tyranids, which everyone always makes fun of me for, um, and becoming more and more manageable. I think the way of funding hobby completely changed after I had Caleb and particularly mm -hmm. Lucas. Um and as well as you know having time and energy to put into the hobby lowered so i've kind of ma managed to pull everything down to a much more reasonable size collection i would say um and have to really think about how i choose to spend certainly money if not time yeah. and energy in the hobby i have had a massive shift of interest to 30k both law and gaming mm -hmm. actually um and i feel like that kind of impacted you know um by additions of 40k the speed and of expansion and not having the time or the focus to keep up with it yeah and where 30k until there was this new edition of 2.0 was very static mm. and that's fitted with the way my life was paced yeah quite well mm -hmm. okay. i think go on sorry no no i was agreeing with you i think yeah. oh right uh, I think the biggest positive of change has been from doing the podcast. I've been to events I probably wouldn't have gone to. Uh, I've grown my friendship group. I've met people from across the world, whether online or in person, yep. through the hangouts and through you know Tanel coming over on the boat and hanging out with him was a Ship. really good privilege. Um, me and James and um, Alan and you know other guys who have been involved with the podcast for some time. Um, you know we've run our own event as I mentioned as one of my highlights. Um, and the safe room and discord channels, you know, creating friendships within our little community of people who listen to the podcast and being loosely responsible for that is a really cool, uh, positive that I take from the podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, hobby's always been a social thing for me and mm -hmm. continues to be the main factor of why I'm still here, whether it's recording the podcast or just involved in the hobby. And although I'm less active currently, I'm kind of hoping that as the kids grow a bit older and either get involved themselves or go off to do their own things, which I'm perfectly happy with, I can pull some of that hobby time back. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, we go with what we've got and, and I'm enjoying it at the moment. And uh, yeah, I think my big change has been large forces, lots of money being spent to much more manageable, focused um, f collection even though I don't have as much time to pour into mm. it. Neil? Yeah. Um, oh, 
since since joining the podcast. I have. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's all true. It just sounds really bad. Um, <laughs> painted less and procrastinated more. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. No. It's 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 strange. Mm. I don't think I've done as much hobby as I did before. It's weird, but. I think, you know, a large chunk of that was the change of job. Yep. And then significant relationships and, you know, having that take time away. Yeah. It's, it's like anything, right? The more people involved in your life, the less time you have to invest in hobbies. Yeah. It's just what happens. I think, yeah, with, with, with work-wise, it's, I, need, I need a, needed a quick, easy fix for uh, escapism. And this, our hobby isn't a quick, easy fix. So coming home chucking the TV on or the computer on yeah. to do something allowed for uh, has allowed for that escapism whereas the hobby you need that time to go right okay I'm going to go and do this and then do this and do this and do this and it's 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 a more involved yeah yep as we all know um, but yeah no I think just 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 with it, it I've I've only really got three armies with a fourth kind of in development as we speak <laughs> I laugh at your four armies <laughs> you laugh at my four massive armies they're not massive your town maybe a premium in, ter- in terms of models whether they're built oh, playable yeah, no. is different built only built and <laughs> painted only oh built only and painted Oh, built and painted only he's got the smallest force out of all three of us <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly but I've got there's there's other things in the wings eventually with this whole uh, Indominatus subscription that I did yeah yeah um, Do you, weren't you looking at doing um, the, what are the Dawn of War chapter Blood Ravens Blood Ravens yeah cool yeah yeah, yeah. you were looking at that as well mm. weren't you so on the horizon they could yep yeah. Far horizon. The Fahar horizon, <laughs> yes. The Fahar horizon. Um, I've built my own table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done that. I've ho- helped host a narrative event. Um, and that chance, yeah, to meet people, play games against them, has been great. Mm. Yeah, big, a big thing that changed in our hobby lives, I think, is opening up the door. Yeah. You know, like we're all pretty bad with social media, but we do see it from time to time and we're Mm -hmm. on there and we're looking at what people are doing and chucking comments in and particularly on Discord because that tends to be where we spend our time in our private group. I think it's convenient. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, like just opening up to that, I wouldn't have got involved in those without the podcast Yeah, because I have a sense of ownership to it. Yeah. I think that was a big change as well, yeah. Uh, So... What's changed with mine? So I've had about 12 armies since I started the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, I had Eldar, Blood Angels, Inquisition, Orcs, Imperial Guard, Tyranids, Gene Seed Cult, 30k Blood Angels, Imperial Guard, uh, sorry, Imperial Knights, sorry, Flesh Terrors that never really were. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, Mechanicum, Alpha Legion, and then I'm now trying to do Solar. Also, you've missed Grey Knights. Yes. Oh, God, yeah, Grey Knights. Because they were our escalation that we did. I yeah. did orcs and you did grey knights. Purple, the purple. Yeah. Grey purple knights. knights. Yeah. Some more. So many armies. Uh, I've had three boards in that time. 
Mm-hmm. So Realm of Battle, um, which I still have. Uh, Kelly still originally painted. I've never changed it. Um, Kelly bought it for me, painted it with um, the uh, rattle can, the oh, fist on red rattle the, can. It was the you got that kit from GW to finish it off, didn't you? Yeah, and then you got I got the oh, the yeah. okra kit. Yeah, where they give you the okra and grass and stuff. Massive never used a grass. Pot of Massive paint. pot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, just squirt it on, and then you got a big paintbrush, which I think I gave to you. Um, and uh, so that's still there. Yeah. I've had. Um, a city board using a neoprene map that's pretty that's still going strong and, yeah, and, yeah. and going well um and then i've obviously got the zm board which is i think the biggest thing i've ever painted like yeah. detail wise yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the realm was easy because it's just i think i sprayed it i painted it all brown with yeah. the paintbrush then i um no i sprayed the rocks red yeah. with, with a rattle can i then painted the rest of it with the paintbrush brown and then i ochred over the top of everything with the yeah. same paintbrush. So I think it took me about an hour to do the entire board. Um, and then I did try and pick out some of the skulls with, with um, beige, like the skull way one. Too many yeah. skulls way too many skulls. Way too many skulls. Oh yeah, way, way, way too many skulls. Um, as anything Games Workshop. And then, so I think I've been to eight events. Yeah, nice. On the top of the, my head. Um, I want to want to keep going to 30K events. Um, I'm, I'm, I really like going to events. I really like going away and... and, and um, sort of isolating that and meeting new people playing new people because all my people locally are really boring to play um <laughs> and i think i've peaked in uh in in peak gamers and so i need to go play other we people haven't to played. offer me a challenge me and you haven't played in a long time we haven't played in a long time you're it's, right it's, you're you're next on my hit list actually you mean when i was talking to Tom, a hit list you mean play and lose, lose. yeah right, okay <laughs> yeah no, no i will get i will get there don't worry i know he's gonna play a game of whack with you yeah <laughs> yeah, if I if I get my new Legion done, not by that time, but like in the future, I might start winning games. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then uh, finally, obviously, forty uh, k is how we started, yeah. and I I actually really want to get back to it. I I, I don't mm. as much as we kind of sometimes come across quite negatively to forty k. Like it is the starting point. It's right? our first love. It was the first thing, yeah. right? And I think it, it's just it hasn't the last couple of editions just haven't worked for us. So I'm hoping that 10th edition, when it comes out, um, I'll, I'll buy the stuff. I'll, I'll play a few games, try and get on board. And even if it's a small form factor game type thing I play, I, I'm going to try my best to kind of get into it um, okay. and, and carry on playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Evolutionary started at 40k, ended up in 30k. Maybe I'll go back to 40k. Maybe. As well as 30k. I'm not giving yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Spent yeah. way too much money on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. And, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. So, yes, where do we go from here? So, um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> we're ending the show. We're not doing it anymore. We decided like, to quit. Right, we're going to become an Age of Sigma podcast now. Oh, God, no. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Neil's finally Neil, you lost the, the quiz. You must come you, back. You have to come back. We're not letting you leave anymore. You cannot go. Right, what did you say about swearing? <laughs> Le- Legion of Three is going to begin. Mm. Am I allowed to swear? So, I mean, that's a funny thing to put out there, right? We have talked for a while about changing the podcast to be something that emulates what we're up to in life and what we're enjoying. Yep. So, and that's what we're going to try and do. So, the Adeptus Terror podcast is changing when we hit these kind of milestones, we do tend to mix things up a little bit, and this one's no different. So the last big change of format was episode 60. So we've done 40 episodes of this kind of format yep. with these subjects, this 
you know and although i say changing lots of it will feel the same so um what you can expect from us that is staying the same is an episode every month along with our regular hobby hangouts online definitely our uh, monthly ones and until mike isn't up for running the wednesdays they'll continue every week as well um we are going to be tweaking part of our episodes as well as introducing some new segments. So we are keeping Oath of Moment, which we've kind of had as a straddle point, moving into the new way of doing podcasts for us. The spotlight is going to be changing, but maybe shrinking a little bit rather than it being a vocal point of the podcast. The idea is that we still want to look at the law and we still want to dive into that. But maybe, as Sam put it earlier in the in this episode, looking at specific things that maybe people don't know much about unless they're really invested um, and shining a light on that. Um, so we have kind of decided to now start producing seasons. And technically, the first 100 episodes was a very long season one. It's like a family guy season. Yeah, insanely long. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, our next episode will not be episode 101. That's why we're keeping it 100. Because we will begin season two. And this will start from next episode and will be 18 episodes long. And then we'll have a review of whether we still Continue. want to sit here and do this. <laughs> um, and that is based on a theme segment that has 18 entries to it. And maybe you can guess what that means before I tell you about it in a moment. 18 is a, a famous number of a certain number within 40k law. Oh, it's when you can legally drink in the UK. It is indeed, which is a good time. Um, so first we will begin with a segment that is, rather than having these subheadings like Sprue Corner and um, time to focus on specific things, we're going to approach the segment in a wider, more relaxed view. So our new first segment will be the Legion of Three, as there are three of us, and it's kind of a nod towards the idea of us once upon a time thinking of doing a Star Wars Legion podcast, Mm -hmm. but also a Horus Heresy-focused podcast. And we are semi-stepping that way while still being a 40K podcast. So each of us will have about 20 minutes and we're going to limit that to 20 minutes. Yeah, man. F- yeah, yeah. I'm literally <laughs> thinking of having a timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it goes off, finish your sentence done. Yeah. Um, to keep that first segment to a, a strict time. Um, and we're going to discuss, you know, hobby highlights, purchases, progress, games, as well as the opportunity to widen that to other highlights, such as movies we've seen, TV shows, video games, board games, as well as other tabletop gaming systems. This feels good because I feel like perhaps, because ultimately it's super weird, right? Because listeners, listeners, you all out there, you have an understanding of a very, a very one dimensional persona of Matt, Neil and I. Oh yes. Um, because it's what we choose to show and it's been yeah. focused heavily around 40K. You may not know that like Matt is super into, into Star Wars or that Neil is like a pro gamer. You're so making these up. No, 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 you're into Star Wars. I am, but Lord of the Rings is my thing. Oh, yeah, that's something. Here's Mr. Star Wars. Oh, you're all the same. You're You're all the same. You just don't know us, Sam. I don't know you at all. Um, But we don't talk about that kind of stuff. No. Like, we play board games every Tuesday that are nothing to do with 40K. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we don't talk about that stuff because um, 
this not why we're here. Yeah. And I think it was really probably, in my opinion, the Throwing Dice podcast, which kind of, for me, started this kind of thought yeah, train yeah. off because they are very good at kind of just, just starting talking about throwing dice and, and hanging out and playing new stuff. And we're all super into movies. We all watch stuff like The Mandalorian and, and we don't really talk about it on here, but we talk about it elsewhere. So really the idea is, is to kind of broaden that original horizon to just talk about some nerdy stuff. And yeah, and whilst we're not losing our 30k 40k mm. kind of roots it kind of will hopefully adapt and show more of who we are beyond just this game yeah i think the idea is that rather than focusing on hey what have you built this month nothing what have you painted very little what have you played oh i haven't had time but i have watched all all seasons of uh star wars um uh, clone wars yeah that would be impressive in a so, month. Yeah, in a month, that I is very a month. impressive. But I am, I am watching it in a, in a particular order, so it makes yes. sense. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you're not doing that order. Okay. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's to focus on the more positives and the things we're actually doing rather than us sitting here and going, haven't done much. It gives us something to talk about. Like you say, it opens up You know what we're up to. Uh, we can open that up to real-life stuff as well. If there's things going on in our, mu- in our month that we feel comfortable to share then we have an opportunity to you know um the idea of this new way of doing our segment is the same it is what we've been up to for a month is that sit around hanging out with guys sharing what you've been up to and you guys being invited in to you know sit down with us and Mm -hmm. and join the conversation you know even though your input has to come after the podcast we still want to hear it um, after this, you can expect a new mini segment, which we have dubbed Read the Siege. So this is going to be a quick look and recap of the Siege of Terror books, and we will be reading in release order one every episode. Hell yeah. So this is not an in-depth book review. This is rather a roundup of what we thought of it, as none of us have read any of them before. Nope. Um, and we want to obviously invite you guys to read the Siege alongside us. So at the end of this episode, I will remind you, but next episode will be our first coverage of one of the Read of Siege books. And the idea is a mini segment. Mm-hmm. We liked it. This is what we liked about it. And maybe even a, a scoring system for the books, yeah. which it's we not, need to discuss it, behind the scenes. It's not going to be a two-hour segment like no. before, Hell no. reading the books apart and, and stuff. No. It's, it's going to be very much like... In a, my mind, this is another 20 minutes. Yeah. This is what we like. This is what we didn't like. Wasn't this bit cool? Why don't I build that army? Kind of, yeah. I gave it five Volkites out of nine. Yeah, Yeah, that that kind of thing. We will talk. We will talk. (laughs) Um, Then we have the Oath of Moment and the Spotlight, which will be remaining potentially the same, focusing and maybe compressing the length of the Spotlight, as I've mentioned, to fit in these newer segments. Um, like the read the siege is still an extra segment so and we don't want this to go on for hours and hours and hours for people um want to keep that retention and people actually listening to what we're talking about and lastly we are going to embark on something we have never really done on this podcast uh, not in any real capacity at all and that is talk about some rules namely the rules of the space marine legions in horus heresy so this gives us 18 episodes for season two um, and in each episode, we will look at a randomly generated legion, their lore, rules, and units in games of Horus Heresy, the Age of Darkness. And that's what we're all much more engaged with right now. That's the gaming system we're playing a lot. 
Um, hopefully, as Sam said, you'll hear more and more of 10th edition 40k. And hopefully we get on board with that and, and dive into that. But the idea is to focus on one legion at a time, a little bit of what makes them stand out from the other legions, what makes them unique, what their role is, etc. As well as looking at the units and the legion rules in our um, Libra Astartes and Libra Hereticus books. Inevitably any campaign books that came out. Yeah, yeah, we out. will add an addition. Um, and we're really looking forward to doing that. It's a new thing that we've never done and it's focused around something we are really enjoying at the moment. Yeah. We always wanted to create a podcast that matched our interests, keeping it fun for us as well as hopefully translating that fun for people who listen. You know, and just three guys hanging out and having fun together is much more enjoyable to listen to than something dry that they feel they have to put on. Mm-hmm. Um we're not creating a heresy podcast. We are continuing to talk about 40K and our spotlights, Oath of Moment subjects and our general catch-up each and every month, as well as on our Hangouts and Discord and Safe Room everywhere. I, I think what's important to say here is we did discuss quite a lot whether or not we should just go and do a 30K podcast. Yeah, we did. Um, because it's what, like Matt said, it's what we're into. It's what we can probably talk more passionately about right now. But... We recognize and understand we have lots of listeners who are not 30k players and we still have our roots in 40k Mm. and there is still lots in that universe to explore and and Mm. and understand oh yeah um so it it i I really do want to stress if you're a 40k player and have no interest in 30k then there will still be stuff for you. And, yeah. and maybe you'll learn a little bit about the heresy and the origins yeah. of 40K. Well, certainly and, the law segments of the legions, you know, we're going to dive into what makes them stand out. But dare I say, with some of them, we might mention, and now they're ragtag war bands led by a Baden. Or, yeah. you know, like we might give a little bit of a 40K nod mm. in that segment. It's not a third heresy only. Yeah. In terms of the rules, we'll be looking at their rules of, in the Age of Darkness. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like I say, it's, it's it's not a heresy podcast. We're not changing who we are. Um, you know, we just want to have fun and focus on the things we enjoy and hopefully that translates across to you guys. We want you all to hang around, go on this journey with us as we refresh the format after so many years and so many episodes. And yeah, just look to put out the best pod- podcast we can manage. And yeah, we, we appreciate the support up until now and hope that that continues with this new format um yeah i mean i don't really have anything other than than that to say um shall we round out before rather than have a break shall we just go straight to the end of the the episode sure yeah cool so season two episode one will start from next month um a reminder for you guys is the read the siege begins and we will be starting with the first book the solar war So if you want to read that along with us, whether you already own it or you're going to purchase it on Audible or whatever, The Solar War will be uh, being discussed next month. Um, Also, Law of the Legion begins, our our new final segment, Mm -hmm. as it was. And that begins with the Raven Guard Legion. So I have uh, built a list of all the legions and have them in a number generator. And each month we will click and see what legion we will uh, be talking about so we are going to start with the raven guard because they rolled up first cool um the only other bit of admin before we finish the episode is uh the next hangout day is the 30th of april 8 p.m onwards uk time cool 
Um, it's been a hundred episodes. It's oh, been a very I have one. Oh, go on. Oh, so um, James Glib oh, has yes. asked me to. Uh, yeah, Hamed, um, has has asked me to read out. Um, his club are running an event. Um, so uh, James Glib, you might remember him from running the 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 painting competition or the painting thing. Uh, you one know, of our moderators. One he's of the moderators very present online. Yeah, he's a he's a, uh, a a heresy player as he plays Dark Angels, so he's definitely a heretic. Um, so. What he's asked is Bristol Vanguard are running a Horus Heresy 2.0 event in Bristol on Sunday the 16th of July in 2023, uh, just after the 10th edition has been released, so no one will be playing 40k anyway. Um, <laughs> the event is called uh, The Moons of Memlock. Um, uh, I was going to get you to say that because Memlock is a word that you probably would struggle with. Um, the event is a one-day event. Each player will be uh, experiencing three 2,500-point games. Nice. Um, the tickets are only 15 quid yeah. um, if you become a club member for a pound um, you can get 10% off of your um, all event tickets for the rest of the year so Ooh. you get like money nice. off um, and uh, that makes more sense because you'll be saving more money over the long time of the thing there's math or something anyway sure um, over the last few years Memlock system, uh, the Memlock system has been uh, the scene of a number of battles in the 31st millennium but for the first time, this fighting has spread from the main system um, to its moons. Each moon is a different environment, posing different challenges to players to add a little extra narrative flavour to the day. Primarch's Lords of Wars are allowed in this event, although there is a jeopardy with bringing them as your opponent scores an additional one event point towards the faction total for killing one. So yeah. you, can, you can go big game hunting to score as many event points as winning games. Uh, there are a number of awards available at this event. It's not a competitive tournament, so there is no first place. Rather, there are best uh, there are painting awards for best overall army, judges' choice, best character, public vote, best squad, public vote, best vehicle, public vote, and uh, event awards for best traitor player. But doesn't necessarily mean the the winning yeah, yeah, yeah gets yeah. it. Um, and then best loyalist player. So yeah, it's, a, mean. it's almost like a sportsman award. Yeah, who's been there with the right attitude and but also done well in their games. It's kind of a bit of everything. Yeah. And most importantly, James is bringing back Heresy Bingo. Yeah. So there'll be a prize for the Heresy Bingo yeah. Win winner. Yeah. I, I, char I charged him the copyright. Did you? Did you? <laughs> no. of, of, of 15 pounds. <laughs> I sent him the template. It's something we did at our event of uh, a silly fun game that came up, I think when we were at Company of Legends and we were all discussing stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we, we've done it. He enjoyed it. I'm pretty I think sure he won. it was... I think he won at our event. I did think he won. I think it was... Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, um, if you are interested in going to this event, uh, just to remind you, it is on the 16th of July, 2023 in Bristol, £15 for the one day event. Um, if you're interested, you can get your tickets. Uh, they're available at uh, Bristol Vanguard um, website. I'll put the link in the show notes if I remember. If not, hit James up on the safe room or uh, on the Discord um, and you can get the link from him directly. Yeah. Um, alternatively, you can go and join Mike's Midweek Moans um, and uh, <laughs> he'll be there and he can send you the link on that chat as well. <laughs> I like that. I That's like all that. him. He, I didn't call Mike a moaner. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I know Simon's going. Um, yeah, yeah, there's Liam's uh, going. three or four from our Tom, group. Tom's going. going um, so... Lots of our group are going. I, I unfortunately can't go. You can't go. But um, I would definitely be going if I could. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Anyway, that's it. Cool, yeah. That's the end of the show. Uh, thank you for coming along for 100 episodes. Um, it's been a, a wild time. And um, we may or may not see you next month. Yeah, we look forward to season two for all those that, that continue to travel with us. But until then, 
I've been Matt. I've been Sam. I've been Neil. And this has been the Adeptus Terror Podcast first season. We should change that. In the what, next the end. In the, in the end. We'll change it for the next one. We'll come up with okay, something else. Come up with something else. Maybe every episode we'll do something different and then for we'll, an ending. we'll pick one that we like. Okay. Maybe. Wow. Really change it up. Okay. Uh, I'll mi- I'll miss it, but we can do that. Should we do what they <laughs> do with uh, the anime shows and have a different intro music? Oh yeah, every season. ten episodes. No, or something. Not yeah. doing that, because I have to find the music <laughs> and then put the music in, re record the intro, so no, we're not doing that. I'll but, tell you what is happening before we leave. New adverts are coming. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. We promise this time. We're honest, probably. Not. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another successfully recorded episode of the Adeptus Terror Podcast. Join the conversation on the Adeptus Terror Podcast community safe room on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the Adeptus Terror Podcast or email at the Adeptus Terror Podcast at gmail.com if you just want to chat to Matt. Thanks again.